Welcome to Pixie's Playground. I am your host, Trevor. Unfortunately, Simon could not make it tonight because he's doing the duck and donuts. So miss you, Simon. Hope we catch you on next time. Um, tonight we are going to talk about the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, boy, that's my buddy Cat Rick. He's on there with us for a little while. So he has to go back to work. Uh, if you find a furry, furry, fuzzy little hair in your bread. It was him. Just letting you know. <laughs> we also have uh, T Boo here from the nightclub. Say what's up, T Boo. What's up? Cat I'm Rick, here. you want meow for us, bro? Meow. Yeah, boy. We got Word in the house. What's up, Word? Weird. Not much. It's weird. Yeah, weird. Sorry. I, I did I did the same thing when she uh, first came yeah. on the nightclub. I'm like, I said weird earlier, but now I, I was like, Word. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We have our silent partner in crime, Miss Miss Snap, joining us tonight, too. Oh, Probably won't hear but she's here. Oh, look, oh yeah, look, she said something. Yeah, love it. And then Brent's going to get some silver bullets in case some werewolves show up. So, you know, oh. we're about that life. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Is it a full moon tonight? I don't think it is. No, and, is it? And honorarily no. listening in is no. Beauregard. And honorary be- is Beauregard, the lovely, lovely dog. We like we love us some doggies. Poochie pooch. So uh, what's snooch. today? Today's today is June the thirtieth. June. So yes. tomorrow is July, and it is hot as balls here in Louisiana. And when oh. I say hot as balls, it's like a hundred degrees outside during the day. Yeah. Yeah. The heat index be like one hundred and thirteen. Yeah, funny enough, yeah. you know. And you know what? I'm glad I don't have to fucking work in that shit anymore. Okay. The, well, this July 4th weekend, it's supposed to, with the, the heat index, it's supposed to feel like 120. Oh, in cer- God. In certain In certain areas. So I, so I, I need to find me like a big body of water to just jump into this weekend. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you, bro. Mexico. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this place I, is closer I, than that, I think. Swimming pools. Ditches, yeah. we could jump in a ditch. Like I do have were. a pond behind my house, but I wouldn't trust jumping in there. No. So, <laughs> so the get, people that live there before me just throw like beer bottles and shit. Yeah, that too. Oh. The mosquitoes, and there's turtles too. They look at Grindhouse. Yeah, boy, that nightclub. G H Z. Love it. So What's while up, we're Kona? talking about the nightclub, y'all go go listen to those fuckers and join their Discord and send them an email. And if you do that, you could win a <laughs> a potential ticket to a um a horror showing. Where's that at, Travis? Oh, the night uh the Cabin in the Woods Film Festival. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a, a in person for some folks who pay for those VIP tickets. They actually get to go to a cabin in the woods and watch the film festival. Um, but uh, yeah, if you join the Discord, which by the way, side tangent. Fixies Playground has a section in there, so all the Fixies fans can come in there and fucking fuck around. But if you join the, the nightclub Discord, uh, you send in a short story. You you got to join all the all the Discords though. Joe Blow too yeah. and Shuttle. I'm expanding this out. I'm being yeah. yeah I'm being yeah. Petty we're, about we're, it. we're about to plug those two, but <laughs> do all those things and you get that you're gonna, fucking you're gonna plug them all forever. Supreme okay. ticket. Well, you know, I told them all to send me some bo- some video uh, some uh, audio. Mm-hmm. Um, promotions so I can plug them into the episode so I don't have to keep trying to remember to do it during the episodes <laughs> because I'm usually tired and drunk mm-hmm. and fuck it up half the time. So hopefully we'll get those sooner or later, you know. 
I know there's some busy boys. We're all. I've been on people. Brian's ass too, dude. I've been like, bro, we need another yeah. shuttle promo. Where the fuck is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, y'all check out Shuttle the Pod with with our guys Brian with Y, Why? Sam, 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 and Sup? Roos, the Ross, <laughs> oh, Daddy, and um, they are also another horror podcast. I, I enjoy all of y'all. Really, to be honest with you, but. Um, who, who else we got? We got Handle with Scare. Our boy Ooh, yeah. Brent Grindhouse has been uh I'm sorry, Brent. Um <laughs> our boy Grindhouse <laughs> has been um he's now a, a co-host on the Handle with Scare. Congratulations to him on that. Um I've been listening to them more now because of it. Um we can check out the Joe Blow Horror Show, don't you know? <laughs> Boss Tuna's on vacation again, but Tibu is here in the house. Oh my god, that dude never stops being on vacation, bro. <laughs> That's what he I does want for a living. He's on yeah, vacation, I'm, bro. I'm telling I mean, you, I want to find out like... who his sugar mama or daddy is. I really do. It's himself, bro. Oh yeah, I know, I know. But I gotta give him some shit. Yeah, uh, who else? Who, who else we got? Oh yeah, check out DBS Films. They are on Discord. They are on TikTok. They do movies. Those movies are on Tubi. At least some of them yeah. are. Yeah. Um, what's really cool about DBS Films is they are a film company that uses their fans for acting, for production, for um, <laughs> effects. <laughs> they do use their fans. Now, their fans also audition, audition and, you know, uh, ask to do these things. So it's not like slavery. You it, know, is consensual. it is consensual. It is consensual. <laughs> Right, they, they have, I have enjoyed a couple of the movies <laughs> that I've watched from there. So you know, check those people out. Uh, what else? I, I don't know what else. I think that's everybody. Is that that's, everybody? That seems to be a, a sort feel, of the, the collective. I feel like that's everybody. So y'all yeah. check those fuckers out. It's a party, right? Mm-hmm. It's a goddamn shit show too. It's a goddamn shit show. You, oh. what's everyone drinking let's let, let, let's do that let's i know grant that. grant god damn it i, I did <laughs> it too i did I it love too. It. i know brent went and got some silver bullies um that's his tried and true <laughs> i'm currently drinking this beer i picked up that i was just like what is this it's from shiner uh the texan that texan brewery yeah boy shiner shiner bar well, what I what I have is called the Tex Hex Brujas Brew IPA, and it's oh, got shit. a it's got this dope Western lady on the front with yeah. like a, electric eyes. Mm, I, I, like I don't know. It's it's and it's pretty is that, good. Is that a five percent or is that one of those hefty boys? It's it's seven percent. Look at your grindhouse. That's a hefty boy. Seven percent's a hefty boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that shit, grindhouse. He's over there showing off his fucking merchandise. Yeah, boy, he's showing us all his goods. Oh, I, I wouldn't talk to you loud there. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the showing of the goods goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you join in the festivities if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, call his ass out. Trevor, <laughs> uh, I, have, I, I have in person seen your gigantic balls and your very tiny penis. So He's acting like well, he's not. You know. he's, he's acting like he's not on a podcast right now. Yeah, you call it you call it very tiny, but if it's up in you, uh, you would be like, no, don't do that. So mm. you know. Well, I, I well I also know that well, now that I know that you're six foot ten or whatever you are, I know that there's a scale factor. <laughs> so I probably wasn't applying it correctly. But anyway, that's, so here we go. That's probably accurate. That's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. you were framing. I've, 
So I'm drinking um, simply <laughs> strawberry lemonade right now. Yeah. Simply I spiked. Been, I have been drinking that spiked lemonade, but daddy, for the last two hours at least. Um, I think okay. in, in honor of that tonight, we should call it the Shawshank Redemption should be the simply spiked redemption. Yeah, I could name that the title episode easily. Oh, no, well, it, it could be, but I'm saying like, I just want to. Oh, it's Give early. It. It's early. Put it on we'll the table. It out. On the table yeah, for consideration. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw it in the pot. We'll let it simmer. Miss Weird, are you, are you partaking in anything tonight? Water? I refilled my Dasani water bottle with some well water. Okay, we're going to say that's vodka. There we go. <laughs> yeah, she, she's, she's already drunk. Yeah, that's that mineralized <laughs> that's already vodka she's drinking. Yeah. yeah. Or botulism. You never know. It's oh, no, <laughs> the botulisms and, and Mr. Grindhouse is doing the silver bullets, as I said earlier, right? Damn fucking werewolves, always, man. And, anything always. else, bro? Anything else tonight, or just the silver bullets to keep you going? Uh, well, I want to stay hydrated and enjoy my life, so yeah. yes, a nice, refreshing Coors Light. Um, yeah, yeah, the, that's the blue mountains. Mountains are blue, just like that. Mountain colors. is fucking blue, I mean, shit. That I like blue. it. Yeah. yeah, that is blue. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Good awesome. Okay. Go. The bearer of the true blue baller. Huh. Yes. <laughs> he is a cock tease and a half, that boy. Anyway, <laughs> tonight sorry. we get to talk about <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption. Bruh. How excited is everybody? I'm pretty excited. I'm fu- I-, I fucking love this movie. It's and I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna sell sell the show before it, it, it gets even started, but yeah, mm. it's great. It's a great fucking I don't this is one of those films to me that it's objectively good. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like if you don't like it, it's probably just because you don't like a good story and you don't like good acting and you don't like um I don't I don't know, like just Well, if you don't like the Shawshank Redemption, you don't like your mother and you don't like rainbows and butterflies, if, if, okay? If That's you right. don't like the Shawshank yeah. Redemption, I'm gonna James Silent Bob your ass. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, that what means I will will find out online <laughs> that that you don't like it, and I'm gonna find your address. Yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna print out some papers of what you said. <laughs> print it, and I'm gonna road trip my ass to your house. <laughs> and I'm gonna go, hey, did way. you say this shit? And I'm gonna <laughs> smack the fuck out you. That's what I'm gonna do. That's Simply how I feel about Shawshank spike. Redemption. Yeah, boy. So with, with the simply spike. <laughs> Soon. You don't like it, really, or you just haven't seen it? No, no, no it was a good movie. Okay. It was a really great movie. It was a great joke. Life, but it was but... a great movie. Okay. I just no, had to make sure. She's, she's waiting for the smack. That's yeah, what oh, I mean. Yeah. That's oh, what yeah. it is. You just yeah. have to ask. I'll, you know, I'll do it once. Be smacking and smacking. Well, so, um, I guess you're still a page from, from the, the Joe Blow whore show. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. Maybe Travis already looked at these. We'll we'll see. I have not. No, I know um, what you're doing. What, I have not done it. What? Everybody guess on what the IMDb score is for the Shawshank. Oh, I don't know. I would say because okay, IMDb is a user rated. I think most people love this movie. But oh god, they, yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't ever go that high. Like you never get a ten out of ten on IMDb. So I would say well, this no. is no. A nine out of ten on IMDb is what okay, I'm saying. Nice, it has to, nice. It has, nice. 
it has to be in the nines. It has to be. Um, okay, so Brent, what's up, bro? Nine, nine point two, nine point two. Okay, and now I'm gonna look it up and see if you're lying to me, Madam Weird. What's up? I will lowball it and say because IMDb never is very high. I'm gonna say seven point. Oh, not for this okay. one. No, 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 no. So, Give her a chance to bring that up a little bit because that's I will too let low. You, I will let you know. Okay. okay. That didn't stutter. Okay. okay. Well, Travis comes in. Uh, comes in closest at uh nine point two. It's a nine point three out of ten I, on I IMBD. I said nine point two. Thank you. That's, and that's, I see it. Oh, no, it I am a hundred percent sorry, Brent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> apologize to Daddy. Apologize to Daddy. Yeah. Sorry, Daddy. Okay, I'll, I'll send you a picture of my balls later to do it. Time. I will give you his number if you don't already have it, so you could do it. Yeah, I know you will. Uh-huh. I'll do it. Anyway, um, that would be a I great thing to wake got... up to. Seventeen pictures of Trevor's balls. <laughs> that would make me happy. <laughs> I don't angle, know why, bro. but it would make me yeah, happy. Yeah, it would. Look, just, I would be just, happy just, if I got pictures of y'all balls. I'm just gonna just, be honest. Just no like, taint. Just no taint. I just want balls. Okay. I want fleshy okay. balls, but no taint because the taint just yeah. That gets, yeah. it gets I'll, to- I'll find like an appropriate backdrop to hang them on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, I, if I, he's fucking if I, setting it up like it's a professional photo shoot and shit. Well, of course the lighting just right. And he's like, yep. Mary, come help me with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just seriously, though, no taint because I don't want none of that Creole crack. So, just oh, okay. Keep, gotcha. Keep, just balls. <laughs> All right. So, we got- <laughs> we're we got- not, we, we're not Creole. I'm sorry. Sarah, I know. I'm fucking with that. I'm we fucking with it because I can't. I'm right, fucking with you because is, I can. What is our uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, peoples? Hundred oh. percent. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm it's in hundred percent. It's in the nineties. It's got to be 90, 95, 96. It has to be. Okay, uh, Madam Weird. What's up? I don't know. All right. I never it is a, the reasons anyway. It is a surprisingly ninety-one percent. Hmm. So the IMBD was actually higher. Um, I don't agree with any shit. It's it should you be. You just said you just said the IMBD just for the record. So <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna send you a picture of his balls clad in leather and shit. <laughs> his balls are his balls are gonna be like fucking homeboy from Iron Maiden. I'll just make sure. All that right. That... So oh. the director of the Shawshank Redemption is Frank Darabont. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but the screen adaption was also written by Frank Darabont, but Stephen King is our our head honcho here for the the book itself, uh-huh. um, and, it's su- and I'm pretty sure he helped with the adaption too. I can only imagine it, it's it's still surprising yeah. to me how many people have no idea that Stephen King wrote this story. Yeah, I, I mean, was, oh, I, I love. It's like I always knew that story. he did, so like it was never a question. But there's it does of, like there's a lot of people yeah. that don't, dude. I mean, and it was in it was yeah. in one of his. Um, I mean, so the story is Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, and it was in his um, uh, group of novellas, different seasons, like way the fuck back in the day. But yeah. I, most people don't know this. They don't know that this is a Stephen King story, and it's a little yeah. baffling to me. Well, and, and at first glance, I, I think that um, on the surface, right, on the surface, if, if I was watching like a preview of the Shawshank Redemption, I wouldn't think Stephen King when I first would like see it, right? Me neither. But if you but if you watch the movie and you see how fucking dark it can be and the things that happen, like I could 100% see Stephen King behind it. I also think the shit the characters say 
is very yeah. Stephen King dialogue. Like that's Stephen King characters right there. And uh, another interesting little bit, if you don't have this, is Frank. This is Frank Darabont's first Stephen King project, like his first outing with with Cy King. But mm -hmm. he also made another adaptation that a lot of people, I think, would this would echo what you were saying about Shawshank. They wouldn't think necessarily that The Green Mile, starring Tom Hanks, is a Stephen King adaptation, oh, but yeah, it is, no. and and it's by Darabont, and he did a third one, The Mist. Oh, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so okay, he, he's so back. Green Mile three. was definitely more of a Stephen King story. It had more of that that otherworldly element that he like. It did. It there. did. I agree with that a hundred percent. It's got yeah. It's so got do some I. Paranormal shit. Yeah. So do I. But it was still. It was almost an extension of Shawshank, and the fact that Shawshank, if you look at it, there there is nothing paranormal about it at all. Nothing. No. It it has a, a little bit of that. Um, a key element in Stephen King stories is somebody who's put upon, right? Uh -huh. It doesn't matter what story you go, somebody who's put upon. So, so Andy Dufresne is definitely put upon, but this movie is, it's a, it's like a, it's like a crime slash prison movie. It's not a horror movie. Um, it's mm. a, it's a fucking fantastic movie. So don't, you don't even get me wrong for a second there, but it's not. And then going on to the green mile, the green mile, it starts out as kind of a prison story, but then gets into that, into that a sort of abject horror, getting into the paranormal stuff, you know, and then the mist obviously is well cosmic. Maybe. Yep. Well, but going through these movies though, and you, and you look at everybody, there's a lot of, and I'm hoping our buddy Trevor has got some a little bit of trivia on this. There are a lot of familiar uh, faces in those three yeah. movies. Oh, there are. Yep. So I, I, I will I will push back a little bit and say I think Shawshank Redemption is horror adjacent. And I will say this because if I got locked away for two consecutive life sentences for a crime I didn't commit and then got habitually raped for like two years, <laughs> I would I would feel like that's a horror fucking movie to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's there, so, there, there's definitely horrific things in this movie. Yes. Yes. Um, now, is it an actual true horror movie? No, but I, I do no. feel like there are some definite horrific elements in it um because if it was your life if you were him yeah you would be like fuck this world anyway um i don't have a whole lot of cool insider stuff but i'm gonna look some up as we go um where did i watch it i think i watched it for free on hulu maybe tubi tubi i know so well I, I know That's i know it's I on tubi it. so for free on tubi um you can catch it on prime video for four bucks also, Redbox, Apple TV, Voodoo, but go on Tubi. Tubi's awesome. Yeah, um, Tubi is the unsung oh, hero yes. of the streaming world. Yes, yes, yes. it is. Um, so our, our some of our big players in this movie, Morgan mm -hmm. Freeman, obviously, Tim Robbins, Clancy Brown, Bob Gunton, William Sadler. Uh, these, all these guys I've seen in multiple movies growing up and throughout my life, right? Um, Morgan Freeman is obviously probably the most prominent. The first time I laid eyes on yeah. Texas Playground, I was I knew Grindhouse was a rock hound. Yes, <laughs> yes, he was. It it rhymes. It rhymes. I did it. A does good rhyme. Correct. So let's okay. read the synopsis and then we're gonna get right into the meat of the movie. Uh Andy Dufresne is sentenced to two consecutive life terms in prison for the murders of his wife and her lover. And is sentenced to a 
tough prison. However, only Andy knows he didn't commit the crime while there. He forms a friendship with Red and experiences brutality of prison life, adapts, helps the water, and etc. All in 19 yeah. years. So this motherfucker was in prison for at least 19 years. I have a, I have a theory, though. Yes, go ahead. It, well, I don't want to break the momentum. I, I don't I don't know what the formula is for reviewing a movie on Fixies yet, but I don't give a fuck. Give there, isn't, well, there isn't there isn't one yet. So no, I think we just <laughs> yeah. Well, my theory though is every time the movie cuts back. Okay, so no, you know what? I'm gonna save this theory until we get into what's happening in the film. Let okay, me shut the fuck okay. up. Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's see. Eleven surprising facts. Stephen King sold the rights to Shawshank Redemption for $1,000. Whoa. So now this was back in what, like 1994 is when the movie came out. So early 90s, maybe early but, 80s, depending. But even still, though, that's yeah. so well, low. I know he's I got his $1. The $1 club. Yep, the yeah, $1 he's club. got the $1 club, but that that is that is still so, impressive as fuck that someone. Yeah. He must have trusted Darabont. So, if, so hopefully here, 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 was involved. here is what the fact says. It says he sold the rights to his story, Reader Hayward, and the Shawshank Redemption to Frank Darabont for just $1,000. He never cashed the check, though. After the wow. film came out, King loved it so much, he framed the check and gave it back to Darabont with a note that said, in case you ever need bail money. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I almost spit I, if, 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 if I make a book... And someone makes a movie from that book, and I fucking love it. I do the same damn thing, dude. Right? That is like, a, I think that's a player ass move. Yes, yes. Stephen uh, King is the best. I, I, this story came from the mind of the the greatest horror novelist that we all know of. I mean, whether he's your favorite or not, he's the greatest. He will be known as the twentieth yeah. and twenty first century probably greatest yeah, horror novelist. There, there, well, there are people well, I mean, that are going to be think, writing think it, fucking papers about Stephen King in a couple hundred years. Just I, saying. I see, I see, I see weird over there going like, I don't know, but I mean, like, has is anyone in the pantheon? Is anyone even close? This, the the closest ones are Kuntz and Barker, and they're not King. They're not talked about like King. That's all yeah. I'm saying. They're not talked about like King King, but I would say Kuntz is a better writer, hands down. Well, yeah, but we're not we're not talking about necessarily better writer as far as. Just no. being more prominent in society. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. He's the greatest he's, horror he's writer. Sold more of his stories to make movies. I mean, it look, is. it is what it is. If you get if you get noticed by everybody, you're probably going to end up being historical. Maybe his stories are better for making movies. Yeah, I bet you there's like better playwrights than fucking Shakespeare back in the day, but Shakespeare got the break. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, maybe. But uh, all, let's see. Well, I, 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 my point, though, was that this story that you were saying is like this jailhouse story. What Grindhouse was pointing out is that this this is from the mind of a, the the horror author guy. Like it's so bizarre that he this this iconic story came out of his mind. <clears throat> it was a short story, and yet it was made into one of the best films of all time. Yes. What the fuck, Stephen King? You're not, you're not even playing in your playground to to pun it up as much as I can. Hell and yeah! You're, and you're still creating greatness on unparalleled well, levels. But but I think that, that the, also gets the, translated to film and is great too. Right. Yep. Yeah, but I but I think here's the thing you're forgetting though. 
when it comes to horror, okay, um, did I forget it or or I just didn't mention it? No, what I'm saying is like horror means different things to different people, right? Mm-hmm. And this movie is maybe a more real life horror, like real yeah. life horror, yes. than any, than anything he's ever written because yeah, because it's a hundred percent possible. It's like going to well, war. Well, so was Cujo. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, well you're right. But I mean, yeah, uh, well, yes and no, but I think this is this is this is Stephen King's like swing at at least for the time. Um because I mean, let's face it, Stephen King is as socially conscious as and as political as George Romero once was, right? Different format, obviously, books that get get uh, translated into movies. But I think for him to take something like going to prison, just because you're a little bit of a stoic prick, and that's why Andy Dufresne went to prison because he was a little bit of a stoic prick. Yeah, you know. And Red, uh, Red points it out. He's like he's str- he walked around oh, yeah. like a that's, man without a care. That's mm-hmm. one of my yeah. notes for for the movie in the opening scene or the opening couple minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that uh, next. Little fun facts: the baseball throwing scene. When they're on the yard, took nine hours. Oh my god! To record, god. and Morgan Freeman threw that ball the entire time. And they said when he showed up to work the next day, his arm was in a sling because <laughs> it was so <laughs> messed up from throwing a baseball for nine hours. The first time I threw a ball for nine hours, I knew I hated Frank Darabont's ass. Yep. <laughs> That's so, insane. The Poor next, Morgan. the next fun fact, and I, I, I think this one's hilarious. Personally, um, the maggot that gets fed to Jake, yeah, in the mm-hmm. movie, right? Mm-hmm. The film was overseen by the American Humane Society, oh. and during one of the dinner scenes at the table, where Andy finds a maggot in his dinner, and Brooks feeds it to his pet crow, Jake, the AH AHS representative objected. Right, because the poor fucking magnet, maggot, yeah, um, stating it was cruel to the maggot. So mm. the crew then went out and found a maggot that died of natural causes. Wow! <laughs> and fed that to the bird. <laughs> so they gave yeah, right? them feeding dead... that live maggot to the bird. That's what they eat. It, yeah, it's a circle of life. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They it's fed just... a dead maggot to the bird. Right? Oh that's... fuck! So... That's the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feeding yeah. dead maggots to birds. That's fucked up in a way to me. That's more fucked up. That I'd have just maggot, killed the though. live maggot that was yeah. in my hand and went, oops. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Jake. <laughs> you know what? They they were trying not to get blacklisted by the AHS. So oh, that's, I've that's never so, heard of them. That's so weird, too, because I, I thought that. Uh, they, I've like, heard of them. There's certain, I've certain, never heard of them. Who's that other organization? PETA? PETA? PETA the, the bitches. They don't give a fuck nah. about bugs. They don't give a fuck about bugs. You don't, don't give a fuck about a lot of things. They don't care about bugs. No, but I'm just saying, like, if they were yeah. overseeing it, they would be like, yeah, go feed the fucking maggot. I'm a member of PETA. People eating tasty animals. I am totally oh, a shit. member yeah. of PETA. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> about. Nice. Yeah. I love you, Grindhouse. All right. Our next fun fact. In Stephen King's story, Red is a red-haired white Irishman. Yes, he is. With that in mind, famous white actors such as Clint Eastwood and Harrison Ford were eyed for the role by the casting no. team. But regardless of this, 
Frank Darabont had always had Morgan Freeman in mind and on account of his deep voice and authoritative manner. So that's how Freeman got the job because Frank Darabont said, I know who the fuck is red. And he's 100 percent correct. Morgan fucking Freeman. I mean, come on. Well, much, much, much like Breaking Bad and the adaptation that almost happened with Matthew Broderick playing Walter White. I would love an alternate universe version of this movie where I got to see Clint Eastwood playing red like that would be fucking dope yeah because wait wait wait, wait 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 Shawshank Redemption came out in what year 94 was the year the movie I know who should have played red who who Alan Tudyk Alan Tudyk From Firefly Actual yeah red oh hmm, that would have been interesting for sure Man, I, Morgan Freeman was, killed it though. He was too so, young he though. He absolutely so, young. But I, though, I also he? do want to state that in '94, Morgan Freeman probably wasn't as prominent as he is now today. So right, no, I mean, and and Ellen would have been a little bit young, but they could have aged him up. They do that shit in movies all the time. Well, well yeah, yeah, and they, they they did age up Morgan Freeman throughout the film, yeah. but but yeah. I will mm-hmm. say I will say Morgan Freeman had already done um, Lean on Me, Robin Hood. Ro- yeah, he uh, he was driving he was, with Daisy. He was pretty he was, but I'm just popular, saying I think, dude. I think Morgan Freeman's way more popular now than he was back in the 90s. Oh, well, 100%. After, oh, it's after the, the point that I'm after making. The, after the anything. fucking internet, everybody's more popular now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Our next fun fact. What? What's up? I said nightclub after the internet. Yeah, everyone. nightclub. Yeah. Yep. Nightclub. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Frank Darabont drew inspiration from The Goodfellas. Once no a week shit. while working on the Shawshank Redemption, director Frank Darabont would sit and watch the movie Goodfellas. He paid particular attention to how the film used its voiceover narration and how it showed the passing of time. This helped him achieve both in his own film. I'm getting chills. I'm getting I'm, actual yes, chills right yes. now. So, and, and one of the things, crazy. One, one of my notes is exactly that, how the passing of the time in the movie was great and the mm-hmm. voiceover was Great. I mean, these those two things, which I mean, there's plenty of other things in the movie, but those two things are the metric I use to measure other movies. I guess is is the best way I can put it. Oh, ab- no, absolutely no. This so I think I see. <clears throat> I think I see what you're talking about as far as the the, the Goodfellas inspiration. Um, yeah. There's definitely a couple of characters in there. Um, I wish Ricky was here because there's one character that I would refer to as the dollar store Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. and I think uh-huh. Ricky would get that totally. Well, I know, but, yeah, that's that one guy that's talking to Red on the bleachers, and yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yep. Um, but then when you have uh, like actors like like William Sadler, where you would never probably know his name, but you would mm-hmm. know his face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that really comes to pass and comes to feel and. But at the same time, they do this. Like, there's a weird connectivity thing with the characters and the passage of time. Um, but how they build, they almost build their. I thought that, what do you call it? The yard lore. We'll call it the yard lore. Yeah. But they build the world, based- the world building of the prison world. Yeah, it takes place throughout the film. You go, yeah. you 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 go with uh, Tim Robbins with Andy Dufresne. You go with him through that journey, and and yeah, dude, like with the passage of time, with learning more, it it's like 
you become ingratiated in this world. Yeah, absolutely. But like how so how so many of the characters as time passes become part of the yard lore. Even if they if if they disappear, if they die, yeah, or get shot down unceremoniously by a prison Uh, guard. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, they start telling it's it's like that scene at towards the end where they're telling stories about Andy. It's like Mm -hmm. he's part of the yard lore now. Yeah. The 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 luxury man, the cafeteria. Right. That's where yeah. like they've had a couple of scenes of that where they're talking about like shit that happened, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then it becomes the water. They cooler. actually drop like yeah. dates, you know, where they're yeah. like, when did they when did Andy come to the prison? And they're like, yeah, that was 1949. So like 19 years ago. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it helps keep with the timing of, of the movie. Uh, let's see what's next. The next tidbit of the movie. When you see Morgan Freeman's papers at one of his parole hearings. The mug shots of a younger red attached. These are actual photos of Alfonso Freeman, which is Morgan Freeman's son. Really? Aww. Yes. So the mug shot cool. you see, the mug shot you see in the movie where he's at his parole hearing is actually a picture and of his son. And he's Was getting it? rejected for the umpteenth time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's and, cool. Um, his son was actually in the movie. He is one of the inmates at the fence. Yelling yes. out fresh fish, fresh fish. Yep, yep, yep. So, which is that's, at the beginning that's of the awesome, movie, right? I, I hope right. I'm never. I, I've been in jail twice. I I would I was never yell. I, I'm gonna say maybe prison was different back then, because when I've gone to jail, the inmates are like the coolest, and everybody else, <clears throat> the police and guards, suck. And yeah. I know why they suck because they deal with bullshit. 24 7 yeah like like utter bullshit but i'm saying yeah, it's like high school teachers i had people yeah. offer offering me like pr- like jail cigarettes and shit like that no one no one tried to rape me but i've never been to hardcore ass prison so it's a little bit different in hardcore. Yeah, i'm sure yeah i'm yeah. sure it goes yeah, down yeah, different yeah. can you do me a favor travis and in in our chat here rename yourself fresh fish just yeah. for okay thank you sure i could do it <laughs> <laughs> our our next Tidbit of the movie, Frank Darebot's hands are used in the movie a couple of times. So, at the start of the film, when you see Andy's hands loading the revolver, you're actually seeing the hands of Frank Darebot and not Tim Robbins. Oh, no shit. Really? I think I know why. Well, I'm going to continue. There's a little bit more. The same is true later on when you see Andy carving his name into the wall. This is supposedly because Darabont knew he could deliver exactly what he wanted to achieve in these scenes. Now, weird. What do you think is the reason why? There's no, <laughs> there's Robin's no concrete hands answer. Are way too big. That's possible. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I think I, well, you know, but well, I, I'll save, I'll save it for later because it, it, it makes the entire thing cosmic to me. Okay, cool. Oh, I like shit. that. I like where we're going right there. Uh, let's see. Next up, okay. So Morgan Freeman's narration the first time around only took forty minutes, and I think Travis is about to feel the pain of this one. So the Shawshank Redemption was Morgan Freeman's first time narrating the film. His first time narrating the film, y'all. His first time. Oh man, and he was wow. awesome at it. He arrived at the recording studio in Iowa to record his lines. And he finished the whole thing in just 40 minutes. 
That's ridiculous, uh, dude. Annoyingly, that is fucking ridiculous. When the editing team received the track, there was a hissing sound in the Bruh. background. Oh my god! <laughs> that they yeah. could not remove. Uh, like, oh, <laughs> so was there Freeman also a bunch of record? Was so there Freeman also a bunch re- of? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Was there go also ahead. a bunch of burping and fucking like maybe problems yeah. and also Probably. like a ball sack? Maybe. So, so Freeman had to record the narration again, and the second time around, it actually took three weeks. Oh, what the fuck! Why? So what I think, well, what what I think happened is, is they probably did it line by line, and they would go back and listen to the audio and see if there were any hissing sounds. Because if you're going to re-record a second time, you're going to make damn sure that audio is good. Oh, right? yeah. Fool, you, fool you me know, once. Fool me once, the- yeah. You know what else I think? I think the what? first time was probably with the rinky-dink-ass motherfucking setup. They probably. probably, oh, probably. And, then the yeah. next, and, and then to your point, the next time, they probably were like, nah, because we're going to yeah, make no, sure we, this shit is We're right. not doing the this first, shit again, right? We yep, spent the- $25 million dollars on the production of this movie. We're going to yeah. fucking make sure that this shit sounds yep. good. Yep, yep. The first time yep. they nightclubbed it, and the second time they chuddled it. So awesome. Oh, so it's <laughs> an ouch. Hey, look, to, bro. To me, this is my ru- that's my worst nightmare, bro. So wow. here's here's a little spoiler alert. Uh, I was on an episode of the Joe Blow Horror Show, don't you know? I can't. Um, T Boo wasn't on it. Um, oh. it was kind of a, a drop of the dime. Boss Tuna was like, Hey, Trevor, are you available? And I was like, Fucking right, I'm available. And we did the craft. So okay. hopefully that'll be out soon. So Boss Tuna messaged me a few days ago and he's like, hey, he's like, I can't find the audio of the craft. I'm like, oh, fuck. What the well, fuck? Well, what happened was, is I recorded the episode oh. and sent him an email of the audio and he forgot that it was in an email. He thought it was on his computer. Uh-huh. So to make a, a long story short, he has the audio. Hopefully he'll edit you that shit and we'll listen you to it soon. You should have held that shit for <laughs> ransom. Well, he... Re- he you should have demanded three end. cigars and 17 pounds to get that shit back. Look, bro, I'm so worried about losing a lep- an episode that I can't even joke about it. I'm going to be oh, honest with you. We haven't been there at all. We lost. <laughs> no, I know. But that's fucking... what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if I lost an episode, you probably want to get a Fixie's episode for like three months. Because oh. I'd just be like, fuck that. No. Fuck that. Like, mm. we, well, anyway. we, thank God we got it together. But yes. yeah, that, yes. that sucks. Poor Morgan Freeman. I mean, I, I, oh, I wonder God, what yeah. that. I wonder what that how first pissed, take sounded like. How pissed like. would he be? He'd be like forty minutes. I'm a I'm a rock star, and then something else fucks it up. Right. The, the first time I laid eyes on that studio, <laughs> I knew it was a shitty place, and they would fuck my life up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but that's right, interesting. So, that's the interesting so part. He, though, he had like, his co- he had his David Coverdale moment. I hope oh, he got totally. paid. <laughs> I hope yeah. he got paid twice. I really hope he. Got oh, paid I hope twice. so too. Yeah. Yeah, but so like if okay, so was was the second take the masterpiece or was the first one? I don't know, but the second take is so damn, I, damn fucking good. So yeah. well, that's the thing. It's like you it's know. so fucking good. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. What know. would the movie have been if they used that first one? And it was like yes, the first time I laid eyes on him, and <laughs> like okay, well, yeah, yeah, maybe that wasn't so good. Oh, something like that. Anyway, uh. Our next tidbit was let's see, the role of Andy Dufresne was initially offered to Tom Hanks. Yep, that would have been a good movie. However, so Tom Hanks was busy filming Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. Yeah, 
and had turned it down. He did, however, get to star in Frank Darabont's next film, The Green Mile, mm-hmm. which was an, adapt- uh, an adaptation of Stephen King's story set in a prison, The yep. Green Mile. If you haven't seen The Green Mile, go fucking watch it, or I'll yeah. come it's, to your it's house. Amazingly good. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you, Ethan Hall. I'm coming yeah. to your house anyway. Yeah, we're coming get you, boy. Anyway, um, yeah, that's right. Snap, I got you back. I, I think, anyway. I think, I think Shawshank would have been cool with Tom Hanks in the lead, but I'm so it happy Tim Robbins got his moment to shine and do what he we're, did. And yeah. you know what? You're right. Weird. I don't think this would have been the like. Tim has a certain because I know him that way. He has a certain way about him where he just strolls through life. Look. I, a, I, I, little... I feel like Tom Hanks would have did an immaculate job. Yeah, of but course. I agree that his his demeanor, right? Um, well, he's la- he's a little bit lackadaisical, which is exactly yeah. what that character needed. And and because... he he gives off that cold vibe that the the bitch ass judge talks about, which we're gonna get to. Um, well, all right, cold... our last what I was saying the cold the cold vibe, yes, but he also had that vibe about him where. Even though he was locked up, he was still somewhere else. Yeah, yeah he was somewhere yeah, else in his mind. Yeah, yeah. and I, Ooh, I, hey, I don't. What's up, Stitch? I don't think uh, I'm just... not sure. I'm not sure Tom Hanks could have pulled that off. I don't. I don't. No, it would have been. And Tom been... Hanks is wonderful, but that's not his thing. Yes, yep. I'm. Yep. I'm I think he would have played the part well, but I feel like the the right actor got the part. So, yep. right. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. I think, so. I think, I think um, that Tim <laughs> Robbins is a, is a goddamn ten out of ten. And Tom Hanks looks for little kids' shoes. Mm-hmm. So uh Tom here's Hanks a was brilliant as Mr. Rogers. Oh though. shit, Travis. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. I heard that, Travis. What he does. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'll... And nah, yeah, good. I, I want to see that movie weird. I want to see Mr. Rogers. I do because I, I need I, to see I, it too. I do I, too. I, I still love Tom Hanks. I love me. Though... I love me some Mr. Rogers, if anything. I'm scared. I do think I do think Ethan Ethan Hawke would have been great as Boggs in this movie. I think it would have been great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, I think you would have done a good job. Um, yeah. All right. Our last tidbit before we get into the meat of the movie. Uh, Clancy Brown refused guidance from real prison guards. That's not surprising. I, th- I, th- I think what he says is kind of eh, but let's go with it. So Clancy Brown, who plays Captain Hadley in the film, was offered the chance to work with several real prison guards to help perfect his character. Brown refused, though stating that his character was an evil man and didn't want to give real prison guards a bad name. Now, I kind of do like that in a way, but I want to hear. I do like that, though. I do think there are some prison guards that are fucking evil men. So, or evil people. Well, there are sure. female, there it's, are female prison guards too. But anyway, um, well, right. that are it's, evil men. It's not giving the entire profession evil women. a bad name. It's allowing yeah. those select few evil yeah. people to be yeah. evil. And, and I mean, look, after watching the movie, he didn't fucking need to go work with any prison guards. No, he, no, he but fucking but a, he fucking did the thing. thing. There's a time thing here too, though. I don't think oh, true, somebody who true. was a current prison guard could have extolled the virtues of a prison guard from. Uh, you the know, 1940s, ni- and 1940s yes. on. Yes, it would have been. It was a different. It was. It was a, a whole different, different a whole yep. different world. Yep. Right? Also, yep. also, Clancy Brown is the voice of Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob. Yes, he is. Clancy Brown is just Starship all Troopers. Yeah, I love me some Clancy Starship Brown. Starship Troopers, bro. the I'm gonna, uh, I'm Highlander, gonna, the original. He was Kurgan. 
he should be the tall man if they make another Phantasm movie. Yes, that would be. Oh, please make him the yeah. tall man. Well, I'm gonna copy Boss Tuna here and just say Clancy Brown is a G. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. He is, in fact, a G. Yeah. Yes, he is. All right, so let's let's start with the movie. Now that we've we've gotten into some of the fun stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So the movie opens up, and our boy, our boy, the boy. Oh, <laughs> um, I know, I know. Ricky, I wish you were still here, bro. What the fuck? Andy Dufresne sitting in a car, getting swasted mm-hmm. with a revolver in his glove box. He pulls that bitch out. We've all been there. We've all and been there. he's sitting there and he's loading bullets. And you're like, oh shit, what's going on, right? And then cut to Andy Dufresne is in a courtroom. Courthouse, courtroom in a courthouse, and he is being examined by a prosecutor. And long story short, he is being accused of killing his wife, right? And the judge is like, You come off as a very cold fellow, or some shit like that. I don't know. Fuck that judge. Um, I don't, I don't like the judge because he's a very judgmental asshole, right? Well, he literally does have, he does have judge in his name, just. Same. That that lawyer guy, though, like I forget I, again. That, that's one of those actors that man. Like, I forget Jeff, his Jeffrey, name, but like Jeffrey Dumon. Yes, Jeffrey Dumon. He shows oh, up in a right lot here. of yeah, a lot of Stephen yep. King adaptations. Yep. He's mess, all over the place. He, the, he was in. The he's mess, in a lot yeah. of stuff. He's in a he was, lot of he, stuff. He was in the there. Walking Dead. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. And Frank and, Frank and Frank Darabont. Yep. 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 Um, he played a very good part too. But I was like, man. He just got sentenced to prison because he's like an eccentric guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's just, and I'm like, that's fucked. Like, think about it. You know, he, like he, you gotta go serve two life sentences simply because of you're not like the status yeah. quo of society. It's he looked fucked. like he looked like he was in a a trance while he was giving his what do you call that a deposition? What do you call yeah, it? Test, yeah. his testimony? testimony? His testimony. There we go. Yep. He looked out of sorts and. He yeah. was speaking like he was not yeah. there. And I feel like, because well, again, this is like the 1940s. They probably didn't have psychological evaluations at the forefront. Um, and the testing wasn't as good. But whatever. This man was well, kind of still in shock to me. They did, but it was called the sanitarium. So Yeah, right. Yeah. By the yeah. way, the prison used in this movie, the building for the prison, was a sanitarium before yep. it was. Uh, yep. And. They built that magnificent, grand structure to house crazy people. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds believable. Uh, so, no, that's back in actually the day. accurate for late late eighteen hundreds. I know. Yeah, Hashtag no. Tartario. They repurposed old structures. Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. To yeah to build as as sanitariums and asylums, and then and when we got into the late sixties and early seventies, and we started closing sanitariums and asylums down, um, now, well, well, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm joking. No, mm-hmm. no. I think it is actually very unfortunate because now we have these people out there that don't have, uh, they don't have the basic human needs met, and. And I'm not talking about the fucking beatnik douchebag homeless people. I'm talking about the people that have genuine psychological problems. problems. And can't get a job. Right. Because but, but do, but do you need, a, but do but you need so, to build multiple castles to house them? Um, 
Or could you just build like some like, you know, down, down to earth, realistic. No, I think you, no, I think you probably could. I mean, so take the structure piece of it out of it. There needs to be a place for some of these people to go. And they're right now they're on the streets. And I don't think all I'm saying is it's not good for I'm a crazy person. I want them to lock me up in a castle. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, which would, which would be okay. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I had a, well, okay. you guys are laughing, but I'll tell you what, and I, and I mean this. I had I had a father who was mentally ill. Okay, and I'll tell yeah. you what, we're not making if, fun of the mentally if, ill. If he would have ended up on the Just streets, it, it would have been a terrible thing. But that's what our society has done now. We've taken these things and we've and we and we've make we we've made them into a bad thing. And here's the thing: I'm not going to say that in the 50s, 60s, and 70s the asylums were great places. But what I'm saying is that no. today, we to Travis's point, we could open something new and have a place for these people where mm-hmm. they could at least be cared for. You know, and yeah. not just and not just I mean, living as bums. Yes, down we should have a, whatever else. a social net for these people with mental issues to help. There them should be something. There get over their something. stuff. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we all agree. We I all agree. agree and and some of these some of these asylums can absolutely still be repurposed for housing the homeless and, and doing that kind of a thing. Yep. I also like yep. the idea of um, put them. Put them back in the castles. Going in and yeah, fixing let them go in the castle. Come on. Going in and fixing up, you know, fucking buildings that are just sitting there being dilapidated and using them because they're not doing anything anyway. Yep. So yep. you know, yep. anyway, use, use my tax dollars for that instead of like give me an option on my tax sheet. Give me a tax sheet, whatever the fuck that is. It's a new thing in Travis's world, and let me vote. Let me choose where my taxes go. Yeah, this is not a new thing. We talked about this almost two years ago. If I could yep. have a if I could have a sheet and I could decide where my tax money went, yep. if I could decide, you know, yep. it would not be it wouldn't be it wouldn't be hookers and cigars, I promise. Yes, it wouldn't <laughs> be that. Let's go with that. Okay. No. Anyway. <laughs> so Shawshank Redemption in the courtroom. So, so this is this is where we kind of start uh oh. Morgan Freeman's narration. Well, this is also right. my, where I'm going to bring my theory in. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. My theory is because every time the movie cuts back and it's going to cut back again and again, but I doubt we'll have that. I, I don't think we're going to be that structured on the on the the plot. Every fl- little flashback that they they go back to it because it happens multiple times. Mm-hmm. But every time they go back and show Andy in his car drinking uh-huh. with his gun. When he's sitting outside of of um, the the lover's house oh, where the lover and the going. wife are, mm-hmm. while he yeah. describes himself as doing X, Y, and Z, the movie shows him in flashbacks drinking more because he said I was sobering up. No, he was not. No, he was not. He was drinking more heavily. He was loading a gun. I have a theory. I think Andy shot them motherfuckers. Oh shit! I know that the prison, I always I, thought he did. I know that they have a guy later in the movie that confesses to it, but the warden might have had a small point where he was saying this guy's just blowing up a story to make himself sound like a badass. That yeah. might be true because the warden has experience running a prison. He, he he's an asshole, yes, and a, and a, and a, a fucking um, a embe- embezzler, but he's also, I would say, an intelligent person. Well. Um, I think you're right. I think you're right. And they play on this in the movie a bunch of times where they talk about being institutionalized, right? So when you're institutionalized, what reality is isn't necessarily what reality is. And I think I think you're right. I think they build on that over the course of the movie where mm-hmm. maybe 
Maybe, maybe he actually did fucking smoke him. And this whole, I, I think he did. Well, but this whole other guy in this other prison who is uh, 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 sort of uh, casually attached to this other guy who ends up getting gunned down in the court in the courtyard, you know, mm-hmm. pretty unceremoniously too. Yeah. Um, Poor Gil. I, think, I, I think you're. I think you're right. It could be. It could be a thing, and that's. But but I mean, ultimately, that's the interesting part about what we talk about this shit is that we always give these new perspectives, and it's always. Like, oh yeah. Fun. Yeah. But in no, this- I, I I agree with you, Travis. I absolutely thought he did it from the beginning, and then when they and then when Gil Bellows told the story about the dude who confessed to it, I was like, well, okay, that's interesting, but you can't actually go and ask that dude because he's already dead, right? Well, but I think the warden makes a point of it. It was like he's a young inmate; he's impressed with you, right? No, 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 to- I'm not, I'm not talking yeah. about the inmate. I'm talking hmm. about the guy who supposedly confessed. You can't go yeah, ask the guy- them because they're already dead. Well, he was. So he, then, Gil they, Bellows could say whatever he wanted to and be like, "Yes, I'll absolutely swear." They, to that well, why was Why was they, that guy dead though? No, he's not. Dead? He's not he's dead. Not dead. He's yeah, not dead. No, 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 he's not. Okay. No, no, well, no, no. They don't. They don't know what he what his status is. He could be in jail. Oh. He could be out of jail. The warden says all that to Andy. He's like, "We don't know where this guy is, what he's doing." And then Andy's like, "Well, you have his." Well, hold on, hold on, though. Now. Andy goes hard on wanting to know all about that guy and saying they have receipts, they have this, they have that. Yeah. How can so you maybe, be so obtuse? Right. Yep. So maybe yeah, Andy, boy. maybe Andy didn't shoot him then because he was going hard to find that guy unless he was grasping, you know. Well, like, I could have been grasping. Well, but I think been, just I think, to get out. Yeah, but I think Andy Andy was ultimately like, you know, the the keeper of the contracts and the binder of your soul. He was just the facts and figures guy. So like all of this stuff made sense to him. Right. It made sense. Yeah. So on paper, it's going to work out in his favor. Well, no, no, no. I, no, I think more what I'm saying is that like in, in his head, it was like, here's just all these facts. How do you not, how do you not see it? How do you not see it? I think, I think the other point is at that point, and he's just so ready to just, he's desperately trying to get out of prison. Right. Well, but even from the start, though. Well, but what I'm saying is is whether 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 he did it or not. At this point in the movie, he's been in in prison for years. He's already suffered trauma. He's already been he's already been using that rock hammer to fucking get his. Whether or not he's guilty, if if you were desperate to leave a place and you're you're presented an opportunity to for that to happen, yeah, you could be fucking obtuse like a motherfucker because you're like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Right. So, this, so guilt or innocence it, is basically irrelevant. Yeah. It is. It is like yeah. this is making mm-hmm. it. That's why I guess it's it's it's. It, but that's wow, why though. they. But they start even in the courtroom making him stone cold because they talk about you know him drinking and doing whatever else, and he talks about throwing his gun into the river and mm-hmm. and the prosecuting attorney is like they dragged that river for three days and nary a gun was found. Isn't that pretty convenient? And he's like, I find it decidedly inconvenient, and he's just so. He's so sterile and so stoic, you know, and that's the character yeah. that they give you for day one. And yeah, you, you gave him more life than he actually said that line. Like, yeah, you, you, you said it more emotionally. He said it so dry and so, yes. yep. Yep. yeah, and so, so yeah, even, even, about- even with his neighbor's testimony, he was just like, well, if that's what they said, you know, like he didn't really fight it at all, to be honest. I think he he looked like a man still in shock to me. So I, Probably, I, I'm even yeah. I'm even I'm even teetering on the fence of my own theory where he might have done it. It's Not, it's a cool theory either but, way. But I like that I don't have any solid clue. Yeah, 
I love yeah, that. You're not gonna either. No, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, I, I'm getting. So, I mean, we, ju- we jumped. A, we jumped a little bit ahead in the movie, but that's cool. I love this theory. It's awesome. Oh, um, yeah, but here's the other right, thing so, about the. Here's the other thing about the flashbacks is it shows him drinking heavily. It shows him loading the gun, but it doesn't show him ever getting out of the car to do right. anything about right. it. So that could have been his lead up. And then he realized what he was about to do and he stopped mm-hmm. and though, sobered up and actually did throw the gun out. He did admit that he had a drinking problem, though, technically, because he tells right on the roof. He's like, no, well, I they drinking. do show, oh, yeah. though, they do show, though, him stepping out of the car putting a foot down and then the booze bottle falls to the ground and breaks. Yes. So the question always is, where is that? Is that at the bridge where he throws the gun in the water or is that in front of his own house where he goes in and smokes his horror wife and her lover? No, so, no, it's, oh. it's the, lo- it's their the, house it's the lover's house. His- yeah. Yeah. So house. just to be, just yeah. to be, Which, whatever, you never yeah, 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 where yeah. he is, is the point. No, no. They tell yeah. you that he went to the guy's house that he right, went there but in that he followed, back, you don't when, know his where wife went but when the booze mm-hmm. bottle breaks they're not telling you where they are when the booze bottle breaks i think that's they're very not showing subjective. you at the bridge or at somebody's house that's some nolan-esque yep. kubrick-esque yeah. type filmmaking right there where mm-hmm. you just yeah. the ambiguity is just off the charts right. so you just go, kind of assume yes because, yes but right. you can think depending on who you are and where you are in your world and whatever else you can think a bunch of different things which is awesome Sorry, Trev. Uh, yeah, no, we're good. So, so, so you were saying judge, the judge sentences him to two consecutive life sentences to a hard prison, which is mm-hmm. the Shawshank prison mm-hmm. in upstate Maine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is where we get our narration from Red saying, um, I'm not going to quote for quote him, but paraphrasing a little bit. Um, the first time 19, I laid oh, eyes on Andy. Yeah, before, oh, it was, 19, <laughs> it was 1949. And Andy Dufresne cost him two packs of cigarettes. <laughs> and and uh, you owe me two packs of cigarettes. Fresh Andy. fish. <laughs> fresh fish. Yeah. Fresh fish. So uh, fresh. apparently whenever new inmates come to the prison, they're going to sound all the fucking alarms. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to let all the inmates come to the gate because they're like, hey, bitch, you're going to fill this. Right. Uh-huh. So the inmates step out of the bus. and Everybody's all yelling and hooping and hollering. And they're going fresh fish. Come here, fresh fish. I I honestly think it probably should be like that, like because it, like no, it shouldn't be a proud day when you show up. You should be super ashamed of yourself, what, brother. Whatever it was that you did, you should be super ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. But listen, the way they do these fellows, because they even make them march through the prison naked. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. that is. That is debasing on a level un like wow. And I, I don't agree with that because listen, you're already locked up. You're going to jail for fucking life, pretty much, or, or a long time. You're about to settle in with your consequences. Okay. Hopefully you actually did something wrong. Cause if you didn't, then you're just fucked and, and it, it all well, sucks. Yeah, and it's all yeah. so imagine Andy didn't do it. He shows up. He's got to fucking get yelled fresh fish. He's got to walk through there naked. He didn't do a goddamn thing wrong. Yeah, he's got to get deloused with some shitty ass powder. Oh, that stuff. Yeah. What yeah, is that? That stuff sucks. What is that, it's by the way? I don't know that. It's, it's delousing powder. So it gets rid of any potential like 
um, bed bugs or lice or stuff like that. So, yeah. so the best method it's, to do it's mostly someone- it's mostly salt is what it is. It dries the shit out of everything. Yeah, it, I mean does. it's the yeah. 1940s, Travis. What yeah, you, like what do you Hold expect? On. I'm making jokes. So the best okay. way mm-hmm. to delouse somebody is to just throw powder right in their yep. fucking face and say, "Good yeah. enough." Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, but I mean, yeah. that, that's how much that's how much they cared in, in the early. Well, but if you follow the, the movie late, though, the late 40s, there's two spots they get. He gets his head and he gets his crotch. That's what they yep. do with the back where, of the where the form. hair is. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's yep. just it's yep. it's not done thoroughly. I would rub it into them. <laughs> I'm just saying this was not no, done I, thoroughly. I, I, I get what <laughs> you're saying, Travis. I'm just saying back, back in the day, they, yeah, he did get power, power washed by a fucking that's fire true. hose. Yeah, with the fire so. hose. Yep. Yeah. He got so, ramboed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to use a fire hose in real life. No oh, shit. Mount, Mount Olive. I was doing a cell phone tower site out there and we donated a hundred bucks. The company did to the, uh-huh. the, the, uh, the fire, the fire, uh, what do you call them? Fire station. Firehouse. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and they, they let us use the fire hose to clean off the parking lot from our work. Hell yeah. And dude, if y'all, oh, never, if y'all have. never got <laughs> yeah. you have. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that shit is powerful. As yep. Hang on. Yep. Hang on. Yep. And yep. I had to put it over my shoulder to use yep. it because i couldn't just hold it like that shit would have wanted it wanted to lift me off the fucking yep. ground because yep. 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 that shit is oh, strong yeah. so to get hit with that is not something i would ever want no. to experience no you can that's take exactly what happened that's yeah. exactly oh, what happened to Andy yeah, yeah this is a, this is funny that you actually did it like because i kind of thought you were talking about your dick the first time so no <laughs> okay <laughs> that goes over the other shoulder yeah weigh yeah, him yeah. down <laughs> Yeah, I was. I was like, <laughs> he's that guy from Star Wars that has the thing. Like, <laughs> I need a yeah, counterbalance, yeah. <laughs> a counterweight. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they show up at the prison. Andy and all the guys get marched in, and and what y'all been yep. saying. Yeah. We get that fresh fish scene, and they 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 have a bet right going on. Like, it's, yeah. It's all like a, all it's the like, all yeah. the old cons are like, all right, are we taking bets today? Or it's like, what you got? And uh. You start off with a uh, fucking Haywood, and Haywood's like, "I get a fat tubby there, eighth from yeah. the front." Mm-hmm. So, and then they all vote, and then Morgan Freeman's like, "I get that tall drink of water, or whatever the fuck he says." <laughs> and uh, that's what he says. yep, yep. And he picks Andy Dufresne, mm-hmm. and then so they march him in. We see the de- the delousing and the hosing and walking to their fucking cells with the clothes in their arms, naked as the day they were born. Yeah, and they get locked in, and Red's narrating the whole time, and he's basically like, "There's always one that cracks at night." Yeah, basically, right on the so, first uh, night, there's always somebody who cracks. You know what's I'll awesome still though? Packs you know, a cigarette. What, what's really awesome about this, and I'm not sure if I had this discussion with you guys before, but I'm oh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it now because I think it's appropriate. He wants like, to be deloused in a prison and walk naked through it. I know, Grindhouse. I know. I know what you want. I mean, in you can per- just come to Louisiana and get that done. In a, well, well, yeah, but that's just, it's not for delousing. <laughs> for down there, it's for swamp ass. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, you need but that, like, yeah. have you ever heard the- of Boudreaux's butt pace? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you, but if you could spare a scoop, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, we got you, bro. They got, they got whole tubes of that shit down here, bro. A bucket of it. It's in the infant section. 
It's for baby yeah. butts. <laughs> yeah. It's for adult butts too. I promise. Yes, it, yes, it is. <laughs> so both my dog and I will be comfortable and safely protected from swamp ass here on out. Yep. yep. Um. Anyway, like as they're walking into prison, one of the things that is, has always struck me about this, and and then in our current day, strikes me even more, is they're walking into prison. They're still well dressed, you know. Mm-hmm. They're they're still living up to a societal expectation, right up until they're stripped down and hit with the fire hose and deloused. Yeah, yeah. well, and it's it, like to, when, to add to that too. You're right, but on the other side of it, most of them are getting sent there from court, so they dress up for court, and the court's like, "Oh, you're fucking guilty," and they're like, "Hey, take them away." So they put some, some handcuffs on them and they send them straight to fucking. That's true, uh, but, right? Whatever. But that that all comes from the inheritors. When the inheritors first came here and were introduced to all the old structures, they were also given uniforms like suits oh and dress and suits and dresses. <laughs> That's why when you look back at like videos of people from San Francisco, like they look confused and out of place all the time. All the time, they look confused and, and they yeah. don't even know where they are. Trevor, they mute, mute Travis, mute him. He's he's gone. I love to, I love yeah. it though. No, um, I'm I'm, uh, I'm giving it a perspective. I'm not going to interrupt the whole show. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm I'm talking about a, a basic societal norm that I think doesn't well, exist yeah, anymore. But, but I mean, back, just back then, people yeah. used to fucking wear an entire suit to go on planes. Yeah, like, they would do. Was, they would do all kinds of. Dumb I shit wish. Like I wish. To wear. I wish we could do that again. You're you're, you're actually could. right. Absolutely. Everybody had their Sunday best, right? Like no, my grandpa, that. my grandpa had a pair of shoes only for church. Why and would you want Monday to do through, that? Monday through Saturday, that he'd walk barefoot everywhere. Grindhouse, you want to get on a fucking plane in a full fucking three piece suit every yes. time? Nope, mm-hmm. I don't. Yes. I mean, I Grindhouse, you can. I'm not going. Yeah, to. no, fuck that. I want to. You're be lucky. I'm wearing any clothes on the airplane. I'm really confused <laughs> by by, <laughs> by this stance you're no, taking. No, but it's but it's about it's about how you view yourself, and it's about a bit of self respect that you needed to so, wear a suit. Maybe not a three piece suit I, with I can a vest, but you had to wear gesture. a shirt and a tie and a dress coat. Yeah. I can appreciate the appreciate the gesture. I just don't feel like flying on an airplane is anything special these days. It's oh, that not... wasn't just flying on an airplane. That was going anywhere. Go to the oh, well, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. you literally cigarettes. That was you would everything. literally come home and not even take off your dress shit. You would take off yeah. your coat, but you'd leave everything would, else. on. They would take off all their clothes and they would still be wearing fucking long johns underneath, which is Fuck ridiculous. All yeah. that. Fuck all. I live that in Louisiana. Shit. Fuck a long john, bro. No. Well, Fuck no. That. But you I, see I, me right no, now. I, this is comfort. Fuck that. Well, which is which is fine because you're because you're in your place of uh, your domicile, whatever else. I'm talking yeah, about. Right. I, what I'm talking about is when you go out into society no. that that there's a bit. I Travis, obviously, We're, I know I know you disagree, but I'm talking, so it's my turn, Travis. So I I just wish we could get back to a better standard because right for, now what you're forgetting, people, what you're forgetting, Brent, because you you're forgetting it, even if you because maybe you thought it. Maybe you just don't say it, but what you're forgetting is what people want to be comfortable, Brent. We don't want to fucking yeah, wear but that doesn't mean you wear your pajamas to fucking Walmart to go shopping. Thank you. Weird. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay, where where did I? Are I don't. Best I don't. Friends. Thank I you. Weird. Do, I do not owe you're anyone welcome. any fucking thing. Yes, you do. Me. When you're out in society, yes, you do. No, I don't. No, yes, I do, do not. You have to live up to a certain standard. No, I don't. That's, 
Yes, you no, do. I that's know, a, no, no, I don't. He that's doesn't a, have to live up to any standard. If no, that's I don't. his choice, that's well, his well, choice. Well, but then, but well, that's too. America, he can't be, America. He, he can't be surprised when I mock him. Well, that, yeah, that's America. America. Well, I, 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 I'm I not surprised. It. I'm not surprised, but, you're talking, but, you're I, talking but I'm saying you silly. You're talking to someone who doesn't have a problem with like wearing a muscle shirt and shorts to go wherever the fuck. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck it. I I get what you're saying, Brent, but at the same time, if I feel like. Unless you're paying my fucking bills and buying my clothes, you can fuck off. Fuck yourself in the face. Like I well, wear a and monkey then, suit. And that's the downside I wear a monkey of suit also... forty hours a week. Why do I need to wear one when I'm when I'm not at work? I I'm don't. Not a monkey, cuz <laughs> I'm not. Well, so, but here's I get. But here's I, I here's like, a reality. Like the if you're in your house, if you're though. in your house, do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. When you're out in a place where there's other people, there are standards. And nobody yeah, gives you. a shit about the standard anymore. Well, uh, these just, days, there's right. no standard, nobody gives so. a shit about the standard anymore. That's but I also problem. don't it's... don't believe you should be walking around Walmart naked. So, like, you know, there, there's there's lines not to be crossed. Well, nor nor, no, nor do it, I. It... Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I don't believe um, that Travis anyway, got it even first. I mean, it's... <laughs> if I but and, no, but and, if and, I'm wearing and, a tank top and, and comfortable shorts, fair, I'm good. And to be fair, uh, it it started relaxing in the 50s because men could be out in their backyard doing or going over to their friend's house wearing just a polo shirt and dress slacks. Or casual dress pants, whatever. It's it's because the the inheritors and their mentality were dying off. They were taught what they they had. See, I he tells me it's his turn to talk about I'm talking. He, he wants me to go be out muted. to Walmart because it's yeah. about how I'm perceived. I'm not perceived as somebody who goes to the store in their fucking pajamas. It's it's about I, I, me I, and representing I, I, myself. I, 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 maybe that's I, I it. Maybe it, that's it. But maybe that's it. I don't I'm know half the, the people that, that are there, so I don't care. Like, like <laughs> that, that, that saying where you don't judge a book by its cover, like take that to fucking heart because you don't know me. And seeing me in Walmart is not no, going to give you an accurate but, representation of who I am. So, oh, absolutely like not, Trevor. Matter. And I get that too. <laughs> but at the same time, how does society view people by what they look like, not by who they are? Well, fuck society. Yeah, but that's I'm where on, we're I'm on that train. But that's where we're at, though. Now we're at the fuck society yeah. level, and that's yeah. But but as soon as look, you man, hold my, on, my generation. But as soon just, as. But as soon as you say fuck society, then it's okay to steal, it's okay to rob, it's okay nope, to murder. Nobody is saying yes. that. That's a big but that's jump. what happens. That's ever, the de-evolution that no, it's I'm not. talking about. Yes, no, it's not. Is. No, it's not. Have you ever watched Office Space? Have uh, you played Jump to Conclusions? Because you're playing it right now. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I, that's a crazy it, correlation. It, oh, it's not. No, no, it's not. Well, stupid. It is exactly as what is happening in the world today. It is no, exactly what is happening. No one's it's naked sliding. at Walmart. No one's naked. Oh, no one's that's naked. not. That's <laughs> no, not even remotely but people true. Steal like yeah, motherfuckers. You, you have a few rednecks. Crimes are up. I'm cool with stealing from Walmart. In, anyway, it. look, bro. Let's anyway, move on. Anyway. There's a movie. Here. Um, There's a movie. Let's go on. As the movie progresses, we fix his playground, Andy. bitch. Fix his playground. Anyway, right. Let's see what happens. Uh, Andy Dufresne spends his first night in prison. And you know what he does? Not a goddamn thing. No, but you know who does something? M- Mr. Mr. Large Man cries <laughs> like a little baby. Fresh fish. Well, you know, I try to be nice. Well, and I call Seth him fatty. Was, was <laughs> they, that's know, what they call him. Was egging upon they call, the entire they call time. him fatty. Yeah, go home. And he wants. He cries and screams. And look, 
if there's one thing you don't do, you don't cry and scream to Cap- Captain Hadley when he tells you to shut the fuck up. If you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to sing you a lullaby. And he fucking <laughs> and sung he him a lullaby. He put that dude to sleep, and that dude went to night-night forever. Dude, he killed forever. him, bro. He killed him. He, he killed fucking him. killed him. For crying. Yep. For crying because he didn't belong also, there. That, he that. said, I, I want my mom, he said. Yeah. I'm gonna and send Hadley you gave him a nightstick instead. <laughs> bro. Bro. Yeah. Yep. Night, Captain, Captain Hadley said, here's here's a billy club. Have fun this, with this. This is part of the dark shit that's in yeah. this movie. The extremely yeah. dark, fucked up yeah. shit. Imagine you're it's your first night in prison, and you see some, somebody that you rode on the bus to prison get the utter living shit beat out of them, and then you're eating lunch the next day, and you find out he got killed, like he just died. Yeah. So you're like, oh, and shit. Nobody knows, and nobody, and nobody knows his name. And no one fucking even cares. They don't but Andy Dufresne cared. Andy Dufresne cared. Andy Dufresne was like, what was his name? And everybody's like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't Patty. matter. He's dead, right? <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, it was, it was, what's his name? Hayward? Hayward? Haywood? Yes, it was Hayward who said he's dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he, he could, but it's because it was his bed and I think he felt bad for it. Yeah, he did. And so he, he was compensating for that. Right. Okay, hold on one right. second. We got Bean coming in. Beans. beans, beans is coming beans, in. Beans, lots of beans. To the Shawshank Redeems. Beans, lots of beans. Beans, well, beans. I think I think anyway. this this part of the movie though, when 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 whenever they're in the it's the next morning after after um the the man gets killed, basically almost killed and on screen, but then we find out he dies. Yeah, Andy Andy gives that that's the maggot scene that we were talking about earlier where yep. Andy mm-hmm. finds a maggot in his food and yep. he extra he, protein. He should have just ate that shit. Brooks, now we get introduced to the character of Brooks, the old the, he's the old timer in the prison and he's yep. got eyebrows for days. That boy's eyebrows, <laughs> I hope my eyebrows look like that when I'm fucking his age. Mine do when I don't trim them. Brother, I don't, I don't, I don't even do anything with my eyebrows. I don't do nothing oh. with them. I don't, I never touch them. So when I, I wake guess, up in the morning, my eyebrows are like a peacock. I, I, so I, I have I, to trim them. I have to I trim them. I don't know that life yet, but I'm yeah. looking forward to it because when once I'm kind of cool with it because like my grandpa on my dad's side had the same thing. Yeah, and he because never trimmed it. The problem so, like, is that it ends up being like three hairs on one side, and on the other. <laughs> it's yeah. and it always looks fucked yeah. up. you've got to trim them shits. But, but, Brooks, but anyway, Brooks, 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 he Brooks, sees Andy. Yeah, Brooks is like, "Hey, do you mind?" And like he takes that maggot <laughs> and he feeds and he feeds, he like, feeds my boy Jake it. with it. Right, Jake the crow, bro. But it, but it happens in such a way that like. Yeah. When when Brooks first sees the maggot, he's like, "Are you yeah. are you gonna eat that?" And yeah. Andy's like, <laughs> "He's gonna I eat it." Hadn't considered it, and he's like, "Do you mind?" And everyone's looking, and Andy's looking, and home fucking Brooks takes the maggot, and he's like, "Oh, this one's so plump and ripe, or whatever." Yep. His his mouth. I think James Whitmore, who in this movie you get a cl- a seasoned actor in this role to 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 play this part. He 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 has such a um a performance about him that is studied, and he he thought you could tell he thought about his role because before he f- opens his coat, he even his mouth opens slightly agape, like you think 
he's gonna eat that fucking maggot, bro. <laughs> he's gonna eat it. But he's just happy. So that's why he's smiling and yeah, he's opening yeah. his mouth. Then he opens his coat and a little bird comes out and yep. he feeds the maggot. Yep. And, it's and, like, and that's when everyone falls in love with Hadley. With Hadley? Had Hatland. Who's Hatland? Brooks Hatland. Brooks Hatland. Oh, yes. Brooks, yes. Brooks, yep. yeah, we all Brooks. love Brooks. His, his last name is Hatland. I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, what happens after that? Oh, so let's see. I don't I don't think I don't think he approached Red yet, right on the yard. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Uh, Andy goes into the shower, and that's when he meets the first he meets like, the sisters. Well, he meets he meets that one guy. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm looking. I'm it's Boggs. Boggs. Boggs Diamond. Yep. Right. Yeah. But he's the main sister. They call mm-hmm. them the sisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Mr. in the Boggs kind of kind of says, call- "Hey, have, has anybody come at you yet?" Yeah. Those bold queers Andy, take by force. Yeah. And yeah. Andy's like doesn't know how to handle that situation. You know. And well, um, he, he handles it. Kind of, he he leaves. He's like, "Fuck this he, guy." Well, he leaves, like, right? Bogs, but then Bogs is, like, is like, "I could be a friend of you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he he leaves, and then Bogs is like, mm, "He's playing hard to get." I, I love like when that. they play hard to give. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. He's such a we- so. And the movie calls them this, right? The bull queers. That's what they keep calling them. And the sisters, yep, yep. so they yeah, we're, we're they mostly the call here. them the sisters. I want to say, but just to say that, and and when when Red tells Andy about you know, the, it's all they know, it's all they care about. At this point, these guys, you talk about institutionalized, all they even care about, they're they're in there, right? They're in the prison. They don't their yeah. humanity is gone. Going back to your your cat your um, ball catching scene. That's the first time Andy approaches Red about getting something, but Red yeah. Red gives him a piece of advice during that scene where he's like, "These guys only care about this." They, uh, he's like, and Andy says, "I guess it wouldn't matter if I tell them I'm not homosexual." Red says, "You'd have to be a human first to be a homosexual. They are not human." Like, mm-hmm. like, I love that for this movie in 1994. They have. Saying those lines, and and Brent, I don't remember if this is in Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption novella. I do not remember if this is part of that story. If it was, then Stephen King was, again, ahead of his time. But if not, I'm glad it was here in 94 because it, it's – it's whenever, whenever society back then was so – still, even in 94, yeah. like not kosher with – homosexuality not kosher <clears throat> yeah, with, with, true. With, with gay people uh, it well when a movie when a movie like this says something like you'd have to be a a, a human being first it's acknowledging and I, I just like that little small sliver of acknowledging that and it coming from a character in a prison and it being 1994 i was just kind of impressed that like wow i'm glad that line's in there because it differentiates right and yeah. it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not demonizing a lifestyle a sexuality it's not demonizing any particular pe- person or group of people 
the the because the, the term well, that they use is is upsetting. The bull queer term is an upsetting term. And well, okay, fair enough. I don't I I I don't get that. Um, I and I'll be honest. I don't know what a bull queer is. Um, I I don't know if that's even a thing. Um, in prison, but I guess. <laughs> Okay. In prison. Uh, well, yeah. well, it's not something I'm familiar with, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I don't recall that specific thing being in um the written word. Um mm-hmm. but I also think that I mean, let's face it, Stephen King is pretty progressive. I mean, he he definitely Very. Yeah. He's he's progressive to the point that he uses he uses phrases and words in his stories like even to this day that I think most people wouldn't use because they would get canceled. They well, would just get flat out canceled. But in this story as, as a whole, um, I mean, the reality is the demon is not a person or a lifestyle or anything like that. The demon is a situation and how you deal with it and, and, and what is going to be your, your retort to the situation. Yeah. You know, and and with with Andy, his his retort seems like it's very docile. You know, he seems very yeah. docile. To well, not when well, he, he well, not when he not when he gets. Tri- well, okay, I'm sorry, I'm lost no, on the I'm, point. No, but I'm saying the overall situation well, of being being in prison. He seems yeah, being very in prison, but he I'm seems talking about very. The, I'm talking about the sisters right now. They, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so a bull well, queer, according to to the definition they, they they've posted on Google for Shawshank Redemption in particular, is somebody the man who enjoys having sex with men, but only when it's rape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like. They, yeah. That's they take up. they take by force. He says, and and that's yes. what they like. Like. Yeah. So yeah. that that term is from this, maybe the movie, not from the novella. I don't know, but I'm specifically yeah. talking about that situation not andy's whole time there whenever it comes to him fighting off the sisters and he does every single time he fights them and red makes mention of that through his narration he's like i wish i could tell you andy fought the good fight but well, it wasn't always like that but sometimes he fought him off and sometimes he didn't he did so andy so- a- andy andy well and when i say fought him off i'm sorry trev but I'm, i just want to make this Go point ahead. clear good he, he would fight them off every time Sometimes he still got raped. Sometimes he didn't. Yep. He wasn't. And I know what you're saying, Grindhouse. His prison overall thing, he was trying to just fit in and not, you know, just be unseen to a degree. But when it came to the sisters, no, he fought. He fought hard. And he didn't yes. want to be raped. Um, nope. and, and, well, but and, the whole movie, though, dude, the whole movie is a metaphor for life. Sometimes you fight every movie win, is. and some and some. <laughs> Well, but this this I think honestly more than others, especially when you're in this closed environment, it doesn't really matter where you are. Sometimes you fight and you win. Sometimes you fight and you lose. But the point is to keep fighting. Yes, That's the whole point. So he wasn't docile the whole time. Um, I think I'm just trying to get my well. No, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you. His character, who he was when he strolled through the prison yard. He strolled through there like a rich guy without without a care in the world. Right. But that is in and of itself a very docile character. Right. Like you th- you think you have the whole place owned and you honestly don't know shit. Well, here's the thing though. And I'll, I want to make this argument is once he gets that that little pick hammer and whatnot, 
first off, I would argue that even though he strolls through the prison like a, a person without a care, he is fighting every single night to change his reality. Right? Yes, I think so. It's kind of like right, it's kind of we don't. It's kind of it, like though. a duck on the water, right? Like you see the surface, and it's calm as could be, and underneath those feet, those fucking flippers are just kicking away. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what Andy Dufresne was, was a duck on the water. Yes. No, I think you're right. But his but when I say docile, I guess I don't mean like he's just given in. What I mean is that he's he's given people an image and his yeah. image, his well, image that's, is that's and his image is is the one that the same one in the courtroom, the same one mm-hmm. when he first shows yep. up and throughout the whole the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is. And it's definitely the character. But it's one of the, the things I like about it is, is the fact that like he comes off as that, but in reality, the entire time he's fucking fighting the tie, right? He's no, I, not, no, I think you no, no, I think you're absolutely right. But the yeah. reality of his, of his sort of docile image is that if he came in there with a hard ass, hard nosed image, the sisters might not have fucked with him in the first place. That's, that's true. That's true. That's um, or they that, might have with, fucked with him harder to take him down because he's not all that. And they're going to prove it. Yeah, that's that's I, also I think, true. I, I think I think they were malevolent enough that they would have tried anyway because they're yeah. they're just yeah, maybe maybe fucked yeah. up yeah. fuckers. Yeah. They like the so, fight. But one thing I do want to talk about is so like the 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 timeline of of his interactions with the sisters is is like a couple years, it's two right? Years. It's two, two years, years to be specific. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you have to realize, like with the with the the fighting and, and like Red kind of talks about it, you know, um, prison life is basically like routine, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he talks about that, but it just kind of shows you like Andy Andy was on the outside of 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 that life. He was by himself, right? So like there was no one to help him fight off the sisters. There's, there was no one who gave him real pointers other than Red on the yard, right? So this for like was those, Andy's routine. Yeah. So Andy's routine was basically fighting to not get raped. But like it just kind of goes to show you that if Andy would have had the relationship with his fellow prisoners that he had 15 years in, he probably wouldn't have gotten raped as much because he would have had friends that would have helped him, right? And he might not for have those, been raped at all. Well, they also maybe, they also, maybe, they also strike you know. when he's alone, it seems like most times. It's, too, it's true, but he also didn't have anybody in his corner. It was the whole being alone thing, and Red even kind of talks about that, right? Well, let let let's let's jump to a well, big set, set piece. No, I think. The- well, okay. Well, that's so. I, I think Travis and Trevor and Weird have all made good points here, and I want to try to sum them up. the The person that he was when he came in was a, a, a fairly cold, calculated, introverted person who and shell shocked. Uh, and well, shocked fr- from prison. Yes, I would agree that he was shell shocked, but. At the same time, though, when he comes in and he is kind of walking along like he's a little bit aloof, I think that's a little bit of obliviousness. And I think we've kind of talked about that. Like, he doesn't really know Mm -hmm. what's happening. Maybe that's the shell shock part of it. But at the same time, he's in an environment that he doesn't know. And then when he's accosted with these things, he doesn't even really know how to handle it. But the whole, for me, this is just for me. The things that he's willing to do and and the the skills that he has, I think is this whole movie is a giant metaphor for life. You know, yeah. we talk about Andy's routine. Well, I'll tell you what, I know what my routine is. I get up at six, I take a shower, I go to work, 
I come home, I cook dinner. I just so whether you're in prison or not, the routine of prison is still there. You know, if yeah. you're if 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 you're doing well, your part as the average person, the routine yeah, is well, still I mean, there. They even point to that about the being institutionalized later on, right? And, and we can get into that heavier. Um, Miss Bean says, I think he was calculating from the time he stepped foot in there. Um, I agree with that that sentiment. Um, I don't think he was calculating to escape right off the bat until no, until he came <laughs> across like the pickaxe and trying it on the wall, which they show later on. Yeah. Uh, but he was definitely summing up the prison the entire time. I agree that he was constantly taking in information and processing it and trying to just make his way. You know, from the first from the first morning, like after after they get before they get deloused, when the warden shows up and he's like, the Bible is this, that and the other. And then everything else you'll figure out as you go along the, the, the morning, his first morning in prison, when he comes out, he's looking around. Red's looking at him while he's looking around. Red is studying Andy while Andy is studying his surroundings. Yep. He's totally calculated. He's totally fucking doing that. I agree with Beans. Yep. And yep. and just, well, just him approaching Red, right? Because Andy doesn't know anybody. He doesn't have a clique. He doesn't have friends. But he found out that Red is the guy to talk to if you want to get something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that just kind of shows how calculating he is and how observant he is of his surroundings. Well, the next big sit- set piece of the movie to to like to get us going a little further because we, we are still at the beginning and I just don't want us to get bogged down too too much. Um, yeah, we need to start moving on a little bit. Go ahead. It's it's Andy. Well, it, it comes when the warden is like, the roof needs tarring and we need some volunteers. So Red pulls his 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 strings and gets a lot of yeah. his friends involved in the tarring of the roof. Yep. Because it's gonna pay and whatever. Yeah, and, and the reason Andy ends up on that is because Red takes an immediate liking to Andy when yeah. they have their yeah. discussion about the pickaxe, right? Red straight up says, Yeah, yeah. Red straight up says, I knew then that I really liked like he really liked Andy. So I I could yeah. say I think I liked Andy right from the start. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, that's where we start getting into the meat of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there. and and the Go meat, ahead. well, the meat of the meat of who Andy is and how he uses his his superior his, intellect because he's probably smarter than anyone <laughs> in that prison. Well, probably, mm-hmm. but I think he also at the same time I think he also knows how to play the game in society. Right. Well, I think he spent those first two years being observant and constantly calculating as this this to figure out how to how to place himself into the prison society. Right. Well, because the tarring of the roof scene comes after he's been in there for almost two years. Yeah. 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 But I also think like that if I were to come down to say like I were to come down to Louisiana. Right. Okay, I know a lot of shit. Right. But I'm guessing that I could go to a place that either Travis or Trevor would know real well and has a friend. And whatever I think I might know is basically useless. Right. So like, but this is the point where he like is finding some equilibrium within the prison. Yeah. Yeah. And like starting, starting to like kind of balance the playing field and being like, well, I do know a couple of things and he waits for his moment. 
And when he sees his moment, well, he, 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 starts, he wasn't he, he wasn't dropping no eaves, sir. No, he he no. was well, I think I but think he overheard. Um, yeah, he, well, he had an opportunity and he felt comfortable enough with his knowledge of everything to take a chance. He almost like got killed dramatic. for it. I like how dramatic right? the scene is. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's a great it's a great scene, right? Like he, he could have started that like, this prisoner is about to have an accident, right? Do you trust yeah. your wife better? Yeah, so Hadley talks to the other guards, and he talks about how he has an estranged brother who ended up being an oil tycoon that left him $35,000, and he's like, but that's the shitty of it. So Hadley's like, oh, I got $35,000, but then the the government's going to fucking rape me in taxes, which that's fucked up, and... And then he's like, then I got paid lawyer fees and all this other shit. And then he's like, I almost ended up with nothing. And then he's like, I got to buy a car. And then there's the upkeep of the car. I'm like, yeah, okay, first world problems, bitch. Like, <laughs> you have a yeah. brand new car. What are you the, bitching about? Everyone has always, to take care of it. He's yeah. like, the kids yeah. are always bugging you, know. you to take them for a ride. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in like, the oh, 40s, shit, you have to be that a was parent, entertainment. Right? Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, Um I so, just thought it was funny that in the 40s, going for a car ride was like the yeah, hype yeah, of the yeah. day. <laughs> that was the height of the day, right? So and I don't need no bear killing or what was it? I don't need a wife killing banker to tell me where a bear shits in a buckwheat. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So Andy takes this as his opportunity to be like, do you trust your wife? And then that's where that, fucking Hadley's like, this prisoner is about to have an line. accident. Yeah, it's a horrible first line. Why would you say that as your first thing? Because because Andy, even after all his calculations, he is still a fucking eccentric person. This he is doesn't you, understand the the correct thing to say in the moment, right? I think I think <laughs> this is how you build a dramatic moment in a film. I don't think this is how a regular person would. I think no, but approach and say, "Excuse me, no. excuse no. me, sir." This is I, how somebody. To... No, this is how somebody who has a particular skill uses okay. it. Because this is this is honestly, Travis. This is Wayland's a lot of died. What, what. But this is a lot of what I do for a living. But if that I, guy, if he wouldn't have just stopped and listened for a second, he'd have threw him off the roof. Yep. Like no. if he had just been like, I'm done hearing what this guy has to yeah, say. Yeah, he would have killed him. him. Well, but he that's yeah, so. So it was a terrible first metaphor line for in life, reality. Though. The reality of it is, at the end of the day. That's a terrible first line to fucking say <laughs> to somebody if you're trying to yeah. fucking plead your way into but, having your guys get three beers. But it all works out because while Andy's heading towards the edge of the roof and leaning over it, he's like, look, if you want all that money, you could just give it to your wife. And he explains to Hadley that the, the fucking IRS or whoever the fuck allows a one-time exemption to a spouse of up to $40,000 or some shit. $60,000. $60, there we yeah. go. And... He's like, but he's like, I don't even know why I'm telling you this, because obviously you would have, you know, done this on your own and figured it out. Right. That's when he says Grindhouse's line. But that's the that's the playing the game piece of it, though. That's what he was. That is the playing playing the game. game. Well, well, he he offers it. He had to catch his attention. At the same time, Mm -hmm. he strokes the ego. Right. He's like, give me your ego cock. Let me stroke it a couple of (laughs) times. And that's what he does with Hadley. Hadley. And then he's like. But you're gonna have to pay lawyers' fees, and that's where he starts to set the hook, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, or he's like, you know, I know all the I paperwork. Can I can do or it for I you. Could, for free. If, if you can get the papers yep. for me, I could do it for you. 
Well, not for free. I want beers for my buddies. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I want three three for beers, beers for a piece buddies. for my buddies, right? For for each and of then, my co-workers. Yeah, yes. for each yes. of my co-workers. <laughs> and yeah. then that's where Hadley's like, oh, you're that smart baker guy who killed his wife, right? Yep. You know, yep. so he acknowledges the fact that fucking old boy is smart and can do the work for him because he knows the ins and outs, right, of the taxes. Right. Yeah. And but then, that's also him keeping on clinging on to his his uh his vestial self when he's out in the real world. So he's not actually in prison. He's just a guy yeah. doing a job. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. That, so, now now good. I would say I don't know if I should say this now or say this later, but I would say he was actually calculating enough that he's setting the hook. For something much bigger, and he knows it's going to come. He's just got to wait for it to hit. The, yeah. The well, only reason I would disagree with that is because once he gets hired on to be the assistant at the library, he's he's taken aback whenever the guards are brought in to so do taxes. So I I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't yeah. think he saw where that was going to lead him. But no. what I do think was is in the moment he was calculating building a relationship with his fellow prisoners. And the guards. Because, oh, well, and the guards to, too, to an extent. But to an extent. Yeah. Before before the scene, he didn't have any friends in prison, whether it be guards or prisoners. So right. in this one moment, he gets three beers for each one of his, his prisoners' friends. Which is that enough earns, to get a buzz. Which is enough to get a buzz, especially <laughs> if you're working in the heat and you haven't yes. drunk anything in fucking since you were a teenager and you're in your mid forties or whatever. Yes. Right. It's going to be so uh, good. It's going to be so good. Yeah. So, so he builds a relationship with his fellow prisoners while at the same time helping a guard out, not only a guard out, but the guard out. He's, right. Yeah. He's playing the game. He's playing both He's sides playing of the, the fence. Game. Both so, sides of the and, fence all the time. So what yep. he, he does, sure enough, they, they start tarring, they finish tarring, they bring him a bucket full of suds. Mm-hmm. Andy Dufresne says it. He's like, you know, yeah. there's nothing like working hard that a a, a bottle of suds just makes you feel yeah. like a man, right? Yeah. And, well, and then so he doesn't sure even, enough, But then he doesn't even drink. He said I quit drinking. Well, that's the part where he says he quits yeah. drinking, which kind of alludes to the fact that hey, maybe he had a drinking problem, right? Well, um, yes, um, yes, but also, but also his part of he's enjoying the moment, not necessarily yeah. the reward. Yeah, and he was. Yeah. He was enjoying yeah. the moment in the shade. Yeah. Enjoying the camaraderie. Oh, he had, of, he of his had a great prisoners. smile. He had a yeah, smug I loved, smile. I loved that smile. Like the yeah. way he looked on that he, scene was he amazing. Was, he was over there just like, mm-hmm. it was great. I, I gave you all this, guys. Yep. I did this. Yep. I did it. So I then, hope you all love it. And, they're, after and that, they're loving it. So after that, they have, I think, the theater scene, right? Yep. yep. They're sitting in the theater. It's him and Red. We get to see fucking Reader Hayworth, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And she tosses and her like, hair back and everyone goes Red, crazy. Red's like, hold on, this is my favorite part. She yep. flips the hair and yeah. everybody's catcalling and whistling because, hey, I mean, you've been in prison for fucking a decade and women <laughs> are hot. And you could. Uh, then after that, he's like, hey, I want Rita Hayward. Yeah. And Red's like, mm, that's going to take a couple weeks. And Andy kind of gets like, mm, what? And he's well, like, I don't. You know what? I don't have her up my leg, unfortunately. I don't like I my don't pants. Have her, leg. I don't have her stuffed down the front of my, pants. my pants. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> right. I love that. I love that line. Yeah. You know, it's it's hilarious. Um, 
he says, I don't have her stuffed in the front of my pants, unfortunately. Because he would love to have her stuff like in the front of her pants, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he's like, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get her for you. Right. So then you kind of see Red's process, right? A guard gets paid off with some cigarettes. One mm-hmm. of the one of the workers with the laundry gets a couple packs of cigarettes, hands hands red the the fucking the poster and shit. You know, well, I think it's the claw hammer. You also kind of right? Trevor, you are yeah, that was missing, the claw hammer. But you are kind of the claw missing, hammer, right? Well, you're missing yep. the projection room scene though, and the projection room scene is oh shit, fine. I did forget that you did. My bad, and that's like like we'll the do super, that. So so. The claw hammer is where we see Red's Red's fucking how things happen, right? The projection scene, which is right after Andy Andy leaves after he talks to Red, and the sisters get a hold of him in the projection room. Mm -hmm. And that's where they kick the projectionist out, and they beat the fuck out of Andy, and he's on his knees, Mm -hmm. and old old sister fucking, what's his name? Boggs. Boggs, Boggs. it's like, you're going to take what I give you, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to also take what my buddy gives him because you broke his nose because he was fighting him, and he hit him with a reel of film. Yep. Right? And that's when Andy's like, I'm not going to fucking put anything in my mouth. And Boggs is like, takes a big-ass fucking chiv out, and he's like, you're going to do as I tell you, or I'm going to stab you through the ear with this. And then he's like, go ahead. The first thing that happens is the body's reflex bites down on anything that's that's around yep. its mouth. Yep. And that's when Boggs is like, where do you come up with this shit? And then they beat yeah. the ever-living shit out of him to the point where he's in the hospital for a month. Right? Yes, but then... So this is where the story starts to take a turn. After two yes. years of, of constant battle to not try to get raped, um... Boggs goes into solitary for yep. a week. I believe yep. it's a week, right? And he comes out and they're like, all right, Boggs, your time's up. And, and Boggs yeah. is like, it's your world, boss, right? Because he's mm-hmm. a fucking candy-ass bootlicker. And then he goes back to his his cell. And who's sitting there waiting for him? Hadley. Hadley. Captain yep. Hadley. And this is the part I, I thought was kind of funny because Boggs had an attitude with Hadley, right? Boggs was like, but Boggs was like, what do you want? Like, like, and I'm just saying, if I was in prison knowing Captain Hadley, that's the last fucking thing I would have said. Because I would I would not have said that at all to him. So Hadley fucking beats the shit out of him, right? Or like hits him with a nightstick, he falls down, he crawls out of his cell, yep, and starts screaming help, and they drag his ass back in. And then and then you catch Red's narrative. And Red's narrative. Is uh what two things never happened again? Yeah, the sisters never laid a hand on Andy again, and Boggs never walked again. And Boggs never walked again. Yep. Last I heard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Last I heard, he was finishing out the rest of his days eating his food through a straw. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we have all after that. The prisoners, the prisoners in the field, when they're just Everyone's yeah, digging. After, do, yeah, because at that point Andy was still in the infirmary from yep. getting the shit yep. kicked out of him, yep. and that's where you see um fucking hold on, hold on. Yeah. Oh, Hayward. That's where you see Hayward. It's a horse apple. Yeah, get a rock, <laughs> or he thinks it's a rock. 
And he, 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 he shovels his fucking hole a little bit, walks a yep. couple feet, shovels it yep. a little bit more, goes to Red. Hey, I think I found one. And Red's like, that's a horse apple. And he's like, a what? He's like, that's horse shit. That's petrified horse shit. And he's like, ugh. And he like, and it's funny because he's like, ugh, but he crumbles it in his hand a little bit. Yeah. yeah and then drops it. And then smells his smells hand. Smells his and then he's hand. Like, yeah. And then he wipes it on his pants. And I'm like, bro, you just did no, everything brother. you're not supposed to do with horse shit. What brother. are you doing? <laughs> right? The 1940s. Yeah. So, oh, my God. Yeah, everyone yeah. wore suits. Yeah, so it was the best. And they fucking did shit like that, too, where they crumbled horse shit in their hands and smelled it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love, I love Welcome all of Welcome to Walmart. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, love, I love all of this because... When whenever whenever Andy he's been facing the sisters down, right? He's finally made his inroads with all the fucking the the hottie does in the fucking prison system, whether it's the guards, the warden, whoever else. The guards are satisfied enough with him that they're like, fuck this guy. This is this is one part of the movie where I wanted to really like um Mr. Krabs. I really wanted to like him because he had Andy's back and he beat this guy the way he deserved to be beaten. And I think this guy deserved whatever his consequences were. As harsh as they are, if you're going to rape people endlessly and be a piece of shit, fuck you. Like, this is what you get. Now you can't walk and you have to eat everything through a straw. That's, That's the bare... Like the bare minimum for a rapist, you know, well, like that de- de- to me is the real thing. But whatever. I, I do also want to point out some of the hypocrisy because we haven't really talked about them a whole lot and we kind of skipped over it. Um, the warden's a piece of shit. Obviously, he's a hypocrite. Um, <laughs> when they first I mean, enter the prison, he says there's two things. There's two things in my prison. Basically, one is is God and then the other one is discipline. Right. Yeah, he's like, don't commit blasphemy, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's okay with you being butt raped, yeah, until until you're worth something to him, right? And that's kind of the hypocrisy because he's like, Thank I believe God. in God and the good book, but go ahead and get butt raped until until you have some value, and then we'll talk. I, th- I think the good book is a shield for him to get away with what he's doing because he oh. can somehow, yeah. like, it's and, all and I'm not testament. Yeah, I. I I oh, don't. It's I, very. It's very Old Testament. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's yeah. all Old Testament about it. The heathens and the heathens. Yeah, it's very Old Testament. I'm not gonna sit here and say that every Christian is like this because I know no. they're not. I know they're not. But any person of any, even me, who is not religious, like you follow anything to a certain degree, and it's going to warp your mind, and 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 your reality fucking warps with it, right? And so you just go with it. This guy has warped his mind enough to where he can justify his actions and still think he's a good Christian man. Like, and if he's not, then he's a big ass liar. But I think he's yeah. one of the other. I think he's on the other well, side where he's well, one of the ones. Well, that's it's also it, the 1940s where this mentality was far more prevalent. Yeah, sure. And I, I think I think, though, that he really does think he's doing good. Oh, I he think does. He, yeah, I think he thinks he is. Yeah, and I don't think he understands the hypocrisy Trevor pointed out. I don't think he understands it. No, he doesn't. No, I, I think well, he's nobody, full bore. 
Nobody his, does, Travis. Nobody does. No, he's whole, he's his, full. He's full of his own shit. Is what he is. He's full of shit, but he's full well, of his own shit. You're right. He likes every. He, he, he's like Hayward out there smelling the shit. He's smelling his own shit. He's just well, yeah. But every yeah. every single character in this movie, every single character in this movie is a hypocrite. Oh, hundred percent. Every last one. A hundred percent. Okay. And but, he escapes from prison. Red is a criminal, a convicted murderer in prison, running uh, like a a, a a program to bring in shit like that people aren't supposed to have. The yeah. warden is a complete fucking hypocrite. The head uh, uh, guard guy, Hadley, is a complete fucking hypocrite. But, Every but one Red, of the sisters is a hypocrite. They're all Red, hypocrites. Red never lies about his why he's there, though. He says oh, no, straight no, up, no. like, I murdered somebody. He's guilty of whatever yeah. it was he did. Yeah. We're all innocent. Everybody well, else they're innocent. Yeah. But anyway. but I, so so I, I'm not I'm not but, trying. I, I like the point you're making. I just don't know if I a hundred percent agree that yeah. everyone's a hypocrite. No, everyone I, is. I, I think mean, Red is a hypocrite. I think Red is honest. I think he's honest. I think he's mo- his most honest later in the More movie. More than likely, but there is yeah. a whole lot of hypocrisy going on, especially when the warden is so high and mighty Christian, but he's I mean, got to know yes, that this underground there, there is, going right? on in his prison, and he allows it because it keeps the prisoners in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but, okay. I, but, but I often wonder, though, for Red, as somebody who is convicted of murder, and he says he's the only guilty man in Shawshank, I wonder if the bringing in of the contraband is almost a lesser of two evils for him, and he's like, so I'm a murderer. So what's bringing in a couple of cartons of cigarettes and a poster and a bottle of bourbon? I mean, what, maybe, what and a little I, dumb I, hammer. I have He's no just playing the game. I'm going to say this right now. Mm. Uh, my personal opinion, and this ain't got nothing to do with conspiracies and shit that Grindhouse is going to fucking scoff at or tell Trevor to mute me for. <laughs> I don't think prison is the right thing for anybody. Almost anybody. I don't think prison is the right system. I think we've got a really flawed system for dealing out societal punishment for crime. Well, I think prison as we know it. Yeah. Because prison could change and be and be a valid source of of punishment. It's not for most people. And 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 there's a lot of shit behind that, dude. It's not for most people. I don't think that's the right way to go about re- um what's that uh, word habilitating? rehabilitating yes rehabilitating people well, there's no rehabilitation there that's the whole point exactly right. yeah but that's what i'm saying if if you had a prison where people were rehabilitated then you'd be fine with prison the fact that they don't really cater to that because it's it's viewed as a form of punishment not rehabilitation i, I guess i guess i take i take umbrage with the term prison then that's really i guess the only thing i'm well i mean if you're forced to stay at a place that you don't want to be at right no no i'm not saying that i'm just saying let's not call it a prison let's not let's not do that let's not make it that i mean it's it's the same yeah but people people are confined because they can't follow the rules okay so how did you prove that you can follow the rules so what they do is they stay well Well, you can because what's what's the other option is the question? No, you cannot. And well, it's it's a failed other, system. It's proven. It's a failed other, system. It's a the other it's a option, shamble. I, as the other, it is right now, yes. The other option is very easy. Okay, it's it's, math, time. it's mathematical. It's mathematical. If if you if you are put into prison A, you can't follow rules B. The result is C. 
Okay. Well, and you're just you're snuffed out, and you're just. I gone. I also think a lot of people that end up in prisons have an issue with being able to control themselves. I don't think it's a mistake that they ended up there. I think if you if you're in prison, well, I like don't that, disagree like with you, Trevor. If but you're how in many... state prison, chances are you're predisposed to not giving a fuck about laws. Well, okay, but so then, so then, what to to what level? How much? How many minutes? How many dollars? Right. Well, that's, well that's my, my point. That's my point is, is I, I'm not against having a different system. I'm just saying, what system? What are you? Right. Well, okay, okay, fair enough. Question. That's so what then, I'm, that, and that's what I'm talking about. What are is we the chopping hands system? off for thieves? Like, no, is that what we're no, doing? I think no. we should go back okay. to that. That worked really no. good. I would, I would too. Because I don't think no, it worked. No, no, it did not. We, it would work because this means would be easy to spot to deal with petty crimes. Wait, what? Yeah. Well. Oh. Public humiliation. Mm-hmm. Oh, the stocks. Uh, maybe the stocks. Maybe. Like, yeah. So, well, well I mean, and the reason why I say off, that, I don't think it depends. So. On, it no. depends on your crime, right? Like, and, well, yeah, it depends I, I'm on not the crime, sending, of course. I'm not sending people to jail over drugs unless they kill somebody over it. Like that. The, the right. point is, I think the focus on on who goes to jail is, is fucked up to begin with. That needs well, to be changed. Yes, I don't. I don't disagree with you, but so much. So much of it is subjective because then. If someone who's on drugs comes in and robs your house, is your Brother. opinion going to change? Well, that's different yes. because it's there's, robbery now. Okay, it's but not we're getting, we're, but it's not though. It's 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 how it impacts you, how it impacts society. Well, and if you I, can't, I agree, but well, well, but that's what I'm saying though. So, so how much of this do you say society is being impacted? But I'm going to take a casual backseat observer position. You know, like to me, if you murder somebody, you just get taken out behind the courthouse and shot. Yeah, same thing with, with rapists yeah. and child molesters. Well, well oh no, yes, hold, all those two. On, though, all but those how two. how definitive is the proof is also the question. Like, well, you yeah, know, you have to have proof. That's though. how a you lot have of to have guilty in a court of law, Travis. Guilty in a court of law. If you're guilty that's in a court of law, that's not always good enough. That's not always good is, enough. You know what? It's a standard, so it is for me. No, but that's but yep. okay. So Grindhouse, let's say here's the situation, right? I love this. You were holding a pistol mm -hmm. and, you know, you were in a situation with your friends. Everybody was drunk. I know you probably wouldn't be in the situation to begin with, but just really reach with me and be. No, he would. He would. Don't even um, fucking but, sugarcoat you know, you're it. With, you're, you're all drunk. You're in a group of like, you know, people. It's the nightclub. You're talking like... about the nightclub. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, your friends or whatever. And you guys are just like being like da 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 da. Whatever. You don't notice because you're drunk that your friend is wearing gloves, but you're not wearing gloves. And, you know, later on in the night, all right, he just happens to take off with your pistol when everybody's not Follow paying attention. Story. Everything is winding down and yeah. he goes and commits a crime. Mm -hmm. Evidence would suggest, especially if you were passed out somewhere in your own hotel room with no other person with you, and there's no way, let's say it's a Motel 6, there's no cameras, no nothing, okay? These situations <laughs> do kind of happen. Where yes, they do. They take your gun, your prints are on them, because you fired it earlier in the night, there's residue on your hands, you have no alibi, no way to prove that you weren't there. Uh, see, okay, so I think, and I, you I, still I, get convicted in a court well, but, of law because the evidence points. Well, okay, uh, fair enough, but the scenario is a very, very far fetched. No, and it's, it's not. not though. Oh, it's oh, not okay, though. So, it happens. Well, okay, it happens okay, all well, the time. okay. Well, stop. Hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> For me, the scenario was very far fetched because I would never be in that position. I would well, never. Well, he put said that too, but 
the point is is people have been jammed up like that in the past and it's been proven that it does happen i think mm-hmm. you're many well, I think many times well, too well, many think, times to well, say it's good enough well i think you're right though but at too the same many. time you have to go out into your life and you have to you have to go through a very careful process of choosing your friends and the people that you associate with mm-hmm. But if you can't but if always you, determine every situation, but you need to have concrete evidence. Uh, before yes, you can. Take okay. someone back. There's, some, back very, there's some very obvious brother, shit that happens. Brother, in life, I'm, and if I'm not a dumbass, but I've been in situations where I did not expect what was happening. With oh, the moment no, absolutely. I that, That's like, fine. That, but there is a point where you just go. Nope, this isn't for me, and you leave because you. Well, what want if it's your... too late, or what if you never like like Beans was saying, you never even thought it well, was happening. If that's how can you predict that's the that? Case, if that's if that's the case, here's what I would suggest: going forward in life, you read to in your radar and you look out for this shit. But but you, you can't, can't do that if someone convicts you of a fucking crime you didn't commit, and you're Rather. instantly put which to is death the point. You're in prison now because because someone surprised. Okay, okay, fair enough, uh, fair enough. That's the point. I hear the system is fucked up. But I hear this I think, and it's like, well, but no, but at the same time, though, if you if you get yourself to a place where you are associated with people that would be involved in those things and you by it's virtue, just not always the but, case, though, okay, but, but, but by say, virtue, that some, say one of your buddies just found out that his wife was cheating on him and he's drunk and it's he's angry and you never expected him to take yes. your gun and kill his wife or kill, right. you know, her lover. Or, but that's not the, the kind that's of the problem, though. That. All my. All my guns are locked up. That wouldn't happen to me. It wouldn't happen. No, I know, but that's, that's why. Oh, that's Grindhouse is never going to jail, y'all. But, well, He's never going to jail. We're saying just the, the, problem, the problem with hypotheticals is you can always come up with a scenario where they don't happen. The point is, is there's been that plenty of high-profile people. There's been plenty of high-profile people that have been accused of something, gone to jail, and then been exonerated because evidence turned up to prove otherwise. And we're not going to sit here and say, hey, let's kill them. Because of circumstantial evidence, or because of it's me uh, versus her, I and they believe her. Trevor froze. You're not gonna, you're not going to do that. Oh, there shit. he is. Well, and I would no, say, no. The, I would say, that if you're going to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs, and that shit, shit happens. If that's if true you, too, that's true yeah. Too. But you're not if killing you, people based on on but, not okay. concrete evidence. But if you make if you make a series of decisions and you associate with the wrong people, and you get into a place where you could be accused. But of something we're talking like that, about Brent, but, Brent, Brent. We're specifically talking about a situation where you don't know that these are the wrong people. These have never been the wrong people. They yeah. have always okay, been you know the what? right no. people. Time out. Time out. Something. Stop. 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 <laughs> wrong people are obvious. No, they're not. Not, not always. No, not they're always. not always obvious. You not have lived always. incredibly uh, in a bubble not, life, nah, if that's the case. You've been very, very lucky if that's been the case. Yeah. Because that is yeah. not yeah. the case. No. no, no. I have met the wrong people in my life. I've met them and been like, nope. I'm out of here. This is well, right. That's no, a, that's, that's your fault. Too, but I'm saying that there are people that is you what never see. Did you go to their house and eat dinner with them? I mean. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, obviously not. I'm gonna go world, back to know everything. I was almost no, 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 gonna no. have your back, no. but that statement no. alone was no, like, I'm gonna no, say, I'm gonna say, I am I, the wrong people, bitch. I'm the wrong people. But I, if you see I, but me I outside, even... if you see me outside, you would be like, that's the wrong guy. Catch me that outside. Is not the right that? guy. Well, and maybe you know me. You know what, Travis? You might be right. You might be. I am right. You might be the wrong guy. But the reality is, I've been to jail twice. Well, who who else I here has been to jail? Let, let's let's do a round table. Who else here has been to jail? <laughs> no, never, no, never been not. to jail. Never. never been to jail. What did you went to jail for? I want to know. 
Um, I went to jail for uh, reckless driving, felony evasion, and oh, um, what was it? <laughs> what um, is this story? Break it on fix okay, so nope. nope. <laughs> It was a long <laughs> time ago. It's okay. He was he was a young lad. Wait, wait, wait. I know this story. I want in to that know instance, this story. what if you had ran somebody over? What if you had killed somebody, you know, vehicular manslaughter? What if you had gotten into a serious wreck? Then you I should still go to, killed somebody. Then I should go to prison forever. But your initial or statement no, was that, that murderers should be yeah. shot, shot instantly. Then that was I'm your initial statement. I'm fine with I that. I think then. rapists should be shot if there is proof, but I don't think murderers should be shot even if there is proof because I do. Of, because, That's because. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't. And I'm going to say why. Because of what this movie points out. Red. I know oh, no, 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 no. OK, so, well, so can, let's, well, let's let me, define can I, can this I, really, really clearly. We're talking about murderers who get death row. Now, in well, today's but, oh, society, no. with all of the tests and information gathering, yes, it can still get faked. But you have a 90 percent chance. Yeah, no, but I'm saying 100 percent chance he killed somebody. Red killed somebody, but I don't think he intended to murder somebody. He didn't plan yeah. to murder somebody. It was an accident, and, and he right. ended up making a mistake. Between... That's different, though. That's not premeditated. But it's that's not, more like though. manslaughter. It's not though. If you, if I you, don't it, even it, agree with the premeditated. I think if you take, you can be you, in a it, wrong place at the wrong time in your yeah, mind. But if you, okay, so what if you're it's not in the essence person. of survival? What if you're like trying to survive and you end up killing that's self-defense? Well, that's different. Yeah, that's, that's different. self-defense. That's, but it's still yeah, murder, yeah. though. You guys are no. calling like a state no, of faith. So it's, it's like not murder. if somebody's you, if somebody's trying to kill you, if someone's trying to kill you still and murder. you kill them, fuck them. Still yeah, murder. If it's a, I mean, no, I, it's I don't well, care. But I'm just I don't saying care. On the I think okay. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Murder. Time out. Time out. There is. Okay. Fixies playground. Time. No, just time out. Time out. Yeah. Okay. Politics. What's what Stephanie is saying is accurate. It is still murder. Okay. But there is a thing in our judicial. Well, I said time out. So <laughs> there is a thing in our society called justifiable homicide, and that is the me versus you argument. If someone's going to kill me. And I and I kill them first. Okay, that's that's a different thing. What we're talking about is people that go out with the intent of committing a crime. They're going to steal. They're going to do whatever it is to do, and somebody Mm -hmm. dies. Okay, so is it murder per se? I probably not. Is it no murder is specifically premeditated, right? Well, I mean, no, no murder is not. First degree murder is specifically premeditated. Murder is not. Well, my whole reasoning for bringing up all these scenarios is just to highlight that there's always going to be a lot of nuance and yes. a lot of gray areas and a every lot of time. factors. Every time, every single you know, fucking time. Contributing well, to don't... every single specific situation. I think that's the case. I agree. I don't disagree with any of that, but I think as a thinking person, one of the goals, if you want to be a productive. So we're all and... not thinking. All right. No, no, all no, right. no, no, not what I'm saying. Well, what, what are you saying? Words in his mouth. Let's, yeah. what let's, get, let's get to the end of this and move on. This is no. a reality for me. For well, I'm going to say it too. Yeah, go in ahead. Reality. You, you can. That's fine. In in reality, um, <laughs> you do you do as a person start making choices and you start to analyze the people that you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with shitbags, you get what you get. Okay. Okay. And, sure. And, okay. And, sure. And, and I have percent. And I have right, no cool. sim- I have no sympathy for you. All right. Ne- next Fixies episode, we're going to talk about death 
the death penalty. Okay. Oh, fuck. that's gonna happen. We have firing. We're gonna have an actual discussion Carolina about this. this. I love. I love oh, this. I'm okay. Okay. This. okay. Well, I will. I will shut. I will shut the fuck <laughs> so up about it then. I, I love what we're else. talking about, and I definitely want to go in depth. But I'm yep. gonna do just like I did the abortion yep. episode, and I'm gonna yep. make. I'm gonna make questions, and I'm gonna format have, it, and we're gonna have, have this discussion. Do I have yes, to bring sir. my wife again? Because that was interesting. I, that would be you, cool. <laughs> so be cool. you don't have to bring her, but I would love to have her on <laughs> yeah. anytime okay. she's willing to come on. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Was, she's yeah, awesome. That was, yeah, that's like her input. 100 percent So so yeah. but weird beans. Y'all plan on it. Y'all let me know when y'all are available, and we'll have an actual episode on this discussion. Because okay, I, I, I do want to talk about it. I love, I, I love what you're doing, Trevor. I but, love but, what you're doing. But I do want to get back to the movie. Yes, sir. Because we're yeah. like two hours in, and we're probably yes, at like the halfway point of the movie. Okay. So, you know, let me reel it back in a little bit. Bring us in. Bring us in, Pixies, So I'm cool with it. But like at the same time, let's, let's get back to the movie. Because I want to save the juicy death penalty shit for an actual episode. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Where were we at? Let's see. Um, All right. So I got you. 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 All right. So so the warden, the warden decides to toss the sails. And the Mm -hmm. only reason he tosses these sails because he wants to size up Andy, right? He'd been hearing the thing. He'd been hearing about how Captain uh, Holt, Holt, Headley, Headley. Sorry. I'm I'm starting to get drunk. I'm one, two, three, four, five. Simply eight spiking. beers in. I'm he eight beers spiking. in. He's spiking. He's spiking the beers. I'm the hair is spiked. <laughs> Y'all can see. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, well, and, and at said, this point, at this point, isn't uh, Andy doing taxes for like all of the guards and so all of the guards? That's what I'm getting into. So, well, well, what happens first is he saves Captain um, Hadley a bunch of money. Hadley. Yeah. The warden has a toss up of the sales because he wants to size up Andy, right? And this right. is where they go into his fucking thing, and Hadley's like, "Oh, there's some contraband here, but it's nothing to to get in a in a in a, a tizzy about or whatever the fuck he says." And then the warden's like, "You read the good book." And I like fucking, this exchange. I like yes, this exchange. This, this exchange. This was, was awesome. a great one. Andy Dufresne quotes him. Fucking a a Bible quote. I can't remember he's, right he's, now. He says the like, word starts it, and and then Andy rebuttals him. Yes, yes, right. So, well, well, no. Andy says, "Well, the word Ooh. says, what? What's one of your favorite passages?" And Andy yep. says something like, "I'm paraphrasing, but he says something like, you never know the hour when your master cometh.'" Yeah, meaning, yeah, yeah, yeah. meaning the the cell rating, right? And then right. The yep. he's says, talking about that. The yeah, and then the warden rebuttals with "I am the light." I I prefer "I am the light," the savior, and some other shit. Right? Yeah, the way, and, the truth, and the light. Yeah, I like yes. I like I like how they give each other the chapter and verse as yes. well. I, like I that. also like that it does point to to Bean's earlier comments that like Andy is so calculating that that motherfucker read the Bible some. And made sure he had some quotes well, ready because he well, knew. What if? What if he's? Oh, religious, he probably though. already had it memorized. He might yeah. be, but the movie, the movie doesn't portray him as that. Is my point? No, no. But so you don't, I, not so I like to think he's not. I'm not gonna say he's not. Uh, okay. But okay. I like I to think. You. I hear you. That he he studied up a little bit just in case. 
because he knew the yeah. warden was about God from, and from day one. From day one, yeah, right? from day, day one. one, exactly. Yeah, I like that thought, Trev. I, I yeah. like that thought. Yeah. So they have this exchange, and the warden basically is like, "Okay," he's like, "I don't know if I approve of this," which he's pointing to the Rita Hayworth poster, but he says, "I think I think we can overlook some things, right?" So they leave, or they go to leave. And the warden's like, oh, I wouldn't want to deprive you of the good book, you know, and hand <laughs> him the Bible through. back, right? And salvation. spoiler alert, yeah, salvation lies within, spoiler alert, the fucking pickaxe uh, hammer is in that Bible, right? <laughs> You're bringing it up too soon, man. I'm right. No, no but I, I, lo- to, I love, I love, I have to, doing. though. I love this. Because, because it's the format of the movie. It, it's oh. the, the way that they did this scene. And then when you find out what brilliant. was in the Bible, is amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It's one of the things the that makes back. this movie so great. The callback, yes. It's so fucking tremendous. So, oh, so not next thing we know, tremendous. So, not not hashtag, not hashtag tremendous. tremendous. No. So the next thing you know, um, Andy Dufresne is pulled from laundry duty, and he goes to work with Hadley. Hatlin Brooks. Ha- Brooks. It's Brooks. Brooks. Let's just call him Brooks. In the in the library. And Hatley they have and a conversation. So close. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, um, no. So him and Brooks have a conversation. He's like, hey, Brooks, when's like when's the last time you've had help? And <laughs> Brooks is like, Well, I I I started working in the library in 09, and he's talking about 1909. <laughs> and he's like, I've been doing it ever since, right? And it's at this point, you're probably like in the 1950s, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, yeah, a good yeah. decade in. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so he's been there. Help me. Well, he joined math. in 49. He was there a couple years. No, and then that's no, when... no. Brooks, Brooks was oh, there. Well, from I'm, uh, yeah, to... I'm talking about. I'm talking oh, about. He Andy. was there for over 30 years. Yeah, no, no. Brooks was, like was over there years. for 50 years. So by the time yeah. later yeah. in the movie, they say how Brooks was in prison for 50 years. Yeah, yeah, he was right? there for his half of his so which life. yeah we're getting there we're getting there more than so more than yeah 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 so they talk about that and then he's like okay so like why the fuck am I here basically right and I then that's help. when and then that's when old boy Hadley. comes in one one yeah well Hadley comes in and he's like Dufresne and he's yeah. like hey he's the guy right so yeah. this guard comes up he's like hey I'm kind of thinking about setting up a Setting up a trust, trust for my kid. Yeah. Right. So Andy's like, okay. Okay. Um, he starts asking some questions and then he turns to fucking Brooks and he's like, Hey, do you have a, a pencil and a paper? And then he sits down, and he's like, Hey, come take a seat. You know, then then after that, it cuts to a lunchroom scene, which I love the lunchroom scenes because the exposition that's, in them are that's is what great. Grindhouse called the fucking yard lore, man. This is what's the happening. yard lore, exactly. Yeah. So they sit down. And fucking Brooks is like talking about how um no, Andy was just like it was the other huh? guy. It was I think it was Hayward. I think it was Hayward that was saying for them. He was saying I was there and yeah, because he did okay. show up. Yeah, he was like I shit you not. He stood up and shook shook Andy's hand after yep. he was like, "Do you want your kids to go to Harvard or Yale?" Or Yale. <laughs> and was it Brooks that said all he needed was like a hula hoop girl? And he yeah. would have been like a fucking. Be legit. A, he would have been a boss of like a major company, right? Yeah. So yes. then, so then that's where we kind of have a time skip a little bit. 
where you get the red narration. And he's like, so that following um, intramural prison baseball league, half the league or half the guards in the prison went to Andy for their tax returns. The following year, they rescheduled the intramural baseball. Hold on. Well, it it was half first. The first year was half. The next year, they rescheduled. (laughs) It was like all of them. And then the year after, they rescheduled the intramural so that the guards from another prison could come and get their tax. Yep, they rescheduled the intramural baseball season to coincide with tax season. And then the year after that is when the warden went in and had Andy do his taxes. And you see the warden with a fucking box full of receipts, basically, and Andy sitting with them, right? And then you get, uh, I don't know if before or after, but Andy talks to the warden and he's like, hey, He's like, I would like to write the state senate to get funding for our library. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the one is like, look, all these people care about are more walls and more bars. And and he's like, well, with your permission, I would like to write them a letter once a week anyway. And the one is like, you know what? If it'll make you happy, you write that letter. He's like, I'll even mail it for you. So <laughs> then we have At another. First, I didn't think he was going to mail them. Yeah. Yeah. So we have another time skip where years go by. Um, how many years was it? I think it was like six. Was it six years? Oh, it was a while. It, no, no. It for, for you're talking about when he mailed the library. Yeah, well, I'm talking about how library. long it, it took. Like, it right. I'm talking about how, how many, long it, it took. How many Senate years it to took reply. them to right? It, yeah. Well, no. they they kept they kept replying and denying. Finally, he well, I'm got talking a about when he got the funding. It was like six it, years. It in, was right? six years later, and he oh, said. Yeah. What did he say? Yeah. I'm going to write two say, letters Trevor? a week. Well, well yeah, hold on. Let's, let's get it. So, yeah, you do so it. He, you say so it. Sorry. Off, I just, I just know this movie. Sorry. No, he gets I, called, I love He it. gets called. Hold on. He gets called into the Trevor's office. Be, Trevor's being a hog right now. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> it's his show, I'm, bitch. I know. I'm being Fixie's Playground's host right now. I, I have you? comments on everything you've really? said, but I, I can't no more because I forgot them. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, anyway. I love you. I love you. Uh, Dude, it's a hard balance. It's a hard balance. It because is. It is. The, so these, the, those other assholes. Grant. 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 Our werewolf where's hunter my, extraordinaire. Where's my button? Travis, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Grant, oh, I Grant, love it. Grant and Rickles mm. don't ever cooperate. Ever. Right. So yeah. I'm trying not to cooperate right so, now. And it's okay. It's Travis's turn not to cooperate. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So. <laughs> They pull him into the fucking office and fucking uh, Captain Hadley is like, hey, y'all is bullshit or whatever. I don't know. And um, the warden a, is like, it's all the letters. It's all it's a yeah. pile of letters. Yeah. And the warden is like, I want all this out of my office. You're right. Uh, because, possible, because they right? got 200 bucks and a yeah. whole bunch of people he got, donated. Yeah. Everything. He, got, he got 200 bucks and some yep. libraries donated some books. Right. Oh. And, and, and it was an, the annual the appropriation of five hundred dollars and a whole bunch. No, of that wasn't called. until later, Brent. That wasn't no, until no, later. No, 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 no. It was five hundred dollars. Oh, they were just going to give him five hundred bucks. No, it was no, two hundred dollars the first time. It was two hundred dollars the first time. We'll get to the five hundred. Hold on, we, hold on. We hope this no, satisfies no, no. your Y'all are jumping the gun. Jumping I'm the jumping hard because cocking the fucking I, I hammer scene. and wait. It was it wasn't the warden though. It was a guard. It was a guard. It was said, a guard. Well, I I'm think gonna it was go Hadley. A loaf. No, it was. Well, no, Hadley. hold on, hold on. Hadley is the it one was who said, "Hey, guard. no, hold on." Hadley said, "Hey, I want all this <laughs> sure cleared out." 
<laughs> no, yeah. he didn't. Um, no, he did not. It wasn't no, Hazard. Yeah, he did. No, it sir. wasn't the pitch. It wasn't the pitch. The wasn't. loaf guy, though. He's not the, the one who said guy. I need all this out. Yeah, it wasn't. It was either uh, or not he, said, he said, "I'm going pinch a loaf. I want all this out of here by the time uh, I get nope. back." Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay, but, fine. Fuck it. They I promise anyway. you, sir. I promise you. He <laughs> yeah, said he that. So and then Andy does what? So so Andy's like, all right, and he goes pinch a loaf, and Andy's like, oh, look at Andy. these records. Yeah, Andy puts that record. So and, Andy finds a fucking <laughs> operatic record. He gets a hold of the intercom system for the prison. It's the song locks, from the end. It's the song from the, the end door. of Step Brothers. Yeah, locks the yes, door. It is. Yeah, it is. Locks the door and turns all the volume buttons up and plays the fucking opera music for the entire prison. Huh. And That's you hear Travis. a red. That's Travis and, and, at the and, nightclub sits, every time. And look, y'all can't see it, but Andy sits back in his chair like this, mm-hmm. with his arms behind yeah. his head. And he smiles a big ass shit eating grin. Yeah. And you hear Red's narration. And he's like, I don't know what that lady was singing about, but it sure was beautiful or whatever yeah. the fuck he said. Yeah. We um, felt like free men. Like, dude, we felt this, like free men. This is the pivotal scene in the movie for me. That's why I wanted to jump in, though. Because <laughs> up to this point, Andy has been submissive to the warden, to the guards. He's done everything they've wanted to the line, to the T. Yep. I, this thought you said, one... I thought you said he wasn't docile, though. He, well, once he, well, no, he wasn't actually the whole movie. Changing but, too. Okay, but no, he I'm... appeared to be. No, I'm not. I if think I could, he used if that I, to I... his advantage. No, I no, think no, no, he no. knew that people God, were going to bank it. on him being that smart schoolboy, like you know, not really like a blue collar worker or anything like that. Sorry, Travis. No, Grindhouse was the one that said he was docile the whole movie. So I don't know why he's saying that about me. It's weird the way he's yeah. doing this. You but know anyway, what? if I could you know edit what? this, I would point it out. Listen. It's not being edited. Anyway. I know. Um, but I was trying to make a point about this scene, why I love it so much. Can I do it? Go ahead. Yes, you Lord can. I'm going to your butt, though. Please do. But during this scene, Andy has been submissive to the warden and the guards after the scene where he got the beer, right? After yep. the scene in the library where he knew this is my role here, yep. he's been doing it and he's getting the clout, he's getting the fucking privileges, whatever. This yep. is the first time in the movie he breaks bad. This is the first time where he does something for him and everyone else blatantly against the rules. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a pivotal point in, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. You you, you nailed it. So I 100 percent agree. Up until now, he has been half my thoughts com- are wasted. Completely docile slash submission to the people that run the prison, but not to the people that. That's not are... what I said. No, this is what but, I'm okay. saying. Okay, okay. But like, so he's been he he is not he's not like uh, gone against the grain too much against the rules, right? But he is he has been sort of uh, a little bit pushing back against the inmates, especially like the sisters, right? Fair, so this, fair. So this so this is the first point where he takes the authority and is like. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push it. Yeah, and stick he the middle finger. Fuck, yes, Grindhouse did it. Grindhouse well, hold on, hold on. Stuck so, the finger, and I love that. I agree with that. Let's accent that with the actual scene in the movie, where he's in there. He's listening to the opera music. The warden comes to the door, and the warden's like, "Andy, you open up this door," and Andy goes to the fucking. Yeah, turn body off, he's dial. like, turn off. And and he turns it to max. He yep. kind of he kind of hesitates, right? Where he's like, yep. I, "I'm yep. about to get up and let him in," but then he looks at the thing and he's like, "You know what? Yeah, yeah like Trev you. said, 
and he Max, turns yeah. that shit. He yeah. turns Max that shit to and, and and then that's when the warden gives old Hadley the nod, and Hadley's like, "Andy, your ass is mine." Yeah. He takes that fucking knife stick and breaks the glass, and they throw Andy in the hole for two weeks. I think is it two weeks? No, it's okay. two weeks. It was originally it was, a it was a month, and then they turned month. it into two months. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes, they did. No, 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 no. The two months was when he was being obtuse. That's before. Yep. Before uh, that, it was yeah. two weeks. Oh, the first time it was two weeks in the hole. <clears throat> he yep. gets out. Okay. Well, fuck. We, we forgot. Him. Hold, on, hold on, hold on. First off, we forgot a major part of the movie. What, Tommy? <laughs> when fucking <laughs> no, Tommy no. comes in. We, yeah, oh, because Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. <gasps> no. Oh, it comes. I think it comes after no, this. No, no, no. Though. Yeah, Tommy comes. Tommy comes after this. My bad. Okay. So yeah. what? Right. Wait. Wait. Real so quick. I have a fun fact. And, go ahead. Oh, I have a fun fact about Let's the piece go. that we played because I didn't even know this. Let's go. Um, the piece that he played for the 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 yard was from the Marriage of Figaro, and that particular duet is about a woman planning to expose her husband's infidelities. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> That's actually oh, pretty cool so, because so that's like the opposite. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's almost like yeah, a mirror. yeah. Ooh. yeah. Oh, wow! It's the, war- right. that's- so, it's, the, it's the warden and all the bullshit that he's pulling. So in. so Andy yeah. gets Andy gets two weeks in the hole. He comes yep. out. We have another cafeteria scene, and basically they're they're like Andy. I can't believe you did that. And it's like it's the easiest two weeks I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, the easiest boy. time. He said it's the easiest time I've ever done. Right? Badass, badass, bad the, fucking the whole ass. fucking so, movie. This badass guy. So after that is where we get more red narrating, and narrating is I can't remember the year, but he says this is the year that uh fucking Tommy shows up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says how Tommy's oh, this badass, and I think at this point we're in it the looks, fucking he, like seventies. No, 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 no. Not no, 70s. The, no, no, the, no, the no, 60s. Very much the 60s. No. I think 50s. it's no, the early 60s. I, I, it's the 50s. I, I think it's the 50s. It's the 50s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he ever... Look at his yeah. hair. Yeah, 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 he's yeah you're right. Boy, and he My looks bad. like Elvis in the comeback well, years. And, and he's on the bus in a in a leather jacket. And just to point right. out, Brent's whole three-piece suit thing, this bus ride don't have no three-piece suit calls. So this is where society okay. started to break <laughs> society down. starts to crumble. Yep. Society um, started to get comfortable. Yeah, to, yeah. no to break right, down. So, so, now we have a naked man and a guy in a tank top. So, so, this is where so Trevor, comes Trevor, comes no, 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 Trevor, Trevor. What's for up? the next fixies, we got to do societal norms and the death penalty as a two-part big epic show. Yeah, yes, you know what, yes, yes, yes. Let's go, Brent. I need a shirt. Do it, bro. Anyway. Do it, Brent. You done did it for 100, do it for fixies, bro. Nah, he ain't Come gonna on. do it for fixies. Yes, he will. Uh, yes, he fucking will. Because nah, I believe in him. It's okay. I believe in him. It'll be I think okay. He will do it. No, anyway. I don't believe in you, Travis. So, anyway, um, so, <laughs> anyway. so Tommy, so Tommy comes him. in and <laughs> love Gilbellos. And this Red's guy like, amazing. Red's like, so Tommy tells us all the stories about how he fucking stole TVs and shit. and he didn't want to drop them because he didn't want to get caught for for property damage on top of breaking and entering. Yeah. yeah and right. Red's basically like the whole group took to him right away, right? So mm-hmm. Tommy comes in and everybody I fucking love, likes him from Andy Dufresne's group. 
I love this camaraderie, dude. I really yeah. love this part of the movie. Yeah. And it's so, I think it, it ratchets your heart up and it gets you invested in this side character that, well, you know, it's we, also, we, we've it's alluded also, to what happens to him multiple yeah, it's times. Al- well, it's also a great compare and contrast, not only to help the time move forward in the prison, because it not only just ratchets up the years that has passed, <laughs> it also shows the difference of inmates. Right. Yes. Because if you yes. look at and- when when Andy goes in and you look at when Tommy goes in and like I said, they dress differently, they act differently. The stories are different. Um, it's a great point, dude. Wow. It's it a, is, it's, it's, it's a, a great way. Shows up. It's a great way to move the narrative along and show that time is passing in the prison. Well, yeah. but yeah, but also as Andy is trying to like do this library thing and he's trying to get these appropriations, right? You 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 have that moment where they finally get their big giant pile of books, and you have Hayward as they're as they're going through the books and they're trying to figure out what's what. Hayward pulls up this book Dumas. and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's dumbass. It says Alexander dumbass," and he's like, "No, it's Alexander Dumas." Yeah, and and actually, he's like that one. It's about Monty a prison break. Crisco, Crisco, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like, that's um, awesome. Which yeah, so like, so let let's point that out because we did talk about it earlier. Yeah. So Andy gets his initial $200 and some donated yep. books. Yep. And then he tells the guard, he's like, well, now I'm going to write two letters, two letters a week and they're not going to be able to refuse me. And the guard says, you're crazy enough. I think that you're going to do it. You know, like yep. basically saying, like, I believe you. Yep. And sure enough, they they appropriate $500 a year, $500 a year, year. in like 1950 something. Right. Yep. Yep. That's a to lot of money. And and a lot of books. And then that's where you have Red, who basically says, Andy was really good at stretching that money out, right? He would pay for books by the pound. Yeah, he would make yeah. deals with, with these book companies. Oh. And then oh, that's yeah. where we see the, the Count of Monte Cristo episode. Uh, episode, fucking yeah. part. Um, yeah. That's the where... Brooks, the, Brooks, the Brooks Hadlin Memorial Library. Yes. God damn it, we fucking forgot Brooks. We, we, forgot. Forgot. Well, I mean, we, we did, Brooke, but it, Brooke, it's okay Brooke's because was I know. We're, yep. Well, we're going to talk about it now. So, um, well, unfortunately, the early in the child. back. So, in the first half of the movie, I would say Brooks gets out on parole, and Brooks has yeah. been in prison for fifty years of his I, life. I would say this is just to be, just, yeah. Just I think this is more towards this the middle of the movie towards. Not towards the end, end, but I think this is your halfway like, in. But so, like in the so, middle. so let's say like second act to third act, right? Yes, sir. Somewhere around there. Mid yeah. second. Um, yeah. Mid second. So yeah. yeah. So Brooks. So Brooks gets his parole, right? Yeah. And at this point, Brooks don't want to leave. Oh he's wait, a, he's an institutionalized yeah. man. That that's right? when the term no, that wait, we've been wait, talking wait. about. Before yeah. he gets no. to, yeah, when he gets his parole, well, it actually needs to be stated really clearly. He didn't want to leave. Right? Yeah, no. he yeah. tried like, to pull a knife like, on. So, so I think I, 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 I want to talk Hayward. about that because, yeah. like, these guys go in and they have these parole hearings every year, right? And yeah. I think at this point, Brooks is so used to just getting rejected that he just goes along with it, not because he thinks of what could possibly happen, but he just assumes that he's going to be denied and life will go on. Right. Well, he doesn't he doesn't get denied and he gets surprised instead. And Hayward, he ends up with a fucking envelope opener to Hayward's yeah. neck. 
And they're like, Dufresne, Red, come on. Like, you know, help. Like, some crazy shit's going down. And Brooks has a breakdown. He has a mental breakdown. And he's basically like, I don't, I don't want to fucking leave. If I, if I slice his throat now, maybe they'll let me stay. You this know? is this is a very intense scene it, because yes, you don't know huge. what's happening. And when he's got that fucking letter opener to his neck, dude, the, and the amount of emotion that's coming from all the other characters, Andy and everyone else that's been part of this group, group that has showed up at this moment. This this there's so many mo- moments moments like this in this movie dude that just wow they shine like they shine through and the performances come through and i think that's i think that's part of why this movie stands the test of time like it seems like this with the brooks holding the fucking letter opener to the neck it seems like when when red is catching the ball and and andy's first getting introduced to him like well there's a lot of but there's a lot of scenes in this movie where they, they they give you a character and whether it's somebody that we've just met or somebody who has been part of the program from the whole beginning where they put them into a place where they are kicked out of their comfort zone and they have to go to a new place. And yeah. when they go to the new place, that happens. The, yeah. the new place is always so the word I always come back to is unforgiving mm-hmm. and, and, and they almost don't know what to do with it. And I, I through a lot of the movie you see kind of what ends up happening but but which is also which is also honestly why I like Andy Dufresne so much because yeah boy Sorry. as much as as much as his character is spends a lot of the movie unforgiven he never gives up yeah and so the the scene with Brooks is definitely emotional it's definitely great acting um I, I appreciate the fact that in it they try to humanize Haywood to Brooks to snap him out of it and be like, yeah, look, look who, who are you doing this to? Like, and he says, look at his neck. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah, like, he's his bleeding. Cut him. And, and, and you know what? Like, it makes me feel oh, sad so because even though Brooks is in prison and even yeah. though he did a crime that obviously requires a fucking life sentence, yeah, like, yeah, he cares about the fact that he is making his friend bleed. That's right? why I, that that's part that well I I could I can just I guess latch my my hitch to this and say that would be part of the reason why I would say I don't think that even if you can prove someone killed someone that they should die because I think people make stupid choices I don't think the same thing about rape and I don't exactly know why and 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 listen that's a complicated thing to think about right which we and, will discuss on right. On so yes, we so, will. So so that's fine. But I'm just saying, like for for yeah, the term, of definitely, Brooks, definitely. Well, Brooks I, and has that's been there one of the reasons. Life that that's one man. of the reasons I pointed it out too, though, is is the contrast of he's been in prison his pretty much his entire life since he was a young kid, essentially. Well, since he was 18 or in his early 20s at the very least, you know. <laughs> and the fact that like they appeal to his humanity and his friendship. And it works, and he does care about it, you know. Um, then so what they convince, though? yeah. So they convince him to let him and go, gets out. and and Brooks gets out, and he writes. He, at he at this point, we have a narration. Hold on, hold on. Uh, he another, leaves in, he leaves in Grindhouse's favorite fucking attire. 
He, he's mm-hmm. walking out suit. of that prison. He got his suit. suit. Wearing and his whole says, ass suit. And, and he basically says, he's like, man, people, the you know, people are really, um, what does he say? Fucking, they're really moving at like a, a fast speed now. You know, people are in a, in a great hurry. They're in a great big yeah, hurry. There was only a couple yep. of cars when I went in, and now they're everywhere. Yep, and now they're everywhere. Yeah. And he's like, it's a hard adjustment. You know, it's like when he it's says, like when I said, Grindhouse, go to the DBS Discord. That's what I he was like Brooks walking through there, like just stumbling and bumbling. Bit, a little bit, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I was the same way. So I'm just but not even I'm scared, yeah, yeah, yeah. scared but, to even try it. Like, oh my god. But, oh my but here's the difference though, Travis. Here's the difference. I I took the stress, I took yeah. the anxiety, and I adapted. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what we're talking about. Well, we're, we're talking I had about... The, I had the president of the well, company on my show. Well, so. I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and oh, say on your show. Brooks. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead can and say you, Brooks. Did Trevor, not can you mute Travis for the rest of the episode? Yeah, for, uh, I, I can. Really had a I'm hard time trying to. to acclimate, and it, it became very clear that he just yeah. wasn't suited. Yeah. For life on and the so outside. And so this whole this whole well, narration is Brooks. Is his letter on the outside? He's working. Yes. Yes. And all he does. The entire time, and we're talking about, you know, we're talking about all that. Uh, Brooks is basically saying, you know, I just want to go back. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe if I shoot somebody, I yep. they'll put me back. And he's like, you know what? I could shoot my boss too, and maybe that's just kind of like a bonus. So, like at this point, Brooks is just like, man, I I just want to go back to what I know. Yeah, but you know what though? This whole thing for me is about. I have to be outside of my comfort zone and I have to try to. Right. But it's also, they did nothing to prepare him for the life that nothing he was at going all. Well, okay. There's, okay. There's, there's weird. all that, but that's totally, about- that's totally fine. Weird. But, but what does your current life do to prepare you for tomorrow? Almost nothing. You're not handed anything. You have to just well, no, wait. and you're you're not it's wrong, but at the same time, well, in the but it isn't isolation that prison it, it, gives it you, is and because it, that you know what, life is that way too, though. Life is that way too. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, just a little hold bit. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm holding. A little bit of pushback. It's <laughs> one thing to live your life day to day in the world and not be prepared for the next day because you don't know what'll happen. It's another thing to be in prison for fifty years, yeah, and not be connected to the outside world and then get shoved into it because at least yeah. on a day-to-day basis i'm still plugged into society i'm still plugged into the people around me because i'm out in them doing things yeah in this case that's not the case the only thing brooks knows is prison he doesn't know the outside world it's been 50 years it's been yeah. a whole generation and he he, Three, he has not been in touch with those people well you say a generation because I mean we, we all live to at least fifty, hopefully. Um, generation the is point, rough the point is, is well, okay, well you're right then. The the point <laughs> is is Brooks has not been plugged into the outside world. He is not prepared. All he knows is prison life. That's his only comfort, and he has no bridge shock. to the new world because they did not give it to him. Well, and I so think it's, you're, it's completely shell shocked. I, I honestly think that you're right, but I also think that if you're someone who is sentenced to life in prison. So the goal is to have you die in prison. Why don't they just kill you that first day and be done with it? I don't. I don't know because well, they because I of humane. Know. We could talk about that on the death well, penalty well, no, episode. It just, yeah, it just yeah, costs. Absolutely. It just costs we're, less money. That's cost, that that's, is that my, I, my thing, I kind of agree, but that's a discussion for the death penalty no, no, episode. No, okay, what, right. we're gonna do all right. We'll what, what, okay. I, what I what I like about this scene about Brooks committing suicide. What I like about this scene. 
as sad as it is, um, he chose to end himself instead of ending others. And that's a lesson learned from someone who we assume since how long he was in there was committed in there murder. murder. You're right. Right. I mean, te- oh, technically, it's technically it is that, the high road, right? But I but think, I think I think he took the high road by not he indulging he contemplated in murderous other fantasies. But, but I don't think that that's necessarily people. it. I, no. Like I think what it really was is like the whole, the whole the, the theme that I think is reoccurring and encompasses the movie as a whole, and the reason why it's so impactful is because it's showing us the desperation of men. All of these men, in one way or another, you see this desperation of the warden. You see the desperation of, you know, the guard. You see the desperation of Brooks. You see the desperation of Andy to come up with this plan to get out of there. You see, you know, the desperation of Brad when he is out and not knowing what to do with himself. You know, you are constantly seeing the desperation of men. And the reason why I think that that's so impactful, because, you know, when you think of desperate women, you think of... Like, and that's why I think it's so great that this is like an all male movie, you know, with the exception of yeah, Andy's his wife. wife. You yeah. know? It's pretty much, yeah, it's, it's pretty like, much an all male movie. Yeah. Because that's why it's so impactful because we are witnessing different variations of desperate men. And it's a conversation, it's a topic that is not, you know, socially like really oh, under yeah. the microscope normally. And I think yep. that because of that, you yeah. know, that's why it cuts so deep because you're seeing all these different circumstances, all these different men, you know, even in the desperation and, and, and the pleasure that they take when they do get their beer, you know what I mean? Like yeah, all of them, all of you're, their faces, that whole moment. You're making a deep rooted point right now that came out yep. of nowhere for me. And I'm like, I, I well, it, it makes yep. me think of the Pink Floyd song where they're like, the quiet desperation is the English way, but saying English, and you can you we, you can insert whatever you want. Right. right. We now have a but, second Pixies episode to address. Well, but the whole <laughs> man's, des- man's, agree, desperation. man's desperation. I, I think it's a valid point in today's oh, society. For I sure. do too, and, and especially and, what it and means to be a man and, and how what they you're... handle it because they're all different. And, Coming and, from and, different and, points of view and different levels of of whatever you yep. want to call it, it's like a societal yeah, like it's, it's a it's a fucking onion that no one's really ready to peel back. I don't think. Oh, really okay. ready. Yeah, no, because, I would say that. Yeah, we're, because we're still if we well, did, the villain, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, so. yeah, but break it down though. Break it down for a second though. The the moments that they have in this movie where something and let's call it call it what it is, something bad happens. It's somebody finally able to make a choice for themselves. Yep. Brooks is making his own choice. It doesn't hurt other people because that was an option. I don't, it was an option because he talks about it specifically. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I don't think it's for for me, it isn't a function of whether it hurts other people. It's more a function of I can make a choice for myself. He does, maybe he does say, but I'm too old for that. Right. I think you're right. But he points to it. No, but I'm also saying it's like for the first time in a long time, I've been able to make a choice for myself. And yeah. I don't think yeah. it's a function of whether it's bad for other people. I think it's because if you like when Red gets out of prison and quote unquote mm-hmm. breaks parole, theoretically, it's bad for the legal system. Right. But yeah, I think yeah. it's but it's more about well, making a making a choice for me for the first I think time. When Red gets- so 
Well, and I do want to point out for like in, in Brooks' case, when he was out of prison, he felt so out of control because he didn't under understand anything. The pace of the world was too fast for him. Right. And and I think mm-hmm. him committing suicide was him taking a form of control over his life. Over it. Yeah, I agree. And saying, oh, yeah. this is something I can control, and this is something I can do to, to make my burden less. What, right? what does he or, say or, in his letter with that narration, man? It's so fucked up because he's like, I'm going to leave now or something like that, he says. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 this scene is pounds for pounds powerful. It's yeah, yeah. Like no, it's a, it it's hugely emotional. And no, it's one of the reasons that do. makes this movie so great. That that moment where you see Brooks was here, yep, like yeah. on the wall, yeah, scratched mm-hmm. into the fucking yeah. paint. That and then they show yeah. him. Yeah. That is that is cinema classico. Yeah. Gold. But you also yeah you also see because you because you brought it up when Red gets paroled. uh, Yeah, we do. We're not we're not there yet, but yes, does he actually right? But you mentioned it, so I'm going to say this. He makes a different choice. He does make a different choice. Yeah, but But he starts going down the same path. I like what we're just saying. Hold on, no, no, no. Let's let's save that for a little bit later on, though. Okay, you might not have that thought, though. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm totally going to have Travis, but. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry, but she's dude. I forget shit I, all the I, time. I, I I get it, but Red's scenario okay, is later on in the movie. I'm, it's I'm a little bit different. And we and we're gonna address it. And I promise you, I oh, won't yeah. forget. Or if I do forget, we'll remember. Okay. Um, because it's <laughs> it's important. Yeah, show me the marpits. Mm. Oh, anyway, shit, but I'm shutting shit, up. Shit. Anyway, I'm sorry, okay. I'm sorry. So, okay. We we move on. And after that, this is kind of where we approach um, Tommy and him wanting uh-huh. to get his GED with with Andy, yes. right? Because mm-hmm. right? Andy's already and helped a few guys get their GEDs. Andy's helped a dozen men get their GEDs in prison. And Tommy, in his casual, I'm a badass <laughs> way, is basically like, hey, maybe I want to get my GED or something. <laughs> And Andy's like, I don't, I don't deal with, with bullshitters, essentially. Like, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, like, prove it to me, man. Prove it to me. He's like, to me that you want to fucking make this. If we do this, we do this all the way. There's all the way. There's no half assing. Yeah. Right. And, and Tommy convinces him and he's like, no, yeah, I'm going to do this. Right. And so Andy goes on to teach him the full fucking alphabet. How mm-hmm. to pronunciate. Then he teaches him about nouns and adverbs and adjectives and all that shit. And hey, he kind of fucks up on the nouns a little bit, but he gets it eventually. <laughs> Lamb. He spent yeah. a whole year doing <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, he yeah. spent a whole fucking year learning how to do this shit, right? And at that point, I just want to point out a year is about half of his sentence because mm-hmm. he's in there for about two years, is his sentence. Yep. And but the whole thing up, is, but the whole and thing is, come up. Bit. Oh, right. that, I'll come up. Right. Sorry, that that <laughs> sentence is important for something that happens a little later on, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it is. But the whole thing is very metaphorical for, I think, for Andy. It's very metaphorical, and this is almost like it's a metaphor him. for life. Um, life, <laughs> life. I think in the big umbrella, but in a smaller umbrella, it's a metaphor for him having a child. That's what I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yep. Like he he has a child finally. Yep. He has somebody he can nurture and teach and well, do yeah. all the things but with. Also, what's addressed a little bit later on by Red is the fact that when you're in prison, prison time is long. So you find projects, projects. that keep you busy and to pass the time. And Tommy just happened to be one of those projects. Now, did he end up caring about Tommy as a son? Yes. 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 But the point was yes. it started out as a project and then it became something more. Yes. I would agree with that. This is so, making the thing that Bean said earlier, like take on so many levels in my mind, like as each scene we describe, it's making it take on a whole other level. And it's kind of fucking awesome. Yeah. I want to rewatch this movie now. Like, and I, yeah, and you just okay. watched it yesterday. I know. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the funny part. So, um, okay. So Andy does all this. Tommy takes the test. Andy's fucking got his stopwatch. And. Tommy, uh, Andy's like, hey, time's up. And Tommy freaks the fuck out. And he's like, you know how many points I got? And he pulls that paper up. That's climbing up trees four times. There's there's two points, bitch, right in there. And then he leaves (laughs) and he walks out and he's fucking upset. And everybody in the prison library is like, what the fuck? And Andy goes and you see him. He goes to the trash can and he takes the crumpled up piece of paper. Flattens it out, and then we move on to the next scene, right? Um, which I think is another cafeteria scene, right? Yes, because this is when uh, Tommy tells the story. So yes, so let's get to that point. So they're sitting down, and I don't know why Andy's not there because I don't. Andy got put in the hole? hole for something. Okay, so let's so let's talk about that. So. No, no, he's not in the hole yet. No, no, not yet. Not yet. So they start talking, and I think Andy's just in the library, and they're at lunch. And this is where Tommy's like, yeah. I, I, he's like, what's what's Andy in for, right? And Red's like, well, he, he murdered his wife. Yep. And Tommy's like, you, you're fucking shitting me. No, he did yep. not. Because Andy does not present as somebody who would kill somebody, right? And so they start talking about it. Yeah, Yeah. well, kind of, but not really. Um, So that's when Tommy's like, well, fuck, I served with a guy. Well, hold on. First off, the acting in this this scene Mm -hmm. is great. Because Mm -hmm. Tommy's face drops when Red explains this to him, right? His (laughs) face drops. Bill Bellows is an amazing actor. I love him. I and love Red, that you're pointing this out, Trevor. I love yes, that you're pointing this and, out. Keep going, sir. And and Red looks at him and he's like, "What? What? What's wrong?" Right? Basically, you know. And so that's when Tommy explains the story, and then that's when we jump to Andy in the warden's office, talking to the warden about this story, right? And. Yeah. And that's where he's like, well, there's got to, you know, if he was an employee of the of the golf club, then there's receipts and timestamps of, of his working there and all this and that. And he the warden's that, like, that's what threw my whole theory off earlier, man. He, yeah. He's thinking all this shit. And it's like, yeah. Yep. And the warden's like, I mean, that doesn't prove anything and all this other stuff. And then that's when Andy Dufresne kind of loses himself for a moment. And he's like. How can you be so obtuse? <laughs> and the warden apparently does not like geometry. He don't like that. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, well, the obtuse. warning goes off. Yeah, the warning goes, 
the one that goes off on and he's like what did you say and he goes blah 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 or am i being a too obtuse or some shit well he says that later right yeah, it's it's when he gives him the second month. Andy up in the hole for like. Oh, that's a true. Month. When he gives him the second month, so let, let's go to that. So he 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 gets the water gets pissed off because Andy's like, he's like, I would never say anything about about you know all the stuff that's going on around here because at that point, Andy's cooking the books and everything else mm-hmm. for oh, yeah, the wardens yeah. the wardens thing, which I don't even know if we talked about that. Uh, well, the war, the war program yet either. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's an embezzler, and he is basically stealing money yeah. from the taxpayers. From yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the, from the, the warden implements his inside out program, which uses prisoners to do any kind of work, anywhere well, from road a, work. He's to, not embezzling; he's getting kickbacks. Well, and kickbacks are different. No, he it's takes in, some no, of that money. He takes that money and puts it kickbacks in his own pocket. Kickbacks are not illegal. He's embezzling he money. Well, hold on. He is embezzling because he takes the money from those jobs and puts it in his own account. That's instead of back to the prison. Nope, well, no, but he presents. And no, he's he getting presents, payoff no, for not taking he jobs. Presents, he presents that these jobs that's are putting a, money. That's on. a kickback. That's he presents that the jobs are putting money back in the taxpayers' pockets, which is not the case. Because he's taking it himself, right? Yes, he gets the kickbacks from the job. He's doing both. He refuses, but that's not embezzling. Embezzling, no, but he's doing both. He's getting kickbacks. Money that's supposed to go back to the taxpayers. Hold on, on. that's embezzling. I'm, I'm, I'm googling embezzling definition. Okay, we're gonna find out what it means. Grindhouse, what does it mean? Before I do it, embezzling is taking money that is due to your employer or company out of their pocket and put it in yours. Which the yours. money that's meant for the taxpayers that he takes and puts his own account. No, okay. All those, so all those all those money in those envelopes was for him to either take a job or not take a job. That was yeah, but he back. was embezzling money from the actual job. The job too, itself, he was skimming yes. off and quoting. he was taking money from the jobs and putting it in his own account. So, so just to say that, what does it mean to embezzle? To take money one has been entrusted with for personal use. Embezzle is defined that's as... That's exactly to, what he did. Because the money he got from Hold the job is supposed to go back to the prison. Now, he's the, he's the warden of the prison, okay? Nobody paid him any cash anywhere to do a job. To okay? steal... To, yes, to that still, way he did. Hold, no, on, that, hold on. That went through channels, buddy. That went through to, channels. To Sorry. steal... To steal money or assets that do not belong to you. An example of embezzle is if you reroute company and client money into your own bank account. That's what he did. That's exactly what he was doing. That's what that Andy was not doing. what he was doing. What, then what yes, because he doing? was bidding on no. jobs and taking those jobs no. and then taking that money as his own. Okay, yes. that's that's fine. But if I go to Travis and I say, Travis, I had this job. And I go to Trevor and I say, Trevor, I had this job. And Trevor says... Please take this job over Travis's job, and you give me extra money on top of that. That is not embezzlement. That is a kickback. Okay, yeah, but he was doing that, but he was also well, taking money from the nope. jobs that he would get from the nope. state. Hold on, hold yeah, on. Nope, me, nope, he wasn't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask a question. He wasn't. Okay. Did Did they say in the movie? Okay, fair enough. Because I I'm gonna say right now, I thought he was skimming money off off of shit. So Andy ask, says he was. Well, hmm. I just so I'm, I want to ask the question. Is it stated clearly in the movie exactly what the warden is doing illegally? He literally says, Andy literally says he gets kickbacks on his kickbacks. 
Yes, but he did say he was skimming money off the top. He says it in the movie. Okay, a, a warden of a prison probably doesn't have a good methodology for stealing money from the prison, but he does have influence. He was peddling influence. I'm just asking. I, the I question. agree, was, but he, and he, was, he specifically uh, stated he was skimming money off the top. But he was he specifically stated but, that. Okay, but logically, he wasn't embezzling. He was laundering. Yeah, but listen, listen, because like logically, okay. If what you're saying, Grindhouse, then there would have been no need for, you know, the made up person and and the, the account. Ricky, and Ricky, the Ricky called it a yeah. tulpa. Yeah. Yeah. There would be no need for that. So, I mean, obviously, what there I, was a need for well, that because what he was doing was not legal. Well, right. There would but be he wasn't need. embezzling. There would be a need because if you put a, if you put money into a bank account, you have to reveal the source. That's And, and that, it's been that way in this country for over 100 years. You have to reveal the source. And if you right, can't I'm, I'm looking source, it up now. So that's what he was doing. He was laundering, he was laundering. laundering to conceal he the was. source. So um, weird, it's, it's, right it's, it's saying you. yes. So I googled it, and it's saying that he became an instrument in money laundering operation yes. by the prison warden. Yes, yeah. So money laundering, he was laundering to conceal the source of the so kickbacks he was, so the he was warden was getting. Yes, he no, was not, not embezzling. Okay, Embe- well, then I have my Embe- terms wrong. I apologize. Yes, embezzling okay. embezzling is basically stealing. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you're the CEO of the company, you you pad your bids for contracts, and you skim off the top the percentage you want while you still pay everybody else. That's yes. wrong. Anyway, they so it was, the it was terminology. That's fine. Yeah, okay. I was wrong. Fine. I'm cool with it. I'm with the workers' party. I'm, yeah. So, it's, good job, Brent. <laughs> of, course, of course you Thank yes, you, Trevor. Right. I love you, buddy. Cool. Yeah, it's all good. We're all wrong. Sometimes. Where, where, you know, where are okay. we in this film? <laughs> we're right, getting so, toward the end. Addressing so we're we're, the we're getting there. So we do all this. Andrew, um, Andrew, Andrew, fucking well, Andrew Tommy, Frame. Uh, Tommy is smoked. The warden is obtuse. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We didn't, we didn't get to the Tommy smoke part. So the warden is oh, obtuse. The warden is obtuse. The warden sentences Andy to a month in the hole. Yep. And while Andy is a month in the hole, we find out that um, fucking Tommy Tommy wants passes, to come passes his GED with a C plus or C minus average C minus average, yeah. and wants and, to come wants to come clean. And the guard and the guard tells Andy, and Andy's fucking happy, right in in the fucking hole. He's happy with with come all over the place, and um, coming for true. days. <laughs> coming for day look if you're in the hole you're coming for days right like that's just like i don't think so you're you're jerking that meat wagon until it's raw well you don't have anything else to do right if you're if you're in the hole for the month that might be the first day and a half or so i think the rest of the time is pretty much covered i'm doing i'm doing it every day bro but we're gonna keep my prostate healthy well but dude you're a big dude you get dehydrated so i don't No, they they bring me water they'll bring you talking about not enough Wait, exactly. Trevor's coming. Trevor's coming. Oh God! If you get I, the fucking umbrellas. If, if 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 I'm in the hole, I'm coming all the time, bro. Just Jesus Christ! Are we at a fucking Gallagher up, show right now? If it gets up, it's gonna get back down. Splash That's zone. What's gonna we happen? Are, we Jesus. are in the splash zone. Yes, we are. So okay. I'm so sorry. All right, so so the water comes back after a month while mm-hmm. Andy's in the hole, and the, and we find out about Tommy getting the GED, and the wardens. 
I don't know if I, I forget what the fuck he says, but essentially well, the warden pretty much gives him the he got try he got caught trying to escape. Oh yeah, so they, right. so, they so they so they off Tommy, right? So yep. the warden sets Tommy up and yep. he's like he basically tries to find out whether or not he can convince Tommy to like yeah. not say shit. And so Tommy's just, like, Oh no, I just please give, give me, me the chance. chance. Yes. Please give me the yes. chance. I will testify and, to this in court. And the warden's like, sure. He's like, here, you want to smoke? And then he walks away and he gives Hadley the signal. No, and yes. Hadley fucker snipes his ass down. <laughs> kills him in cold blood. That M14 grand. They, oh. they, say, yeah. they say that he was trying to escape. Yeah. And, he and had like so he, 47 so he seconds tell, left on his prison sentence. <laughs> so he, he tell yeah, yeah. He had like 40 seconds left on his prison sentence. Yeah. So he's dead. He was just about so to he tells there. Andy. And Andy says, you know what? All this shit stops. All the yep. money laundering, all the bullshit, it all stops. And the warden says, you know what? Fuck you. I will you can have another this month. library yep. to the ground. I will have a book burning in the yard if you don't do oh, this yeah. shit. And he's like, you know what? I'll give you a month to think about it. What's so his line? Gets- What's his line, though? His line is so fucking good, though. He's Same. like... I, I I don't know it verbatim, but it, it's something fucking it, it, it's racist it as shit. But it was a good line. It was I feel like it's so Stephen King because the character would say well, he, this he says shit. it. He's like, I'll toss you down with the sodomites. And exactly. fucking and he says, like, we will have a book burning and dance around yep. it like engines. Yep, like, like engines. Like, that's exactly yeah, what like, he says. Like, and that that's that I know that that's offensive, but it's the type of shit in a movie. That gives it the authenticity and the level of fucking, yeah. You no, know, it's also the mentality of the time. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's all the oh, real yeah. shit. And I love, I love that it comes well, through. But he's given him his. He's like, okay, so you hate this? We're going back to day one. Enjoy. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So he's like, you know what? I'll give you another month in the hole to think about it. So and he spends a month in the hole. He comes out and he looks like. He got beat with a fucking bat. You know, he ain't shaven. He's sweaty and he looks fucking tired and gross and skinny kind of. And that's where we start hitting kind of the, the, the last phase of the movie, right? Yeah. Crescendo. Oh. Yes. The crescendo, the great part. Um, mm-hmm. Red and Andy have a conversation, right? Oh, in the yard. Yep. In the yard on the bleachers. And we forgot about the conversation they had in the in the library where I had my favorite line, my favorite line in the whole fucking movie. Go ahead, tell it, tell it. Because I, when I was out, I was a straight arrow. I had to come to prison to be a criminal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a great part too. That's a great I love part that too. Line. So, um, so he gets out of the hole. They're mm-hmm. in the bleachers, and Andy says, "You know what, Red? I want you to remember something." Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's a town in Mexico, and, and I forget all the details, but he's Zay like, what? Zay what? Yeah, so Watsoneo, right? Remember when we like, were I want talking you, about that? I want you to remember this name, so Watsoneo. He's like, if you ever get out, there's a cornfield in wherever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're going to follow this, this old stone wall. Stone, stone wall, wall that has no earthly business being... Well, no, no, he's like, you're following this old stone wall and you're going to find this old volcanic rock that has no earthly business being in that wall. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's he's like, like, I want you to look right there. From. 
because that you wasn't know, the town in Mexico. That was where no, no, he, he says he says I brought my my wife out there when I asked her to marry me, and we made yeah. love underneath that oak tree. Right? He said he said it's something out of a Walt Whitman poem. He, he yeah. compared yeah. he compared the landscape to poetry, man. Like yeah. that's oh, deep. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, it was deep weird. as shit. It, it's deep. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes, it was beautiful. Stephen and, King, and he yeah. was like. I want you to remember the, the name of this town, Zewatineo. And he's like, you know what? He's like, we either get busy living or we get busy, get busy dying. dying. And then mm-hmm. it cuts off. And then we come to the scene where Andy's like in his cell. It's nighttime. And he just starts going. Well, not yet. Hold on, hold on. So first off. No, 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 no. Yeah. I skipped, I skipped I an important part. Is. He talks. He talks to fucking. Um, What's his name? The same guy that almost got shanked by by uh, Brooks. Haywood. 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 And uh, oh, well, it might not be Haywood. It might have been one of the other ones. But basically, no, they, they're like, no, no they're it was, like, it was no. William Sadler. Yeah, it was no, Sadler. The, was it? It's in the cafeteria, yeah. and he talks about him asking for a length of rope. Yeah, he asked for a long. six foot length of rope. Yep. And he's like, "Well, come on, like it was, you know, it was Andy and Red's just like, come on, man, like you didn't, you didn't think about this, you know." So Red's narrating, and Red's like, "This was the longest night of my life." Yeah. Come on, Travis, do it, bro. This was the longest night of my life, and he had there his we hands, go. dude. He, he like, you've been through so much, my old friend, my old Morgan Freeman friend. You've been through so much, so many years. This mm-hmm. was the actual longest night of your your fucking life. <laughs> yep. I, yep, I've I've been through multiple longest nights of my life and I, I i i hate to say this but i fear i've not been through the longest so i don't i don't it's a great line it's a great point in the film but it's so melodramatic yeah well, so but it also needs top. to be said that andy goes back to working for the warden and doing his, his yeah. bookkeeping thing he goes yeah, back to being grindhouse's and... point earlier where he is docile to an extent, yeah. I'm seeing. I'm seeing what you're saying, but he's you, always you said he's out. He's always planning, though. He's always got he's, something yes. up his sleeve. So I didn't. I I had this degree, and I think he's in between degree, or maybe you thought that the whole time. But I I had him as not a docile guy, um, as a, well, as a when, as a carefree, but and, and a fighter. But but when, you're right. When he does go back to work for the warden, and it's it's he well, literally there's no yeah. When, when he well when he comes out the hole, when he comes out the hole, he's kind of like an auto, uh, automaton, right? Like mm-hmm. he's doing what he's got to do. And the warden's like, you know what? I really missed you, Andy. And he's like, thank you, sir. Like yeah. you know, like fuck you. Well, but kinda. that's um, but that's all of us though. That's what True, we do right. every day. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, every yeah, day. yeah, yeah. But but I mean it it's different and than what the, it was earlier on. Because because Andy's not the same anymore. He's yeah. he's more resolved yeah. and he's got an actual yeah. something up his so, sleeve. And you don't quite know. Well, I can't. And then, well, I agree. And then that's I agree, where but, but and we're then all that's, still go ahead. But, 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 I was gonna say that like he's still at that point where they're like, even though he's he's kind of come out of the hole after two months and he's like and he's like super resolved 
we've all been there where like, I'm super resolved to change my tomorrow, but sometimes there are things that fight against me and I never know, but he's still rolling the dice. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so this is about where it gets cosmic for me. Oh, um, because here we go. I came out yes. when, when yes. Andy came out of the hole. When Andy came out of the hole, it it was the resolve, and he went back to the warden because he needed to to put his plan into motion and get the things he needed. Mm-hmm. So the like the last thing the warden asked him to do is spit shine his shoes. Yes. Yep. And he does. Yes. And 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 Red's like nobody looks at a man's shoes, so nobody noticed he's wearing these beautifully well, shined. Well, yeah, shoes. but this this movie's imagery though, as as we're getting to that last thing, and there's that scene where he's clutching the rope tightly in his cell. You honestly, I I, I honestly think the first time I saw this, you honestly don't know what he's gonna do next. I did. I, did. I thought I, I did. thought it was gonna be what Brooks was, dude. I really the first exactly time I ever saw exactly this, I, yes. right, 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 right. But but the the entire cosmic part of this. The entire cosmic part of this is Bob Guten is maybe 5'10, 5'11. Okay. Tim Robbins is 6'5. There is yeah. no way Bob Guten's suit as a fellow 6'5. I love you, weird. With, I love with, you for this. With with size 15 shoes, I, I can. Yeah, care. there's no I, way. I love you I anyway, care. but I love you for yeah, this. I know you do, baby. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, like, anyway, so we see Andy in his prison cell and he has the rope and we're like oh fuck what's he gonna do mm-hmm. but then he tears that fucking poster off starts crawling and we get we get some exposition from Morgan Freeman I can't remember what I think that's where he's like this was the longest day of my, night night of of my, my life, life. And we have no idea what's <laughs> going on and you see Andy crawling and he gets to this pipe and it's storming outside. And he looks and he waits. And as soon as the lightning strikes, he fucking takes this big ass rock and starts beating on that fucking pipe, right? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. busts the pipe and a bunch of shit comes flying at him. That's some literal shit. shit right there. I'm not That's even some... talking about like shit in, in a in a in a metaphorical sense. I'm talking about no, like it's literal. Literal yeah, yeah. human excrement is flying at him. But it goes down, right? The pressure goes away yep. and mm-hmm. he looks inside. And you're like, all right, cool. And then we cut off, right, to the next to the next scene. And the next scene is the morning. And they're doing roll call, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they're, the warden, they're doing roll call. The warden in his box of shoes is so beautiful. When the when the warden sits down at his desk. Yeah, I don't think we I don't think we got to that part yet. No, we Tra- are. Tra- We're there. Tra- no, no, no. Not Trevor yet. wants on, to paint a picture. Hold on. Hold on. He's describing oh, okay. the scene. Let, okay. Let, 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 let me brush the strokes, bro. Let me try to okay. be snapped for a second, okay? Okay. Yeah, let him All do right. it. All right. So they do roll call, and you see Red come out, and they're like, Dufresne. Mm. Andy Dufresne. Mm. Yeah. If you don't get your ass out here right now, you're going to be the yeah. world of hurt, boy. Yeah. You better be sick or dead in there. And yep. Yeah. And then so he walks in, and he's like, Andy Dufresne. He's like, Oh shit. oh shit and then the next scene well i said the same scene is the fucking um alarm going off in the prison right yeah yep. and then that's where we cut to the warden he comes into the office which i'm gonna go ahead and let you say i ain't never been so rich that i'm gonna take off a nice pair of shoes and put on another nice pair of shoes right i don't I don't think that yeah, I don't think that one box had nice shoes in it. Those well, are the fucking 
That's what no, he he right? literally and got those out of supposed to be for a gala that the warden was going to the following yes. night. Yep. Oh, yep. okay. Well, yep, look, they were supposed to be I'm all shined up. Is, he was sitting now to change his shoes out, so he was wearing. And he still those had shoes. a nice pair of shoes. That's what I'm saying. He changed yeah. a pair of shoes out that was nice for another pair there's, of shoes out that was nice. So does nobody but else here? He was here? supposed to be going out to a gala. Well, but does nobody else here like go to work and have at least two pairs of shoes in their desk? Because I do. No. No. No, no I, don't. I do. But I don't Sorry. work in an office, so <clears throat> I got one pair of shoes. The only extra I bring is an extra pair of scrubs and boxers in case one of my clients pee on me. Okay. Well, <laughs> and, and underwear. It happens. Und- underwear in case you get some swamp ass. Because like like well, I, I, I do work fucking daily. Now. It's happening <laughs> daily Travis, for me. Travis brings three pairs of underwear. I don't know what you're talking about. Nope, okay, nope. Okay. Most days, I'm being honest, guys. He free gals, balls. Guz, cuz, yes, I free ball. Commando. Commando. Yeah, All boy. Hogzilla just flapping no, shit, in the wind. Shit um, still gets dirty. It still gets dirty. Yeah, no, yeah totally. Well, you know. well that's I'm why you saying, take a bath. I don't, I don't take a shower and change it. Yeah. It's yeah. so hot, I can't double layer, man. I cannot wear these fucking boxer briefs. You know what? Boxer briefs are my boys. That's my my yeah. choice of underwear. So boxer briefs. I got I got support fucking, but freedom. Um, I got me undies, and that shit's awesome. Oh, oh fancy, you fancy, yes. fucking fancy. Uh, I, I am. Wow. But let me let me let you know the me undies. Oh. The best it, thing on your nutsack to, to ever. The, the modal. Just, they make them. It's the modal bruh, fabric. It's right? so great. Yeah, it's so yeah. great. It's worth I've the money. I've heard. It I've really heard is. a it really trillion times. Tell them Steve yeah. Davis always pimping that yes. shit. Yes. Yeah, so, so so is Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so. Okay, sorry. The water hears the, the fucking alarm going off and you're like, oh shit, what's going on? And the timing the is so perfect with the with it's the shoes. So great. And then he, what he opens the get... box. Yeah. No, he well he, he, but... he opens the box, sees the shoes, and then the alarm goes off. Yep. Yeah. And he looks yep. up. And then we get narration from Red is what happens. Or mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And A little bit, yeah. At the same time that the alarm was going off at the prison, a man rolls into town and he hit up 13 different banks and all told he left with 300 and or was it no it's 300 okay you you were getting dude you were getting so far ahead of yourself you're missing the best scene in this movie okay well fucking bring the it, fact son. that he crawled through how many miles of poop uh, tunnel? no Five. because they don't talk they don't talk not about yet. that no, we're not there yet we're not there yet okay. we yeah like, i didn't skip the, that part the, the alarm sounds the warden yeah. comes in Andy yeah. Andy Dufresne is no mis- shit yeah the red mis-count. the red scene with the warden right he's miscount so and the, the warden is throwing things and he's like like this but yeah and he's just and then he's he the pokes. cupcake the cupcake on the wall and then he and I think it's Raquel Welch Raquel from, Welch and yep. but then he puts his finger through the poster and he's like and then it just go and Whoa, then it just hold on, hold on. let's then, let's say the quote. Where yeah. did Andy Dufresne go? Did he just up and jump like a fart in the wind? Yeah, yeah. He's, and then he says, yeah. what about you, fuzzy yeah. britches? Yeah. What say there, fuzzy britches? Where'd yeah. he go? Yep, it, yep. Uh. And then they hear all the rocks. Because he, this... he throws that handful of, of chess pieces through the thing. And then he's like, all you can hear is like, ding, 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 ding. And he's like, it's so good. And then he fingers it. He fingers the poster. And just, yeah. oh, 
and much like <laughs> Travis on a Saturday night, goes oh. elbow deep. It's Brother. so good. <laughs> oh. This scene, this scene, I'm glad you pointed this out because yeah. you're hundred oh. percent right. This it's... is the the linchpin of the whole movie. If you're watching a first time viewer, even not a first time viewer, it still yeah. gives you the fucking like, oh, oh like yep. this scene is so amazing, bro. I love yeah. this scene. Wow, so good. Yeah, Raquel Welsh, huh? Who to oh. who to thunk it? Yeah. Exactly. She was sexy well, back in the like, oh, holy sure, shit. sure, well, sure. And not only that, but just like you said, just the timing and the the <laughs> audio. Mm-hmm. When you hear the pebble go, beep, 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 dee, 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 yeah. dee, dee, like he, you know he, it's he, falling. He gave, he gave a great yeah. description, man. Like yeah. that is so the thing. And and then the warden kind of like looks up, like oh shit, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The the ripping away and and the the cinematography of the camera panning yep. back yeah. from the fucking deep, getting deeper into the hole as the warden sees the folly, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, of of well the folly of him not fucking i guess paying attention from the opening scene when he said he's like i don't i don't i don't personally approve of this and he was talking about the rita hayworth poster but he's like you know like we can let things slide because you're andy and over Actually, the I years think it was marilyn monroe at the time it might have yeah. been because I, I know it wasn't changed. rita hayworth anymore and yeah well so, it changed but, a bunch of times yeah it changed a bunch of times yeah right. yeah but but the, the whole thing is that he let it slide, so it was his own folly yeah. that brought about the his yeah. own ruin. It, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I can't say I approve wanted, this. Which was but... somebody to cook his books. Yeah, yep, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Such and then talking, talk talking about like like after after he first figured out that his rock camera would like chisel through the wall, and then talking about him going out in the courtyard and and basically. Carrying out his wall like one handful at a time, <laughs> yep. but, like shaking yeah. it through yep. his legs. Yeah, dude, it's yep. so, so fucking beautiful. So it's beautiful. Like, so yes. after after the warden fucking fist, you know the the the, the poster. <laughs> that's when we get the. That's when we get the. A strange man walked into several a dozen different banks that morning at the same time. Mm-hmm. All told, he he withdrew three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and all that shit. And then, and then it goes back to Andy Dufresne crawled five hundred yards. That's five football fields through a yeah. river of shit, and came out the other side a free Smell- man or whatever, smelling, smelling like a rose, smelling like a rose. And then oh, that's when you yeah. get the iconic Shawshank Redemption scene. Thank you, Travis, mm-hmm. for the picture mm-hmm. um, yes. of Andy Dufresne. In in the thunderstorm and the rain, mm-hmm. shirtless, tearing off his fucking shirt, yep. putting his arms up, and feeling the wind and the rain and the freedom mm-hmm. on himself. And then we get the exposition of the police with the hounds in oh, the canal, yeah. right? They find a yep. pickaxe, and he's like, that old pickaxe was worn down to a nub. Right, mm-hmm. and they they find like his torn up I shirt love and the stuff Lord's like face that. When he opens I, up the Bible yeah. and sees what yeah. was in it, yeah, uh-huh. I thought it would take a man a thousand years to chisel out of this prison with he that did thing. In less than twenty. Yeah, fucking a right, mm-hmm. weird, right, just like there. And then we jump to that scene where it's like, I like to think that the last thing that went through Ward Norton's mind. We're not there yet. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, we're hold there. On. 
We're oh, almost got, there. No, We're no, almost there. Oh, well, I, that's such a so, good line. Though. So, uh, Captain, Captain Hadley. Let, let, let Grindhouse oh. say that line when it comes, but because uh, he's dying to do yeah. it. I, Captain, I see him. I love uh, you. But Trevor's got something to say. Okay. The captain, the captain. So, you see police officials drive up to the prison, and the oh, captain's right there. Of them too. A shitload of them, too. Yeah. And they're making him wait, and, and they arrest him, and Red's narration says, I heard that Captain Hadley or uh, Holton, 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 Hadley, 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 Hadley. Yep. Captain Hadley cried like a little girl when they arrested him. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then, and then we get your iconic scene. Go ahead. Go ahead. Grindhouse. Well, just to say that for uh, like when, when red with the, through his narration says, I would like to think that the last thing that went through Warden Norton's mind, other than that bullet, yep. was to think how the hell did uh, Andy Dufresne get the best of him? Yep, and, and we just, see the uh, scene oh. where the warden's sitting at his desk, and he pulls the gun out, and he loads it, and he points it towards the door. Yeah, And this is the fuck part. He looks at his wife's fucking stitched whatever on the wall, then he points that gun to his chin and pulls the fucking trigger. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, you hypocritic son of a bitch. All this Bye, Bible Jack. talk and God yeah. is your salvation. Mm-hmm. And then you commit suicide mm-hmm. like a little bitch. Okay, but why did he point? Okay, so I'm curious because I don't have a thought on this. Honestly, I don't. Why do you think he pointed the gun at the door? And then once he looked at that from his wife, killed himself. Like, so, like uh, to, to walk me through it because I really have no thought on it. I've always found it a curious. I think scene. he had the idea that if they were going to break through the door, he was going to shoot him. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, but right, and fight and try to like fight his way out or some shit. But then he looked at it, and then I think at that point he was like, "Oh no, that's not going to do anything." And he was like, "Well, fuck it's it, the, yeah." It's the, it's the decision between b- between making a stand and and finding a way out. And yeah, he initially was like, "I'm going to make it." No, I'm not. And just yeah. yeah, yep, yeah, no, and that's basically that's what he it said, is. I'm not going to prison. Boom, but that's but again, that's everything in life. Yep. You choose you choose your battles, right? Am I gonna make a stand here? Am I gonna die in this hill, or am I gonna just like, nope, yeah, well, he was I a little bitch, so you know, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so he shoots himself, mm-hmm. and then after that, we get a little bit of ex- more exposition from Red. And I'm he kind of talks about everything. I'm going to Fort Hancock, Texas. Well, he said. Well, no, well, this is that's when, when he gets his parole. Yep. Yeah. Finally, this is after gets his parole, 500 this is years. So, gonna say the next in. scene is him at the parole board. And instead it's, of him giving his candy well, ass well, generic, speech, it's not. It's hold on, not. Hold, you're hold, missing. Hold on, hold on, though. Weird, weird had a had a point for this scene. Right? No, no, ahead, no, no. Trevor, no, no. Trevor's good. Trevor's good because in the years past. Red always said the same thing, and and at this point he's like, "Fuck it, I don't care. I don't even know what I want you y'all want me to say, but whatever." Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Trevor, because it's beautiful. I love it. Well, but there's a weird, but there's a weird part. Oh, weird. There's a Go weird ahead. part there <laughs> where Red almost becomes a side character in like the banter that happens, like in the lunchroom, the the cafeteria scenes you talk about that are so prominent in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He be, he becomes we have all one, right. Yeah. We do, we do, but he's almost like a side character. He's off to the side, and like he's mm-hmm. not, he's just kind of chuckling and doing whatever else. 
then they have the graveyard scene and people are cleaning up and he's just he's he's talking so much about like ultimately he just misses his friend you know and and then finally after a thousand years in prison he gets paroled yeah and he's like he's like sonny just go ahead and sign your form because honestly i don't give a shit yeah, and, yeah, and that's when they look, parole him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, look, it's look. the most anti "get me paroled" I, speech ever. I, yeah, and absolutely. I, forever, wow. I will forever refer to the Family Guy version of this scene. What? What? Well, I Have you seen? You've not no. seen it. You need to look nope. it up on YouTube. I, no, I, I am, but I, okay. I, I want you to do it. I, I'm not going to because so, I want to ruin this for myself. So, so, so the Family Guy version is basically like him sitting there, and he was like, "You know what?" Yeah, I killed them, and I'll fucking kill you too. And then I'm gonna rape your mother and kill her, unless you let me out. And then like they let yes. him out. They're like approved. Yeah, right? see, it's, just funny. <laughs> it's funny as hell. I don't want to play that game. I want to. I want to enjoy. The I, I know of this movie. I, I know, but it, it was it, it's funny in Family Guy. The point is, is he gives a very like not wanting parole speech, and then he gets parole. Yep. Uh, basically, <clears throat> yes. So yes, I would agree with that. He gets his parole. He leaves. Mm-hmm. And now he's at the grocery store, right? Bagging yep. groceries. And there's yep. this mean old fucking bitch who's like, make sure you double bag it. Because last time <laughs> the cans almost came through the bag. Yeah. And then the yeah. manager's like, you heard the lady. Make sure you double bag it or the cans will come out of the bag. And I'm just Dude, like, all right, bro. That life. That's Fuck Trevor. You, manager. Trevor. No, you say that shit. You know you do, Trevor. You no, know I'm you're not a manager. <laughs> no, you say I'm, just, I'm a peon, bro. No, you're a double bagger. You are. I mean, I'd ba- double bag my own grocery bag. Yes. Oh my god, are you serious? Yes. Well, but even, I'm not but having even a that, bag, bro. You but even that ass fucking cage. Even that That's simple, right, that me, simple that moment. <laughs> but even that simple moment where he wants That's to my go bag. Take, give me that second bag, cuz. Go ahead, Brent. Even that that simple moment where he like wants to go and take a piss and he can't do it, he's like, I can't squeeze a drop without say so. I was about to get to that part, and then he pops on to like he's he's at the pawn shop and he's looking at all the guns and all the guns and all the guns. And there's yeah, then there's exactly what I was getting at is is Red starts going down the same path Brooks went. He starts having the same thoughts. He starts. He's in the same room. He's in the same room as Brooks. Yep, he's actually in the same room as Brooks in the halfway house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brooks was here. So yep. was Red. Yep. Oh, yep. So he he deals with all that shit. And then he gets he gets the compass, and he basically says, "Get get busy living or get busy dying." So he makes a decision. He go. Yep. He 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 gets a ride. He fucking puts his Takes thumb a- up on the side of the road and hitchhikes. Yep. Out to finds the his way to this wall. Finds the finds the rock wall, follows the the wall down to the oak tree, and again they did a pretty good job of time elapsing because it takes them a fucking while, right? Uh, I think so. I, it, it's probably not more than a day or two, but I mean they do. Well, no, it ta- it takes them hours. It doesn't take them days, but no, like the hours. way the way they portrayed yeah. is is he had to spend a couple hours looking for this shit, right? They so made it feel finds, like a journey. It felt like a journey. Yeah. Yeah, it, did. Uh, it, uh, it uh, really uh, did feel like a journey. I agree with that. Like when Red is going on his I'm gonna find Andy journey, it felt like a real journey. Yep. And he was mm-hmm. and like yeah. how you pointed out earlier, he was breaking the law. Yeah, and yeah. yeah he was being a little rebel boy. He was going to down to yeah. Mexico. 
Mexico. Well, right? well no, you he get, wasn't going get, to South Mexico at first because that's not well, where. No, but you get you get the quote. To he's like, he, yeah, you get the quote where he's like, "For the second time in my life, I committed a crime." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? I broke parole. I broke. Parole. I broke parole. Yeah. So he yep. finds this volcanic rock that has no earthly business being on this wall, and underneath it is a tin a tin folding box. Mm-hmm. And he opens it up, and and this fucking envelope, and this letter are wrapped up really good in some plastic paper. Mm-hmm. The envelope has several hundred dollars in it. Yeah, and yeah. it's a bunch of fifties, which you don't see fifties yep. very often these days. And the note, the note. Well, I do from Andy. I'm not sure about you, but yeah. Well, you know, you live in the money world. I don't. So all I hear is jealousy. So. Man, what is right. I'm not. I'm not jealous. I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Okay, but okay. So he, this scene people carry it, cash. It made me How laugh old are because y'all? I had to realize that. Go ahead. Um, Andy was telling him where to look for this thing that he hadn't hidden yet. Well, he knew where he was going to hide it. He yeah. knew where he was going to hide it, but you really yeah. had to stop and go. Wait, he didn't have it there yet. Oh well. Well, I mean, so he, I thought that was he, awesome. He, well, but no. he did, and he did because that, he, that, hit, that he is, hit that after he escaped. Right. So, that is yeah. so. That's what she's saying is like that he knew where he was going to put it, and yeah. then did it to the point to where Ray could find it. That yeah. is a really cool thing about the movie. Yeah. Like, well, that was right him, before he planned on escaping. He he knew what he well, was. But he doing. sent. But he sent him that postcard. That postcard was the first clue. Award to start. No, no, no the first well, no, clue was like what nope. Trevor was saying. Was the first nope. clue. The, yeah. The post. The 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 postcard. But, was after the fact. Yeah. The 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 first clue was when he talked to him, he straight up said Oh, going to down to see what now. Yeah. 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 Well the the card says, Do you remember the name of that town? Right. Yeah. And right. he said Zewat. Thank now. God he yeah. did, yeah. right? Oh yeah. my right. God, if he didn't. <laughs> yeah, and he said so that would have been bad. But yeah. But that conversation at the bleachers and and how far ahead he planned once he knew he was leaving. Yeah. yeah, and it and it is once he had decided to leave, which was after his two months in the hole. I mm-hmm. honestly think, I honestly believe that Andy had that that little tunnel built out, dug out within the first decade of getting his little hammer. Oh, that's so valid because I think I think I think you're right, but I think he just didn't have the rest of it in place yet. So he was planning. And he chose to stay because he got into the yep. library project. Yep. Yes. Completely. Agree. Maybe. Completely. Wow. And, and then, and then yep. the, he saw the shit that was going on because of doing everybody's taxes. And he got roped into the whole money laundering thing. And he's like, you know what? I'm okay now. I have a place. I have this place and it's beautiful. And I don't mind staying here. Well, Until maybe he was like, let me build up some cash got, first. Also. Well, right. No, well, no, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I think he could have disappeared and been happy without any real cash. Well, yeah, but he wanted that. Nice he was planning on going to Mexico though. anyway. But he was a, but he was a, but he was a planner. He was a planner. But he was a planner. Yeah, he wanted so that nineteen years of I'm going to be a planner. Let <clears throat> me take the warden down with me because he's an absolute douche. And he picked the time that he killed Tommy. I like I like well yeah and that sucks but oh, I like I, I like I like the train of thought that you're on though weird and it it it, it kind of brings a new dynamic to me to a- Andy I'm calling him Andy 
Um, yeah, no, that's the name of I know, but I want to say, and yeah, Andy Dufresne. But Andy Dufresne. I think mm-hmm. I think I think this is like a new aspect to him. Is like if he had one. I think once he took the library job and got the um the extras, so to speak, that's right. when he could really start formulating his plan. Like I'm gonna fucking build this up. I'd have to rewatch the movie to see certain character scenes and reactions because right. again, again, even through us talking about this, my theory that he actually killed his wife and her lover. I'm going to have to back off that because I think the movie is actually ambiguous enough to where we don't know. Grindhouse brought up a great scene where we don't know where the bottle smashed on the ground. We really don't. Yeah, we don't know where he's sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. Yes. They don't show anything. And so based on that and based on what you're saying, I'd also have to just be like, I don't know if he planned it, if he didn't. Like, it, it it's such... This whole movie is a great mystery that you you have it's it's a weird mystery because you have a finality to the story, but there's mm-hmm. mysteries buried within and intertwined yeah, with the story. Know. You're not gonna know. There's yep. ambiguity yeah. and finality in the Shawshank yeah. Redemption. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I think it's you can say cosmic say, as uh, oh it is. <laughs> I think you can safely say he did not murder his wife and her lover. I don't know. I don't think he did. But I think I, I think you can. I think you can. But I, I think, think you can he also has that sure. calculated way, which is why he got convicted of it, because he seems like the type that would have planned it out and whatever contingencies, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like Ryan he said, he's like this stoic from creep. day one in the prison when he went to scout out his surroundings and see who did what and figure out, you know, that's how he met Red and, and Red can get things. And the first thing he asked for was that little rock hammer, that little yep. gemstone hammer. Well, sure. Hey, but, it, but, but here's what I think, honestly, I think this, this movie is about taking your life at its face value, doing something with it. And your circumstances notwithstanding, you have to try to push forward at every moment. And I think that's what he does. And he does it sometimes slowly, sometimes swiftly, sometimes under the umbrella of the man, as it were be. But he he pushes his life forward all the time. It's called all hope. toward one goal. Yeah. Hope is necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I um, love I, 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 lo- I, lo- I determination. It was a major point. No, of the movie. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't hope call is a it good hope. thing. That's what Andy I, says. I, I would, I would Andy straight up says hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things and good things never die. Yes. Right. I would agree with that. But I also think that. That's why people the, don't wear three piece suits to the airport no more. Well, but good as things, the bad things <laughs> die, yeah, they we die. Hope well, to be no, you know what? But as the antithesis of hope, you have to make your own way in the world. You have to make your own journey and wear flip flops to the airport. And people, people that just sit back at their laurels and do fucking nothing are destined to have nothing. And then they're destined to bitch about having nothing. And I, I, I have a big problem Detest with that. it. Detest no, that, it. Say that's, it. Detest that's fine. It. I detest it. Hold on. I detest it. You're right. I do. I agree. But I think people that have hope are the ones that are fucking struggling to get shit done sure. because of the hope. Yes, they have sir. hope. So no. they keep struggling towards that hope. I'm struggling future, every day, dude, because I have a hope. I'm struggling all the time. Disagree. I have a Disagree. Hope. hope. Hope is your handout. Determination is getting up and doing something. Well, I do. So you, I know, think... you can have both. 
Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think determination. I have them. Well, no, no, just, but hear me out though. I think determination and, and Travis, I think you're determined. Okay. I am. And I, I'm hopeful. Well, and, and but I, but I, I think, hope I'm not stuck in this fucking routine. But I think hope in, I think in hope five is years. Secondary. Hope is secondary determ- determination. That's if you're going to do factor. it, you're going to okay. keep trying. Well, it, it, maybe I'm maybe, saying maybe it's, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you can have both. You can you have, have both. hope and determination at the same time. Yeah, because you're working towards a okay. greater goal. Okay, right, okay. and that's hope. Okay, I'm yeah. just saying that's I'll my perspective that. on my life okay. right now because I'm I'm, I'm now, struggling day to day, and I'm trying and I'm hopeful yeah. that one now, day it ain't I gonna be agree. like this. Hope, hope without determination is nothing because that's when you're hoping for a better future, but you're not doing anything to go towards it. And I can agree with that. And yeah, I think that's I, what you're talking about. I'll be honest. I always think that hope is like a unicorn. Hope is like the magical thing. And determination is I'm just going to make today happen. So oh, I, 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 get, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I just look at it like this. Like every time someone makes a film or every time someone writes a, a, a novel or a story or every time someone makes a podcast or every time someone makes the effort to reach out and talk to their friend and just be like, how are you doing? Like, like as simple as that, we don't do it with every friend every day, but like when you have that in your life, isn't that hope too? like hope for people like, like I feel like our, like the discord shit that we have going on part of tonight, we have people that we've made friends with from, we never would have known weird or or beans ever ever known or snap it, it like i think this this gives me hope like this this is like part of my reason to wake up every day and talk to people yeah boy it really but, is and, man. and that hope it helps you reinforce the determination you already have yeah and that's how hope and okay. determination can work Perfect. together all right all right all right, all right. All right. i'm gonna pee your butt let's continue <laughs> well what <laughs> all right i consent so I consent. So more, more, yeah, I like that consent. I would, I, I would ask for consent. I promise you, I'll ask for consent. I will give it <laughs> right. to you. I'll um, give it to you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to say anything hold on. on that. Hold on, ready, <laughs> set, everybody. One, two, three. Meow, 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 <laughs> Hi, Ricky. Meow. All right, so we're at the end of the movie. So Morgan Freeman gets his little letter in a box. Mm-hmm. And Andy basically and says, cash. hey, I mm-hmm. hope if you're willing to go this far, you're willing to go a step further. Yeah. And Morgan, Freeman's like, and Morgan Freeman's like, you know what? Zanatoweo. Yeah. And he goes yeah. and he gets him a fucking bus ticket. And, he, and that's where he's like, mm-hmm. for the second time in my life, I committed a crime. I broke parole. And he breaks parole and he goes down to Mexico. And you see fucking Morgan Freeman walking down the beach uh-huh. with his shoes over his shoulder. And he and has a hat. Fuck. He has a hat. He has a hat on, and then the say. hat gets blown off yeah. in yeah. one in one scene. And then the next scene, he's holding it. Ha ha ha. Continuity yeah. issue. Um, and well, he see, and, and Andy's working yeah, but, on a fucking boat that's beached. But just to, I'll tell you what, Trevor. And, and what's up, buddy? Well, but I. I say this when I mean it. There, there's a line in this movie where he's like, I hope to see my friend and shake his mm-hmm. hand. Yep. Um, and he does more than shake it. Well, I think you're right, <laughs> but I think but I think in, in terms of this he movie. He gives him a hug. 
And in terms of, but in terms of our life right now, and it's like when we're so exposed to everything and we can have buddies everywhere and do whatever else, it's like just that I hope to see my friend and shake his hand. That is so fucking profound. I mean, because like in a perfect world, like I would love to shake the P in my hand. Well, I was going with the P and troll, but like everybody here, I, I would hope to one day shake your hand because like the human connection is such a fucking weird thing. I'm going to kiss you on the cheek. It, oh, well, I would hope you kiss me on the lips at this point, bitch. I will. Christ. I will. <laughs> but I'm going to lean but, in like, for the I hug and I'm just going to smooch. And I'm gonna look at Miss Grindhouse and be like, "Hey, look, it is what it is." <laughs> yeah, and she probably let me smoke you too. <laughs> and she probably yeah. would just be like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, she, I but, think she would get it. Uh, I know. I, I'll tell you what, brother. I know she would. I know she yeah. would. Yeah. But like, being Travis, a, I can't hear you, bro. What? Being a being. I was a, I was gonna say oh, Grindhouse yeah. is gonna be my sub bottom, and Trevor, I love what you're doing right now. I love I'm a power so bottom, fucking bro. much. He's gonna be I'm, my power bottom. It's gonna I'm be the a power best. bottom. I'm gonna I drill you wait. from the bottom, bro. That's my <laughs> wife. She knows. She knows. Yeah. yeah, uh, she yeah. I don't care if you're on top. No, I'm, not, I'm gonna do I'm the not, work anyway. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing any of that shit. All I'm saying is, I, that, I, like, I, lo- I, lo- I, no, I wanna... no, no, no. I, I'm with you, Brent. It would be nice to meet everybody and you know, shake a hand, give a, a hug, and and yeah. Next I want to piggyback. Yeah. I want to piggyback on what he's saying. Well, and well, no, this Travis is the just, part of old Travis society. Wants to, no, Travis just wants to fuck everybody. I, I don't no, know what that's yes, all about. Yes, I but do. He's I'm, a horny little hobbit. But, what do you want? but I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> having conversations with people, yes. forming bonds with people, and but then ultimately, because our world is what it is with the internet, and whatever else, it's awesome that we can talk to everybody everywhere. But I think the last bit of the human connection is still lost with the internet and being able to walk up to somebody and shake their hand and actually meet them. Like, cause I've yep. like, like I've talked to Travis a thousand times. I've talked to Trevor a thousand times. I've talked to weird. I've talked to Ricky, but I've never met them. Yeah. You know, I've never had yep. that moment, that moment where you walk into a room and you're like, Oh my fucking God, it's you. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna hump. I'm going to hump your leg. Yeah, I'm about to get an Uber to Ricky's house, when, and I'm gonna wait I, for him to get off of work. Yeah, when I and then I'm gonna yeah. hump him when he comes in his driveway. When I meet well, Grindhouse, I'm going to have it being recorded by someone, and I'm going me. to hump yeah. your leg in front of your wife. Well, and much yeah. like, well, and much like a small dog that nobody has picked up and taken to the pound, <laughs> I will let you. Yes. Okay? So, um, no, when I meet you, sir, <laughs> when I meet you, sir, I will fucking embrace you and I will fucking love you with yeah, all my baby. Heart. Just just like Andy Dufresne and Red do at the end of this movie. They they hug it out and then they're going to yeah. play chess because Andy's yeah, like, well, you know what? I got the chess board ready. Yeah. And then, we get a cut, well, and then we get a cut scene. That's this whole. But that's this whole movie, though. This whole movie is spending your life in a place that you don't understand. Wait, wait, trying, wait, wait. Trying I'm sorry, to net- but what's the cutscene? Hold uh, on, was, what's the cutscene? We cut talking. to the credits. We yeah, cut well, to the credits. We're there. Oh, we're God there. damn it, Trevor. We're there. It, pan- it pans yeah. out, and they show the boat and the ocean and the huggy, and then what? they're like, you know what? Credits. Gr- well, Grindhouse was going off. I'm sorry, Grindhouse. Well, I, I no, I'm just saying, I'm, 
I'm honestly just saying it's like in a world in a world where we have exposure to everything we are also this world is ultimately at its loneliest we are all fucking lonely and it it's the weirdest goddamn thing but yeah. but wow. I I would also hope that the people that I talk to the people that I share things with the people that are ultimately becoming my friends in even even if it's at the extent of like the digital playground where we're still friends I would mm-hmm. hope that if I came to your town or to your city uh, hopefully planned and not with like weirdness, but like <laughs> we could sit down and like, nobody plans to come to my town. It's okay. <laughs> well, my point is that like, <laughs> like if I did, I'll come all over your town. Oh, oh shit, okay. son. Yeah. Right. I give up. No, I know. <laughs> I surrender. I surrender the floor. Brent, Brent, we, <laughs> you, we when, love when, you, buddy. When you, when you come here, when you come and you will come when you're here, I'll make sure that happens. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, uh, no. just the booty alone will make you come. Okay. Look, look, now, Rick, Rick, Rick. When they, when they all now? come here, when they all come see you in here. All right. We're going to make sure that they are taken care of, fed, happy, experiencing everything. Yes, sir. Bathe yourself. Meow. I love you. I love you. I don't know what's going on, but I love you, man. Um, oh, I've just got to go on. Get I don't know. Ass. I don't know what to yeah. do. You, much, you look. You look like Heisenberg. I love you much. Like for much, real. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you save, sexy save, motherfucker. Save, save the top. Save the top. I want to rub my balls on your beard. Heisenberg. I, I literally want to kiss you on the face. Yeah, that high. too. I want to kiss Heisman you on the Albert. face and hug you. I really do. Right. I really mean it. So, so anyway, the movie's so over. It's awesome. Go ahead, Go ahead yeah. Brent. No, no, the movie is over. It is awesome. I think it. it the movie it, is it, over. It's awesome. We're about to do ratings. I'm gonna go first because this is my fucking podcast. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna yeah. take a. I'm, then I'm gonna take a piss because yeah, you, it's, you it's my bladder. Fucker. Yeah. A, you drain that shit. bladder. Rather, the Civil War just ended you know and he's All like, right. I finally so, get to pee. If 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 yeah. I was in your house, I'd pee in your butt right now, Trevor. I would let I would accept it. it. I accept that. I would accept. Yeah, we all accept, I accept it now. That. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Yeah. No way. I'm just saying right. good time. All right. Y'all do you. No, yeah, right. it's us. You know what? Okay, Trevor, you know what? I'm fuck sorry. it. Ricky, what's what's your rating, Ricky? What's Shawshank Redemption, Ricky? Meow. Okay, so so that's a ten. That's a that's Meow. cap for a ten. It's a Ricky 10. says Shawshank Redemption is a ten. <laughs> I saw I the subtitles. Believe it told me. this is happening. Yes. Okay. okay. Wow. All wow. right. Now it's my turn. All right. This Shawshank is Redemption is a fucking hundred, son. It's a hundred out of a hundred, baby. <laughs> look, look. The fact that we could sit here. I don't care mm-hmm. when you watch the motherfucker. The fact that we can sit here and just quote shit. Okay, look, look, look. I just want to let y'all know. I started recording with about an hour on the timer, and we're almost at five hours, which means this podcast is about four hours. We have spent four fucking hours quoting this not-quite-three-hour movie. And not even really touched... The heart. I mean, we 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 missed some things, but we we did we, say we, all we, the important things. We, I think we did, but like you can nuance this so much yes, longer, you right? Can nuance like it's the, such a, the fuck out of it. Oh god, please movie. don't! I'm supposed to be up at like four. We're not. 
no, 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 we're not. We're not. No, we're, not. No, no, we're not. I'm just I'm just stating the fact that this is a hundred out of a hundred because the yes. acting, the story, the cinematography, the fucking audio, everything is great. And the fact that I can quote it just makes it so much better. So it's a it's a hundred out of a hundred. T boot, what's your rating, cuh? It's a 10 out of 10, cuz it's a like fucking this, this 10 is... out of 10, son. If you're a yep. shuttle, it's five fingers in the fucking grave. Shuttle, <laughs> yeah. if you if you try to tell me it's not, I'm gonna come over there <laughs> with my papers and I'm the, gonna slap you with them. This the Jay okay? and Silent Bob slap. Yes, the Jay yes. and Silent Bob slap. Where yeah. uh weird. What what's up? What's what's your rating, weird? Oh, you know, I I still view this movie a lot like I view Forrest Gump. It's a great movie. It really is. It's it's very entertaining. It's even rewatchable. Um, I found it a bit predictable. Like as soon okay. as he became an assistant in the in the library, and the dude came in for the for the, the trust fund for his kids, I was like, oh, I know where we're going right, with this. All right, all right, I got me a notebook, I got paper. You. About to slap the fuck out you. Let's go. All right, what's <laughs> um, up? What's, what's the so, rating? You know, I really got to do it out of ten. <laughs> um it's a solid story it's everything about it is is a really solid so i really have to give it a very solid eight okay cool eight out of ten not that's bad still good that's still good that's still very good yeah yeah i like it uh bean For a movie up, about bean? nothing it was great yeah bean <laughs> Fuck. what's your rating bean i mean for me it's like i've never read stephen king's book on okay. it or anything yeah, like I'm that just talking about the movie. Me, um, because I am such a big reader and because I'm so like trained in my brain to pick up like symbolism, different themes and everything like that. I mean, for me, it's 10. That's hell. Yeah. I like <laughs> simply because of like what I said earlier, like it's really, really highlights like the desperation of Ben, like the differences, how like it's handled, how it's, you know, circumstances that push people specifically men to do the things that they do even you know thinking about the the sisters like those are acts of depraved desperate men you know what i mean yep. so it's like yep. at every angle you could look at it that way it's a 10 yeah hell yeah it's a 10 brent what's up grindhouse oh boy um what's your what's your rating cuz don't even fucking don't do it josh and redemption don't do so, it. So knowing it's what okay. I know about give, give some space. life and, and my life, and there's a lot of moments in this movie where I understand what they're trying to like push on to me, and they're trying to um I think Beans is right when 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 she talks about the desperation of men. But for me, the desperation comes from a different place. It comes from wanting to be accepted, whether it be your job or your friend circle. Um wanting to be accepted into the parent circle um fuck uh, that parent circle <laughs> i'm uh, just kidding <laughs> well you know for me it's an important thing um it, it, wanting to be accepted as a colleague as whatever else and and working your ass off to just like constantly trying to be accepted um and, this movie ultimately sings to me. It sings to me every time that I see it. Um, I've mm -hmm. seen it probably it's at least 20 times now. We'll, we'll call it yeah. 2021. Um, the Shawshank Redemption 
Darabont directed, Stephen King written. Um, yeah, this this movie is a ten for me. What? Fuck yeah, yes. ten. Yes. We got a grindhouse ten yes. here, Possibly. son. Uh, it don't happen yeah. often. It don't happen no. often. No, it don't. Mm. No, it don't. I'm so happy. There I'm are, so fucking thrilled. There are very few films that live up to this this level of filmmaking, this level mm-hmm. of storytelling. Yeah, this is, I, and I think I said it once before. It's Godfather level. It's Scarface level. It's Titanic level. Oh it's yeah, it's Goodfellas level. It's everything. It's everything yep. you could ever want. It's yep. This movie is perfect. It's perfect. Perfect. Yep. perfect. It's perfect. Like, perfect. Trev, like, like Trevor is perfect. Like Travis is perfect. Like is <laughs> Hell perfect. yeah, son. Like Beans mm-hmm. is perfect. We're all perfect. Yeah, yeah. we're this all fucking perfect here. So. Perfect. It's and, and look, I, I, I say it all the time. I've said it on the nightclub several times. Maybe Joe Blow. I can't remember. Um, rewatchability is a huge thing for me personally. Mm-hmm. If I can rewatch your movie, you automatically get a certain score on my on my 100-point scale. But what really gets me is when I have a movie that it doesn't matter what part of the movie it's on, if I'm flipping through, which I don't really do anymore, but if I'm flipping through channels on the TV and it's on, and I could just pick up wh- whatever point in the movie and enjoy the rest of the movie, it's got to be higher ranking, right? Like Forrest Gump's the same way with me. I um, think so too. I agree. It's it's one of the reasons it's a 10 is because I can put it on at any point in the movie and love the fuck out of it for the rest of whatever's playing. It don't even matter if it's the end. It can literally love- be... Red getting parole, and I'd be like, oh, shit, yeah. I love how you pointed out the channel flipping because that's of a certain generation, and we are are from that generation where that's not something so much no more. But, yeah, yeah, dude, you're right. Like, you could put on this movie at almost any point in the film and just be hooked and good and good. You're good. You got it? You're going with it now. You want to see my lungs? Okay. Uh, I do, yeah. Mystic Symbol is awesome. Um, Wait, what? Ricky in the chat and Brent oh, replying. I, I did not. Okay. Well, I didn't see it, and I just saw it. But the the point is, is if I can <laughs> if I can put your movie on at any point in the movie and enjoy it, it's probably a fucking ten. Fuck yeah! So well, but um, that's an honest statement. We live in a ahead, new Brent? world, though. We live in a new world where. The things that we digest are are smaller and simpler, and they're yeah. like, and, and when it comes to context and time, and I get that not a lot of people have the ability to digest a two hour and twenty one minute movie. They just don't, um, and that makes me sad. It makes me sad because there are so many things out there that, given the time and given the opportunity, are fantastic. But people just don't have the attention span anymore. But people, yeah. and- they don't care. And it's and it's wild to me because like I'm the guy who's like, oh, this movie's fucking three and a half hours long. I can't wait to watch it in the movie theaters. Right? Yeah. Like I'm just yeah. fucking like like a dune or or whatever. I'm like when it came, give it, like Lord, Lord of the give Rings. It to me. Oh my god, Lord I couldn't have watched that or, in the theaters. Um, what is it? Oppenheimer's coming out. That's probably yes. gonna be close to a three an hour movie. Yep. I'm gonna yep. watch yeah. the fuck out of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And me like too. People who are like, oh, that's too long. I'm like, no, fuck you. It's not long enough. If if I know, I understand the convenience of being able to pause something and go do whatever else. But if you can binge watch a show, you can sit in a movie theater for three hours. 
Like yeah. it's easy. It's not as hard as some people think. And I feel like we, yeah, like Trev, like you're saying, and I'm sure Grindhouse, you, you, you've seen these movies too, like in theaters with the King Kong. King Kong was fucking three hours long. That movie was fucking dope. I didn't even, I didn't even know that it was three yeah. hours. Yeah. And I went see it three times in the in the theaters. Well, but there's what there's what people want and what people are given, right? And because we have things like Instagram and Reels and TikTok and whatever else, people don't China. people people China. people have be, people have become understimulated. Okay? They 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 get their balls tickled. But nobody actually gets jerked off anymore, and yeah, and, and, it's, it's and, a bunch and movies of fucking circle jerk. Yeah, <laughs> well, but well, but movies movies like Shawshank Redemption actually get you all the way there. Yeah, versus versus it's, things it's like true. TikTok that just kind of spit on it and tickle a little bit. Well, yeah, it's one minute fucking videos. <laughs> I but love that's, the analogy. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's the truth though, and uh, people don't have You're the right. patience. People don't have the patience for being pleasured anymore. Yeah, and younger stimulated people. anymore. Yeah, all that's you why, younger. That's why all idiot, of you younger people here, you no longer have the patience. Not me, not me. <laughs> that, that's why. That's people. why yeah. idiots who don't like uh, the witch and the lighthouse and the Northmen who can't follow, uh, who can't follow uh, slow plots and 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 understand things and have an imagination of their own. Okay, for the record, I love the witch. Just saying. Well, I, I don't understand it. what you did when you loved were watching it. the lighthouse. I don't understand where you. I need were. to watch the lighthouse uh, anyway. Well, but we can't. We can't. Okay, okay don't, Trav, I'm don't, sorry. Don't let no, it devolve. You're good. It's funny, Tra- Travis. Don't let it devolve into semantics because we both watch the same movies. I I gave it. The, I gave it the same due diligence you did. My point is this: I will when, let it when we're well, but when we're fed things in ninety second increments, it isn't yeah, surprising it to me no, that people don't, don't get movies anymore. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. surprise me. Well, I think I, 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 also, I, is, I do watch Instagram I, Instagram stories so, though, so I, I, I don't know. So I, I do want to say this though, compared to like the nineties or even the early two thousands, how much original shit are we are we watching in theaters these days? Because I feel like no, a no. lot of the movies are either remakes or based off of shit that's been already done. Well, right? I, I'd have to go back and look at all my recent theater. Dude, my recent theater watches have all been original horror movies. Like I saw Devil's Conspiracy well, in theaters. I, think, I, saw, I feel like I feel like horror is the exception, but like everything else. So so right? I don't have a like I don't we've have got a good remakes of the mermaid. Know. We've got fucking remakes of like every Disney channel ever. We got that, fucking mo- that MCU. movie was good to be fair. Uh, no, it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's a remake, right? Yes, it is like there's no new content there. They just fluffed something that already existed and resold it. It's no, very, and I think you're. I think you're right, but I think we have to. I think we have to give everybody in their little their little spaces due diligence, because like Travis loved Skin Rink. Okay, he he loved it. It changed his fucking life, and I'm completely fine with that. I loved Terrifier too. It changed my life, and Travis is completely fine with that. Oh, but that movie's I, dope as fuck. Well, no, I know I that, but, that but, I, but but I don't think you like it like I do, right? No, no, not to the degree. The, so, not but to that's the degree my, that you're willing to go. But like, I mean, but that's I, my I, point. I love it. But that's my point, though. So, like, you don't have to understand why I like it. You just have I to appreciate die. the fact that I do like it. I will die on the hill with you. For that, <laughs> well, but I, I will but roll I, down that fucking hill with you. Oh yeah, all yeah. day. So, yeah, but ball. I mean, 
but I mean, when it comes to content, it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's very rare that something of any consequence and substance can be conveyed to you in 30 seconds or 60 seconds. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not. If if those are the things that you take in every day, the odds are you're a moron. And Unless you're me. Uh, well, uh, well, but I know that itch. you watch movies. But I know that you watch movies, Trevor. So that's not and that's re- not, and read books. That's not true at all. Right? We all know exactly. About uh, so not, I do so, do a lot of shit. You might be correct on that. So you're but, yeah. But, so but you're. I was about to say like I'm on snide. TikTok a lot, but I fucking read like a motherfucker. I'm not, yeah. Right, well, we're not. Yeah. We're. Yeah, well, we're outlier so, exceptions. I think it does pertain to average, the younger generation, though. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I was just throwing my I don't think bro, it is. bro, it's blowing up in here. It's the same thing as the fucking murder conversation. It's like, hold on, cuz the nuance is too great to judge. Okay, fair enough. Fair China. enough. Fair enough. But is China. one is is one thing a distraction versus <laughs> something else being something that you can absorb? Yeah, so well, I think so. Here, here's the thing. I I like TikTok because a it's funny, and b because I can disconnect for a little while. I don't want to absorb something. I want to have a good time in a short amount of time and let my brain just wander into the abyss. Well, but that's what I have sex for. That's what I do. Well, so, you know, I, mean, I do that well, too. But I di- I disconnect for a short amount of time and I get on with the rest of my life. That's what I Wow. I, well, you yeah. know. Well, I'm sorry, but it is what I I will tell you there's several different ways to do that. I like to be fully <laughs> enveloped when I have when I have the SEX, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. who we lose right. oh we lost we lost my, my girl uh beans uh, she left yeah us. she said fuck this shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so but saying, anyway and how they feel <laughs> nah, I, I never it's said all right that. i gotta i gotta scoot too and she's going to oh, we're, we're about to close out the episode anyway okay. bye weird thank you for coming and and giving your take on everything i appreciate yeah. it uh we will get with you about the next episode Other things. and yeah. and the murder or whatever. So yeah, death yeah, penalty. Yeah. Murder yeah. Death penalty. Death penalty. Shit. To, the murder to, whatever. To come in and do the thing and, and get yelled at for watching yeah. too long. No, oh, government government sanctioned murder. Good. I it's you, okay. brought, you brought it weird. You brought it oh, weird. Beach is back. Love you. It'll be fun. It'll, it'll be fun. Love but you, weird. I have to go to sleep now. I gotta be up in yes. like go, five hours. Yes, go get some sleep, sweetie. Bye. So, um, from Fixie's Playground, I want to thank everybody that showed up tonight, Sir uh, Grindhouse and and Tibu, and Mm. and Beans, and I like that Cat Rick and (laughs) Snap and Weird Brother. So, thank you for hosting this and doing the goddamn Shawshank Redemption because this is a great fucking movie. I just had to get off my lazy ass and get it together. That's all it was. I'm glad I'm glad to be here, wow. man. Like I yes. love this movie. I love it so much. And thank so, you. Oh, me too. I appreciate it, everybody. Um, it's, a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. So good for you for trying. Yeah. Man. We're oh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna set up the death penalty episode. It's gonna happen. We'll have yeah. everybody back on. Uh I love having serious political discussions. So yep. this will be mm-hmm. great. Um until next time. I mean fuck, we're about four hours. That's awesome. Um Almost five, actually, but yeah. Well, okay. well, when we started recording, we started talking five hours ago, but uh, we started talking almost six hours ago. 
Well, my timer, my timer on the Zoom meetings at five hours and ten minutes. Is this okay. all staying in? <laughs> you and I, this is all fucking staying. You and I started talking oh, at eight thirty. At eight thirty. No, I, I know. Oh, we'll I, figure I'm just, out time. Six I'm just hours ago. Fix these It'll fucking okay. playground is the goddamn best. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm trying to deviate from this goddamn time <laughs> issue. It is. A, I love no, being it here. Is a, it is a magical black hole that makes time not exist. I, I love it. Look, I love the fact that we blew <laughs> fucking five hours and it's awesome. Okay. I drank a 12 pack. Okay. <laughs> I did. I love that you did that and you stacked it. You stacked it. Like Look, bro, two of those cans are in the trash, but the other, the other 10. Don't explain oh, yourself. Shit. You're just a beast. Yes. Yes. Right there, son. There you go. So, uh, built, love everybody. Thank y'all for it's coming tremendous. on. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to have us another episode. And uh, with that, we're gonna we're gonna sign off until next time. So, bye everyone. Goodbye. Where's the, where's the, where's the Dixie's recording playground? God Dixie's damn it. Playground. Well. All the time doing the shit. If you don't want to talk about it, fuck you, bitch. Fixies playground. playground. Fixies, Fixies playground. playground. If you don't want to talk about it, fuck you, bitch. In that right round house, that's what you endorse. I don't think that's accurate, but okay. I need to change the settings on my computer. My space you, bar is in the way. I love you. Go away, space bar. Hold on. Let's see. Task bar settings. The space bar. It's a big one in the middle of your keyboard. You can just hit. Yes, space but bar. it won't. It won't go down. <laughs> and, and since it won't go down, I can't see amazing. the fucking the the fucking end of recording oh. like I want to. <laughs> and I don't want to end the whole group, but I might have to. Right, right, right. <clears throat> I know. I know what you're doing. I know. You're a, go you're to a the go. Bitch. No, I'm, no, I'm gonna not help you. you. No, I'll not you. Here, I'll record. Go. Oh, look, here I am. I'm here. Go Hold to on. the more. Here I am. Yeah. You got it. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's gonna lose his no. recording now. Fix is gonna. No, I am episode. not. Don't I, say.